Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah! Welcome, everybody. The Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. We're coming to you live on a Monday night from Las Vegas, not far from the Lions Den. We thank you for listening, everybody. We really, really appreciate it. Monday night, March 31st, 2014, show number 167. All right, we have fantastic. Uh, Ryan Villapoto will be on, Justin Barsha, uh, Landon Powell, Jimmy Albertson, Jason Thomas, Nick Way. BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Cherbies, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, The Moto Company, Optrix, and Guts Racing all on board with us tonight. And we couldn't be more stoked to have those guys. We're going to give away two tickets to Houston Supercross, courtesy of the folks at Vortex. Also, we're going to give away the MotoCompany.com, a kid's T-shirt. And uh, we've, we've got a great show planned for you. The Race Tech emails, the X-Brand goggle tear-offs, NFAB question of the day, BTOSports.com, Gabba Gibbs, and much, much more coming on. Uh, again, St. Louis Supercross is coming on. There's lots to talk about. Welcoming to the studio, my co-host tonight, DirtRider.com. He's the guru of all things overboards and all things off-road and moto. The Chris Kiefer. Kiefer, what's up? Thanks for having me back, Steve. It's amazing. Yeah, it's great to it's, be back. It seems like you actually like this gig. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. I like driving out here and hanging <laughs> out with you guys. I don't know about that, but uh, hey, whatever. I'll take it. Uh, producing this show, taking your calls, handling everything behind the scenes. The Devin Gibbs. Devin, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? How you guys doing today? What's happening? Uh, another beautiful day in What'd Vegas. What think of St. Louis? Oh, it was awesome. It was really? great. It was right. cool racing. Good show. All right. Uh, brought to you by Fly Racing uh, on the line. Brought to you by Fly Racing. The official gear of Trey Kennard, who backed this weekend. Yeah. Jimmy Albertson, Matt Lemoyne, Weston Pike, and many, many others. Flyracing.com. Remember, they got more than just gear, people. Check out their line of hard parts. Somewhere in the middle of America, the Jason Thomas. What's going on? What are you doing, bro? I'm in Houston. I'm here. I'm ready. Where's everybody at? <laughs> go down to the dome. Go see. No, go go build the track. We have a question uh, at the Gabba Gibbs segment. I'm just going to get it to you right now because I don't know if you'll make it for later. Right now, off the couch, how do you place in a Canadian national? Ooh, me? Yeah, a Canadian? Oh, I don't know. I have any idea? Give me. An- I'm not. I'm not in shape for thirty plus two. There's no way I'm ready for that. So well, get a good start. Put some laps in. Hang on for a tenth. Uh, no. Let's say qualifying time. What would your qualifying time be? So you can hang uh, on for one lap. If I rode for a couple days or like a couple weeks, I could go pretty fast though. The last time I rode, I felt fine for a lap or two, but I would I would blow up in a hurry in, in an actual like real national race. <laughs> all right. Hey, uh, all right. Hey, Kiefer, what's new at DirtRider.com? What's happening? We thank those guys for letting you come up here and all that. You know, PulpMX.com, DirtRider.com, very <laughs> fierce competitors. Yeah, RacerX, DirtRider, PulpMX. Yeah, yeah. No, everything's going good. We just got back from a Utah trip, and we did some off-road testing. And, uh, yeah, just back at it, doing some more, uh, you know, 
testing. That's basically our magazine. We test a bunch of crap, so uh, <laughs> bikes, crap, and everything. So we we pride ourselves on being more of the testing side of the magazines versus you know yeah, all yeah. the other publications. So right. And and what'd you test up in Utah? Um, we had a smattering of off-road bikes, which is a Beta Husky uh, mixed of two strokes and four strokes against each other. So it was pretty cool to see how they stacked up against each other out in you know in the desert, some tight woods and. Did all kind of aspects of, you know, terrain. All right. Um, so St. Louis Supercross, Kiefer, you, you uh, checked it out on TV. Yeah. And uh, what do you think? So Man. If, you're, if you're a Stewart fan, right. you're saying, hey, you beat, uh, you beat Ryan Villapoto, you caught him past him, you're the man. If you're a Villapoto fan, you're like, ah, we're riding for the points, bro, we're riding for the points. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's right. I mean, and I am a Stewart fan, and I do like Villapoto, but... To me, when I watched Stewart in Toronto, I had no anxiety. He uh, was smooth, didn't have any mistakes. But for some reason, watching him last week, he had a few close calls, man. And that guy can recover so quick. You see him almost just by the freaking farm, and he's right back on Villopoto again. So mm-hmm. watching him last week, man, I had some anxiety watching him. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, JT? Uh, yeah, I mean, but that's Stu. I, he, <laughs> I think he always has close calls like that just because it's, that's his style and he's, he, he pushes the edge all the time. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, you know, you nailed it on the head. Both sides are going to go with, you know, that angle of it. And mm-hmm. why would they not? You know, that's, you're going to, you're going to play the, the side you have. You know, I think Ryan did a good job of, uh, giving James credit. He didn't back away from the fact that James rode really well and, you know, I think the the writing was kind of on the wall there that, you know, if Ryan could have won the race, he, he would have won. He was winning, and if he could have gone fast enough to pull away from James, I think he would have done just that, you mm-hmm. know. But yeah. James just had a little bit more, and, and that's how you win championships is when you don't have it, you, you know, you take a second when you have to take a second. Kiefer, there's, that there, going there, down. there isn't any way that, like, RV loses this thing, right? I mean, you're not. No, I'm not banking on that. Yeah, okay. He what? He can cruise around third, fourth, you rest of the think. series, and, and he's good yeah. to go. So, okay, he's got it under control. I think Stu's going to uh, run the table though a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You think? He's, well, he's got three in a row now, right? Yeah. I think he's going to hit five. Does anyone other than RV or Stu win the the last four? <sighs> no. Ah, suck it, JT. JT thinks it. Oh yeah, because that's the final answer. <laughs> he thinks Weston's going to win. I think. No, he, I just uh, said yeah. I think with. The caliber guys out there, and I think Dunge can win on any given day. I think Barsha's getting a lot better. Uh, I think Roxon has it in him still. So yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just taking the odds. Versus, I think you know, I'll take the field versus two guys. Right. Unless something happens though, two guys, no one else is winning. In my opinion. Yeah, there something happens. It's bad start. Right. Stu, Stu could crash at any moment. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see him almost land on blows? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh, oh, dude. Jesus, yeah. That's what I'm factor, talking about. you got to factor in that RV is going to not go for it like he was. You know, If right. he's in third and he doesn't have to win, he's not going to just go nuts to win. So, you know, if, if Stu makes a mistake and RV doesn't, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm just going to take the chance that somebody else is going to win something. Um, so, Kiefer, JT, and I on our, on our podcast, we have quite differing opinions on the Pike-Barsha incident. Uh, Justin passing Pike in the heat race, uh, taking the third spot, second spot away from uh, uh, Weston. And Weston, you know, they came down. Weston gave him an elbow. There was a a little bit of a headbutt from Barsha. We'll have him on the show later to talk to him about it. Um, 
JT thinks that that was out of line a little bit for Barsha hmm. to do that. Well, I think JT knows that's just Barsha. But I think for a Barsha pass, that was actually pretty clean. He went underneath, didn't throw the elbow in. He just kind of cut down underneath and rode the rut a little high, but didn't like hesitate to actually make Weston's you know, fall over a progress, you know, impede his progress. Um, it is kind of weird for a heat race to see him go, you know, be that aggressive two corners from the finish. But There was no need for Weston to be upset about that. No, and I don't think so either. I think Weston should have calmed down. But I think, I think also, too, a lot of the top riders haven't um, respected Weston yet. I think they're still thinking Weston shouldn't be up there, you know. And, and I, I think Weston's changed a lot of people's views, but I think – some guys like Barsha and even Dungey, I think those guys think that he shouldn't, you know, and doesn't belong up there. That's my opinion. JT? No, I agree. I, I, you're, you're definitely going to deal with that. Um, you know, I rode, I rode a little bit more aggressively with guys than I, you know, if, if they were ahead of me and I felt like I was better, I would ride more aggressively. So I think you're seeing some of that. My, my point was really just there was no when, need. There was when no everybody's need qualifying, for... you don't. I just don't. I disagree with pulling super super aggressive moves when everybody's qualifying right at the end. I just don't. I don't think that's the smart way to go about it's, it. It's so. a race. It's a race. Well, I missed the headbutt. Thanks, thanks, Steve. I missed the the headbutt. What he headbutted him? What? Well, they were got, after the checkers. Uh, they were arguing. I saw Weston come up to him, like shoulder him. Yeah, and then a- after that, they were arguing a little bit, and people down on the floor said that Justin kind of went boom. They were nose to nose. Oh yeah, and Justin kind of went like a little headbutt. I Not think a big or anything. Nothing. Really big, but props to Barsha getting on Weston. I mean, Weston's a big dog. <laughs> well, and then I guess Weston Weston said, "Okay, cool, let's settle this in the tunnel." Oh boy! And I guess Barsha didn't want anything. Oh, yeah. to do with going into that tunnel, tapping out of there. Yeah, he was like, "Okay, I'm done." You know, but let's Weston, just leave it on the track. According to people that were down there, Weston was like, "Hey, Barsha!" Like waving to him, "Let's go in this tunnel. Let's handle let's it. Let's discuss this. Some Fight Club action in the tunnel." <laughs> and I think rightfully so. Uh, Barsha didn't want anything to do with it. Oh so. no! That's yeah. cool. So, so Steve. So you say it's a race. Where's the where's the line? Where do you draw the line? All right. That was a supercross pass. That was a supercross. Define a supercross pass. A supercross is a is a form of racing. That's that, uh, that doesn't Barcia, mean anything. Barsha made up some time on those jumps. He scrubbed harder. He got on the inside of of Weston and forced him uh, to go a little bit higher than he wanted. And he took the inside away from Barsha. And that's supercross racing. That's Ooh. totally normal. And that's fine. So if somebody does that in the outdoors, there what, what does that mean? Well, I'm just saying how you're going to get by a guy. You can get by a guy a lot of different ways outdoors. In Supercross, you have to do it in the turns. You have to, you know, scrub scrub things up and make time up and get on the inside of, but, of those bowl turns. What was the big problem about him passing? I mean, what, what he didn't really well, do. I, no, I think West, Weston was mad that he didn't leave him any room. He like had plenty tip, of room. A typical block pass, you leave the guy, you kind of leave the guy room. You know, like you, you have the pass made, you leave the guy room, everybody kind of you know, survives and moves on. And I, I think Weston was mad that he didn't feel like he had any room. I think that's I'm, – I'm speculating, but I feel like that's what but Weston was mad about. I think also, too, though, I mean, Barsha knows his audience. He knows if he left, you know, Weston any, any kind of room, Weston would have got him back that next corner. So – yeah, look, JT, JC loves Weston. And, he and I do, wears, too. He wears fly racing gear. He, he can't, you know. Nah, it's, like, it's really more – I don't – like, like, like Barsha qualifying for me was a big deal. Like, I, I if if people did stupid things in in qualifying races when there was no points, no money, no nothing, you know, starting gate, yes, I understand that. But you're taking a chance on sending the guy to the semi. 
when you, uh, I don't know. I just have a problem with that that aspect of it. I really don't care who it was, to be right. honest with you. And I think if he did crash, we'd be talking a lot about a lot more, you know. So if, I, if that's anybody but Barsha, there's no problem with that. Alessi. Okay, anybody? Well, I don't think Alessi has the skills to do that. To be serious, seriously. No. Okay, so why did why did Dungey call him an amateur in the interview? If, if if everything was just kosher, it was just awesome. Why did Dungey? Why was Dungey pissed as well? Where was Dungey pissed? Where did you see this? Right. He said it in an interview. He called him an amateur. What? What? Barsha even talked about it. What interview? After the after the race, he he t- told uh, told Barsha he's riding like an amateur. If you'd watch any of the interviews these guys do, uh, there's no denying he does some sketchy shit. Well, he does. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not defending him. Like right. his whipping Roxon's face. Yeah, and that's saying retarded. He didn't see it? Right. That's ridiculous. Roosting the medic. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, he's done a lot of things, but in this instance, you know, I don't. Yeah, this instance, I think it's it's okay. Even it, even uh, Barsha on the Transworld interview, uh, Barsha was talking about how Dungey was calling him an amateur right after the race and all I'm, pissed off. I'm not familiar with this Schwanch world. Website okay. you speak of. Former employer of yours. <laughs> I'm joking. I just like, uh, I think the chicks dig it when he takes his shirt off and does interviews. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I Look, uh, big deal. He didn't knock him down. He didn't He didn't push him. Yes, he hit a hay bale barely. He, or tough block. He barely clipped it. Like, come on. It's a race, man. Barsha. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not condoning that they he should have wanted to fight or anything like that. I'm not. I'm just trying to basically point out why he was angry. If you want to say that he went too far or anything like that, whatever, that's fine. I, I don't really have an argument for it. I, you know, he did what he felt, you know, the the action deserved. But I'm just trying to give you his side of what I saw. You know, I, I can understand why he was mad. If you want to say he was overly upset, you know, I can go along with yeah, that. Yeah, overly upset. If it's anybody other than, you know, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We race supercars. We, yeah, I and, mean, and, and that's what we do Pike now. said in his in his interview that Barsha's a punk. That's that was exactly his words, not mine. Yeah, that Barsha was a punk, well, and he's sick of dealing with it. He can't. He, he said something like he can't pass without getting dirty. And, and I'm just relaying. I don't. This isn't my. I, yeah. Barsha's never done anything to me. But this is what Pike was saying. And uh, JT was on the on the same plane as Weston and Barsha. Oh, that's yep. awesome. On Sunday morning. How close? Yeah, and, and and I'm you know I don't want people to think that I. Don't like Justin, or I'm I'm mad about the movie. It didn't matter to me. I was sitting in the in the press box eating popcorn. I could care less. You've been but. overly critical about Barsha, though. You have it out I for have? him. Yes, you have. You have it out. Oh for yeah, him. yeah, totally. Because we were just you know talking on the plane and whatever. I sat next to his mom. Yeah, but you overly critical. No, sure. I feel like you are not a fan of the way he rides. You're, yeah, that, that may be true. I mean, that doesn't mean I don't like him. No, yeah. no, no, no. I just overly critical of his riding. I, I don't of think his... it's even overly. I just am critical. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't care for that style of riding at all. Yeah, and you know, I just. And it seems like nobody else does either. So Andrew he, Short has no problem with it. JT did have Barsha's back in the Daytona incident, though. With Mookie. Yes. So he's not overly yeah, critical. Yeah, fuck it, Steve. So <laughs> I'm on both sides here. Like I think it was legit passed by Barsha this time. And I think Wesson, of course, he's on the opposite end of it. He's pissed. Plain and simple. You should be. I mean, it's a race. These guys have emotions. Wesson's been riding incredible this year, and he's awesome, and he's on fire, but there was nothing wrong with that pass. But just like the Daytona thing, getting back to that, Mookie overreacted, and Wesson overreacted. Well, you have a tra- I, would love for, I would love for you to talk to Wesson about this. Oh, God. Well, get him on the phone. Let's call him. No, I want you to talk to him in person. Oh, okay. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Um, is it weird? Not to get off subject. Is it weird that I think Barsha's mom's kind of hot? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know what it is. It's like some, uh, I don't know. She's kind of hot to me. 
Sorry. Well, he's on later. Do you want to ask? No, nah, I'm not going to do that. Okay, I'm not right. going to do that. I believe she's weird. married. I think everything. I know she's married. I'm just right. saying she's a cute looking chick. Uh, things just got weird here on the show. Sorry. Sorry, JT. Um, uh, hey, let's. Uh, JT, we don't have you for too long tonight. We got we to gotta utilize you when we can. So let's go right into the X Brand Goggle uh, tear off segment. X- it's the X Brand tear off segment. 15 second rapid fire QA. XBrand.com, EKSBrand.com, Pulp Show 14, saves you 30% off. The goggles of champions around the world. Jimmy Albertson, Nick Way, Ben LeMay, Vince Freeze, AJ Cantanzaro, Michael Lessie, Kyle Cunningham, Jessica Patterson, Josh Strang. Champions around the world, choose X-Brand, and now with grips. Are you trying the X-Brand grips, Kiefer? No, when am I going to get hooked up on something? I'll give you some tonight. All right. Yeah, they're fantastic. Titidium, what is it? Soft titidium. <laughs> so these questions are submitted by Corey Moser. And I'm not familiar with him, but we're looking into it. The authorities are looking into it. All right, let's go. Let's, let's do this. 15 seconds, JT. That's it. I'll take as much time as I need. Yep. Placement makes Supercross safer. Yes. The hell is going on over there? Right. We don't get an explanation. Just yet? yeah. Just what yeah. I mean, give oh. a little bit of explanation. Yeah. I didn't even hear the question. Oh, do you hear? Do you hear him now, Devin? Huh? Can you hear me? Yeah, but the question in there. The question was: Would slowing down the bikes or lowering the displacement make it was supercross? For me, though. Huh? Yeah, it was for you. Hey, yeah, don't worry about it, then, JT. Don't worry about it. It's not. It wasn't for you. <laughs> All right, next question. All right, for JT. If you were going to rent a retired pro rider to hang out with the weekend at Supercross, who would it be? Me personally? Yeah. Um, I think Bob Hanna would be pretty fun. Just because he just does not care. He would, yeah. he would say all kinds of ridiculous things. Um, yeah, we're renting Danny Stevenson out. Did you hear about that? No, I, actually, I'm going to take that back. Okay. It would, be, it would be Bradshaw. The only reason, I would say Bradshaw too, but the only, I don't know if Bradshaw's into it that much, into the sport that much anymore. Right. He loves monster trucks now and stuff. Yeah. Is it Hannah ain't not into it either? Though. No, Hannah's into it. Oh, Hannah it? follows it. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, Hannah follows it more than you think. But. All right. Kiefer. What about, what about uh, what, what about Lachine. factory? Factory. Oh, Lachine be good. Lachine. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. All right, Kiefer. Yep. Besides a dirt rider shootout, what is the best resource for consumers to get good information on next year's bike? That's a tough one. Besides dirt rider, um, honestly. Find someone that has the bikes and ride them before you buy them. Yeah, yeah. I mean that way you know for a fact. You know your your buddy's gonna blow smoke up your ass to tell him to buy whatever bike he has. But mm-hmm. ride the bike. Try to find one. Sixteen point three. Sorry. It's okay. All right, uh, Steve. What is the? I want to say that's plus. All right. What is the plus in have in the? Or what is the pulse in the pits having no Supercross banquet this year? Plus or pulse? The pulse. It, it it was pulse, but it was the L was before. It was all fucked up. Who thinks that it was actually written correctly? I don't even know what the question is. I'm unstuck on Pulse, so. (laughs) All right. What is the Pulse in the pits for having no Supercross banquet this year? Well. What is the word in the pits would have been a better. JT, have you heard this officially yet from anybody that officially, officially? On what? No banquet. Uh, I haven't, well, no, I haven't seen like a press release or anything, but I've heard it from like everyone. Yeah, me too. I just haven't heard it from anybody at Feld. No, Uh, you're right. Yeah, I haven't heard it from them, but. Yeah, I heard yeah. I heard it from like team managers, people who would know. You're right, right. Yeah. I, I've heard it from people I would trust. 
Yeah. But. The pulse is that it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. No banquet, free yeah, booze. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Yeah, I don't think anybody's real excited about it. But I had heard, I had heard they invited 21 teams last year and 10 showed up. Hmm. You know? And they're just like, why are we doing this? And I agree. Yeah. If these guys can't take the fucking time to show up and collect a lot of money and be honored in a sense, because I think they, do they bring all top 20 onto the stage, JT? I think they do. No, they used to. They oh, don't anymore. Okay, but I mean, they're in somewhat. They're just, it's just the champions, champions and award winners. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. They do spend a lot of money, and, and these teams should recognize it. They can. I think food I stuff? think that they should have it either way. I, I'm not the one writing the check, so it's easy for me to, you know, armchair quarterback it. But yeah, I think it's I think it's the right thing to do. To right, it's a big deal. Like winning a championship, winning you know these things are a big deal. So I hate to see it. Like to me, it just I don't know. It kind of seems a little bit hokey and you know like all right well see you see you next year everybody like after the main event you know yeah. like there's nothing mm-hmm. there's just nothing mm-hmm. like that just seems silly 112 seconds yeah it's a long, <laughs> long, long one all right jt uh with rumors of barsha going to jgr next year which bike do you think is better the factory honda or the jgr yamaha oh i have no idea i haven't ridden either either one of the current renditions so armchair it armchair it moser moser's mm-hmm. trying to get you in trouble He's trying to get I don't know. Point. I haven't ridden either of them, so I don't. I've. It's unfair for me to say. I would just purely be going off of what you know, looking at them. So right. I, don't, I don't know. I All think right. the Yamaha is really fast. It looks real fast, really fast. It looks fast. Yep. Just uh, watching Brayton accelerate from the turns, he looks like he has a lot of a lot of motor underneath him. Production but, bike. The production 450 is the fastest. Uh, Yamaha is the fastest. Yeah, it's like putting out 58 yeah. horsepower this year. I don't know. Just feeling wise, it's faster than anything. Hmm. People like it. Yeah, people All say right. it's good. All right. All right. Whatever, whatever Barsha thinks is the best is the best. I promise you. Knowing riders, how and how they think, that's all that matters. Barsha's mom. Go ahead. <laughs> all right, Kiefer. Which uh, motocross magazine sells the most uh, and or makes the most money? Whew. Uh, I would say Cycle World. Actually, their their Cirque is huge, you know. But uh, Cirque, Cirque, their Cirque industry industry trade name. Um, but I would say Transworld Racer X has a lot of. I think they get a lot of advertisers. Hmm. All right. I think it. I think it's funny because every magazine will claim they're the biggest sellers because right. there's different ways to account it. Exactly. There's number of volumes shipped. Right. Number of magazines you get back from the newsstands. Then there's number of magazines you print. Uh, we're we're the largest off-road magazine. You're the only off-road magazine. No, dirt bike. Oh, congrats! congrats. Thank you. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. All right. I can remember the last time I looked at a dirt bike. I don't either. Still around though? Huh? They're still kicking. They are, and honestly, everybody's like, "Did you just check this out?" I'm like, "I've never opened that magazine in a long time." Yeah. Huh. All right. They're uh, like um. They're like uh. You know the supercross.com website. Yeah. Like they have the the URL. Oh, they do? Yeah, because it's called supercross.com. Dirt bike does? No. Oh. The website does. Okay, yeah. So it, gets, it probably gets a lot of hits because people just go to supercross.com. Right. People don't know. Not enough hits to keep their team going. <laughs> yeah, good point. And it's like <laughs> Dirt Bike has the perfect ma- name where yeah. if you're a stranger, you're just going to pick that up because you have a dirt bike. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. So it's clever. Unlike Pulp MX. Well, I think they had a lot more guys, too, when Wolfman was around, too. They had a lot more mm-hmm. followers. Yeah. The hell's Wolfman? Come on, you, you know Top Gun. <laughs> Dude, you don't know Wolfman? I, the only one I knew flew an F sixteen. <laughs> Dude, Tom Webb, Wolfman. What was his uh? Who's Super his co-pilot? Hunky. Who was Wolfman's co-pilot? JT, go. 
Uh, Slider? Nope. Merlin? Yep. Merlin. Yep. All right. Okay. All right. Steve. Yeah. No, Hollywood. Holly, Holly, okay. Holly, Hollywood. All right. All right, go. All right. It was Holly, everyone. Okay. Holly. Okay. Um, who has been the most improved writer thus far in 2014? Um, Martin Davalos. He's still crashing, but he's still good. He's still better than he was. Brayton, maybe. Uh, Pike, Pike is ste- stepped up again. He was the most improved last year for sure. He's probably taking another step forward. Yeah. Gurky was good last year, but this year with injuries, kind of leveled out. Anyways. All right. JT, if you had to choose the butt patch Davalos war in New York, what would it say? Uh, in New York. Man, I don't know if... Hmm. I, 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 well, they run, they have to run pro circuit ones, so they can anyway. How about that? Great answer. Yeah, thanks. Good cover. Right. That was good. <laughs> All right. I didn't know how what Moser was looking for with that question. Anyways, I think he was looking for a real answer, but whatever. Let's move on. All right, Kiefer. Yep. Who is your favorite current rider, and who is your favorite all-time rider? All-time rider, it, it Jeff Emig was one of my favorite riders growing up. Um, That's not done the question. And uh, I'm gonna do one for each. Current favorite rider, Andrew Short. Emig, huh? Yeah, and it, 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 it kind of sucks now because he kind of ruined it for me because he's announcing. Yeah. But I just, I just love that dude growing up. All his, the Thor Fast Boys gear, and I was just like all really? about it. Yeah. Okay. I think you're dating yourself. No. Yeah. That's oh. weird. What's weird? Dating yourself. Yeah. It's creepy. It's like narcissism at its finest. Yep. Turn your mic on. Every Saturday night. All right. Next all right. question. That was it. That w- That has been. X brand goggles, EKSbrand.com. Pulp Show 14 saves you 30% off. And love this guy right here. You can uh, get the same goggle that uh, just tore through the main event this weekend in St. Louis. Tons of riders wearing it, doing well, having clear vision. Now with grips. Soft idiom. Soft idiom. Hmm. JT, we're going to get you back on later on. Thanks, bud. All right. See you guys. All right. We're going to come up with our next guest, uh, Landon Powell. But before that, Kiefer. What percentage of riders who are listening to this, local riders, mm. just people who own motorcycles, probably need suspension work? Something done. 90. Thank you. Yep. Seals, oil, bushing, spring rates, valving, anything. Racetech.com. Check them out. Racetech.com. Supporting riders like Lee, Freeze, Blose, Gilmore. Ah, Freeze is killing it. Cody Gilmore is killing it. Blose had a great ride this weekend. Uh, they use Racetech.com. 30 years they've been supplying the riders, racers. And tuners with the industry's best suspension products and uh, Racetech.com for all your needs. Please take a look at your sad sack bike and uh, go to Racetech.com. Use the code PulpMX to save yourself. PulpMX14 to save yourself money at Racetech. They are privateer proven. Here's a couple of emails. Uh, Kip said, I've been writing for weeks now trying to get a question on the show that I think has been glossed over way too much by everyone. And it's very obvious. Nowhere in the history of Supercross has a rider been the best for several years then lost it for several more and then clearly gone back to being the best so why is no one stating the obvious james stewart career low was mostly because of the 2010 2013 yamaha he 
as well as Davy Millsaps, have both obviously gotten better since getting off that bike. Steve, I love your ballsy journalism and can't get enough of what you do for us fans, but let's get effing real now. The bike doesn't even exist anymore. It sucked, and it set James back three years in his prime. What do you think? What do you think, Kiefer? Nah, it's bullshit. I think, you know, the every bike gels with different riders, you know, and obviously he didn't. He thought he could get that bike to work well for him, and it, it wasn't very good. doesn't mean it's a piece of crap. I think, uh, you know, he said that the rider is the – James is the best in the world. I think RV would have something to say about that. I think there's a few guys like that, not just one. You know. This email is from uh, Roland Mathis. I don't have a way to tell you – tell the 722 this, but every month my company has a company-wide safety meeting around 1,500 employees or more at any given time, presidents, VPs, and shareholders. Anyway, some joker got loose and accidentally played the 722 subway rap. I have no idea who it was. But it happened during the portion of the meeting where they were taking, talking raises. They ended up canceling the call and making everyone call back in after a minute and 51 seconds of my, well, it was quite the song. So, <laughs> Roland dropping the subway. That's cool. Dropping the uh, subway deuce-deuce rap on everybody. Um, we got a couple more, but you know what? Let's get to our next guest. Well, this guy doesn't like Lurch. Are I you like switching Lurch. emails like sooner, or what are you doing? What do you mean? You're reading emails now, then later? Yeah, we, we fit in when we can. We've got a busy show tonight, Kiefer. All right. Please don't try to produce a show. I already have one in the corner over <laughs> okay. there. Um, this rider, presented by Vortex Racing, the leader in making top-quality racing components for 15 years, and they're a proud supporter of us this year. The products they get you get from Vortex Racing are made with the best materials, tightest tolerances, because Vortex is owned and operated by guys just like you and I. thousand different gear choices, colors as well. Uh, Vortex Bars, V3 Bar, 29% stronger than competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of R&D and testing into these bars. Want to use the same products as Suzuki's James Stewart, multi-time arena cross champion, Bowers. He won his fourth title this weekend. And Robbie Renner, they choose Vortex. Check out VortexRacing.com and they'll see you at the track. This next rider had a great race in St. Louis. He uses Vortex Bars and Sprockets as well. And I need to find out why Landon Powell is racing the East Coast while he's from Utah. Landon, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? What's happening? How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you guys? Hey, I, I talked to you uh, earlier. You were driving back from St. Louis. So yeah. that was two days, and you just got back tonight? Yep, yep. Just got home like 30 minutes ago. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, privateer life. It is privateer yep. life, right? Uh, strong 12th place in uh, St. Louis. First question, why are you doing East Coast? What happened to you? Oh man! Well, actually, uh, the original plan was to do West Coast. Um, I had I had some deals going that I was I had a pretty good deal going that uh, fell apart. Um, things didn't quite work out after Monster Cup, and uh, basically, I just had no time to get things together for the West Coast. And um, I was I was kind of at a point where I was almost contemplating whether I was going to race or not. You know, is really you oh, know okay. being a being a privateer. I mean, I've uh, I've been at it like four years now, mm-hmm. and. Um, kind of been a bubble main event guy and uh but with the way things ended on my last deal um i didn't i didn't want it to be the end so uh actually uh matt jory with proven moto mm-hmm. he's uh he's helping me out now doing my motors and whatnot so uh with his history at troy lee he got me hooked up with um tyler keith yep and he's like dude you need to call this guy you need to talk to him i've, I've been talking to him about you you know I've, we've seen you ride we know you've got some talent but you've got to you got to change up what you're doing. You know, you're like, you've been going to California yep. for so long, spinning laps and, you know, not not improving. So uh, basically Tyler told me, he's like, dude, honestly, if I was you, I would pack your shit up 
and I would head east, you know, go find a place to stay and uh, get away from California, change up your program, and just, just change everything and just see, see what works for you. Hmm. And, wow. Um, okay. That's so weird. That's kind of what I did. I uh, yeah. packed up and went out to GPS and uh, made a run at the East Coast. Yeah, you really stood out to me in that practice. Like I think I think you saw my tweet. Um, yeah. Yeah, you were just killing it. You looked great out there. Uh, and oh, and twelfth place in St. Louis, uh, Detroit. You did you crash out at Detroit or what happened in there? Uh, no, Detroit. I uh, actually made or I, that was my first main was Detroit. Yep. And um, yeah, I got in the LCQ. Um, had a bad start in the main, and uh, I think Jeremy Martin actually cleaned me out pretty good. <laughs> off the track, and uh, so it kind of started from the back and ended up 18th there. Yeah, but and last then, um, yeah, last two weeks but, have been great though, pretty good. Yeah, no, it, it's been solid, man. I've I haven't been the fastest guy, but I put together solid laps the whole main, and uh, you know, obviously taking advantage of guys, other guys going down and whatnot. But uh, no, just stayed stayed consistent and uh, been really happy with where I finished. Kiefer, have you seen this guy in SoCal tracks over the years? Yeah, I've seen him around a little bit. He's a he seems like a bigger kid too. Yeah, you're a little, a little taller, huh? Landon? Yeah, yeah, I'm about I'm about six one. How much How much do you weigh? Uh, about one sixty. Oh, that's oh, he's not that big then. Yeah, that's yeah. A, I'm, I'm I'm kind of a scrawnier dude, but it works. He's a beanpole. <laughs> he's a beanpole. Yeah. Um, no man, a couple of good great races, and uh, you know you got to keep that up. And I mean, really, like in the, in the field, like in a field like the factory teams and stuff, and riders you have rides, you're a full privateer, 12th place, nothing to sneeze at, man. So. Um, Thank you. And now you, so you now you have a break, but are you gonna are you gonna hit up uh, New York? Yep, yep. No, my race is actually on uh, on with Team Gus. Okay. Um, he's helping me out hauling my bike, so uh, I've I've been fortunate enough. You know, I have some good people helping me out from home, and uh, I've been able to fly into the races. Okay. Nice, and uh, nice. and Gus has my bike there, and uh, so yeah, I'll be in New York, and I'm actually going to go to Seattle and uh, ride it. Uh, just throw some white backgrounds on my 250 and ride the 450 class. So, oh, sweet. Uh, yes. Well, I think it'll be good. Uh, I was checking out your results. Not too many nationals for you, just lack of funds, really? Yeah, I mean, privateer, you know, it's pretty hard to, to make money doing the nationals. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I kind of stay home and teach some training schools and race locally and make a little more money doing that. Um, and just, you know, I, I really enjoy Supercross, so I just kind of keep keep that as my focus. 702-586-7857. You got a question for Landon Powell, uh, one of the top privateers this past weekend in St. Louis. Um, a great ride and uh, riding riding four fifties in Seattle. That should be interesting. So you're from you're from uh, Utah. Yep, yep. South Turn about uh, about fifteen twenty minutes from Salt Lake. Oh, okay. All right. What's the riding like yeah. up there? Yeah, uh, it's not great. Yeah. I mean, we have a few tracks. You know, we've got a we've got a pretty good like moto scene. Um, quite a few riders and a, a pretty good group of guys. But our tracks, you know, are definitely. Definitely hurting. <laughs> yeah, really. But hey, well, I understand though that you and your dad had something to do with uh, the uh, the Utah National get happening or getting started or something like that. Yeah, yeah. My dad, uh, my dad works for the Energy Solutions Arena, and uh, and um, the Miller family, who also owns Miller Motorsports Park, they own the Jazz and all that stuff. Yeah, Larry Miller, right? He passed away a few yep. years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh, so my dad has a pretty close relationship with the guys from Feld. Because um, he works like all the circus events, you know, and he he deals with them on on everything that they do. Um, and yeah, he's he's been pushing. They actually came to him and were talking about wanting to do outdoors at a better facility and more suites, you know, and kind of kind of turn it that way a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, he was pushing pretty hard to get the race out here for like the past four years. And um, they had tons of meetings and mm-hmm. 
you know, Davey and the guys came out and checked it out. And my dad, my dad and the people from Miller went out to a few nationals and met with them. And yeah, things came together. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think obviously the the windstorm didn't help. The massive windstorm didn't help that race. <laughs> You know, but I think yeah. I think prep properly and everything else, it's got some, it's got some potential. Yeah, no, I think and I think after the first years out of the way, you know, I think they learned a lot. I mean, because those guys out in Miller, they all they know is car racing and the road. You mm-hmm. know, yep. They they knew nothing about motocross, so uh, I think they learned a lot, and uh, I think this next year will be way better. Does that track just stay there though the whole time? Oh yeah, it's just sitting. Uh-huh. Like I, they actually had a race there. Uh, Two weeks ago, oh. uh, one of the local organizations threw a race, but uh, but yeah, it's just it's just sitting there. <laughs> wow. Huh. Hey, what would you think of uh, St. Louis? It seemed like the whoops to Dragon back to double off, man. That was a big key. What do you think of the track? Yeah, I, I really liked the track. Um, I think the rhythms were good. They flowed really well. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, the Dragon back. I mean, if you didn't get that, your whole lap was done. You know, I think. Like in my heat race, I was running good, and I had a gap on guys. I think I was in like sixth or something, mm-hmm. and uh, I missed the dragon back the last three laps and oh, dropped yeah, the yeah. ninth. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so it was it was huge for sure. Kiefer, you're a big boy. You, you would have yeah. needed that to get through the whoops and over that. <laughs> yeah, I probably would have just manualed the whole thing the on big my boar big boy. Yeah, yeah, from from '04 would have <laughs> really helped. Hey. uh so we have Entenap on the show every now and then. I don't know if you know who Adam Entenap is, but uh, yeah, he's a trip and he's awesome. And um, <laughs> you know, we got team team uh, uh, Teddy Parks journey yep. and the, the Schmidt, Entenap, uh, uh, Tapia, uh, and then Gus yourself, um, a few other guys. Uh, their names are escaping me, but like, man, if it wasn't for these two guys, Kiefer, like there'd be like these guys take twenty guys each to the races. Yeah, I mean, and they're that- like huge help. And the thing is, uh, AMA needs to thank those guys, too, because if with those guys went there, who knows how know. many privateers would go. So my question, Landon, is how does a team Gus, how does Gus make money? Like, what's in it for him? Man, honestly, um, I'm, I'm new to the whole Gus thing. I, this yeah. is the first time I've ever done it with him. Uh-huh. But that guy is just so, so pumped to be at the races. I mean, he just enjoys it so much, you know, and he's always, he's just pumping everybody up and always got a smile on his face, and I... So I don't really know the background of right. of the money and all that, but uh-huh. uh, man, the guy truly does love what he's doing, you know. And he was telling—I can't remember what he's telling me. He's done so many races in a row now, like right. two hundred or you know <laughs> something crazy, yeah, you know, yeah. that he he hasn't missed a race in so long. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, like even and and Teddy Parks just sounds like gnarly dude, you know. And I yeah, I always think like I think two things. First of all, it's awesome that these guys are there doing it, and second of all. What in the hell are they doing it for? Like, right. you know, there's no glory. I, I doubt they're making money. And, I mean, they're helping you guys, which is awesome. But It's kind of it's kind of like the Warthog deal back in the day, too. I don't have it in my heart to do that, Kiefer. Right. I don't have it in my heart to be <laughs> Gus or, or Teddy Parks. Like, screw that, dude. <laughs> That's why there's only a few of them. Right? <laughs> yeah. They're special human beings. Um, yeah, hey. it's, it's crazy to see, though, you know, like how much of the field they're actually bringing to the race, you know? Like, yeah. From from – 15th down, you know, I mean, half the guys there are under one of their trucks. Yeah, Pretty right, crazy. right. Can you tell us how much they charge, or do you, I don't know if you want to talk about that, or, like, how much is it, or how much, what, what do they, they bring your um, bike? I and... know there's, like, a, a rate if you do the whole season from the first race to the last, you know, it's, like, I want to say, like, 3500 Okay. Um, about, or there's, like, a, a race-to-race fee also. Okay, all right, yeah, I, so. I, I don't know, man. Crazy. I wonder it's, if he makes a little bit of money just off the riders, or just breaks even. Or... I don't know. Huh. I don't know. And I know that I know they have sponsors too. You know, they have, they have quite a few sponsors that help them out here and there. Um, right. 
So, I mean, I don't know if sponsors are putting in big for him or what. How's, uh, how's Woodrow at GPF? He's good, man. He's really good. good. Woodrow's a good <laughs> Woodrow's a good guy. Yeah, no, he's he was cool, man. I, I really enjoyed staying there. It's, it's an awesome place. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. And uh, so do you get a little bit homesick and stuff if, if you've been out there for a while, or how's that? Um, it's not too bad. Uh-huh. I mean, it was definitely different um, because it was so much further than California was. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was kind of crazy knowing that I couldn't just, just pack up and drive home, you know? Like, it was, it's a trek to get back there. But, yeah, uh, yeah, no but doubt. But no, it was good. We had we had a little apartment back there, and uh, no, it was it was good. What did you think of the Daytona? Was that the first time you ever ridden there? Yeah, Daytona's gnarly, man. Like, <laughs> it was, gnarly. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not for for little boys. It's it's a man's no. it's a man's track. Yeah, and I and I was in the B practice two fifty, you know. So I had I had some faces fixed and stuff. I mean, those four fifty guys, I, I can't even believe yeah. that you know the track that they had to ride. Uh, yeah, have you ever done Daytona Kiefer? No, I missed out. But no. I wanted to ask him: Is are you riding a KTM? Yep. What uh, as a privateer? What made you choose the KTM two hundred and fifty to go? You know, race. I mean, obviously you're probably getting help from a shop, or you might have to buy your own bikes. But what made you choose that bike? Uh, yeah, I have a I have a shop here that helps me out on um, Escape Motorsports here in Provo. And uh, but honestly, uh, I was on Hondas previously, and I I chose to switch from Hondas to KTM. Um, I don't know if it's just I'm a taller guy or or what, but the chassis on the KTM just just feels so much better to me. Like I feel like I have more room and. I just felt kind of cramped on the Honda, you know, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I've just I just got along well with the KTM. I think some people really love the KTM, or some people really hate the KTM, and I I really love it. Kiefer, do you want to uh, be incredibly wrong about his bike? Like <laughs> yeah. You were with Chad Reed, or no, no, what I'm not going to put my no. I think the KTM 50 is awesome. Do you do you do you agree though that I've heard from t- other guys taller taller, taller right. guys on the Honda. Aren't great, right? Yeah, the yeah. Honda, you know, 450 entity is feels like cramped, especially if he's like six one. You know, yeah. he's gonna feel. And the KTM is more of an open cockpit layout, so yeah, yeah, he's right. So now he's right. I agree. You agree. I concur. Uh, <laughs> Landon uh, Reed was on a few weeks ago, and Kiefer started telling him all about how the Kawasaki was, and, and Reed just went, "No, you're wrong." Yeah. So, I, um, oh man, um, that's not that's not a guy you want to get called out by. <laughs> that's all right. He'll he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, hey. <laughs> Uh, do you ever read Dirt Rider magazine, Landon? Yeah. All right, all right. He's, Landon's cool in my book, though. He's lying. No, he's telling the truth. Nobody reads Dirt Rider. Stop. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Shan Moore. Shan's awesome. Yeah, Shan's Shanimal. Awesome. Shanimal? Yeah, that's what you call it. <laughs> hey, uh, Vortex, uh, big big supporter of our, of our uh, show. They came on for 2014. You used their bars and sprockets. How is it? How, how, are, how are the bars? That's awesome, man. I, I really like their bars a lot. Um, and it's cool because they're actually here from here in Utah. You know, their yeah. warehouse is 20 minutes from my house. So, uh, oh, dude, you probably I get to go down and yeah. see them all the time. And uh, yeah, you know, I call them up and tell them what sprocks I need, and they throw them on the throw them on the cutter and, and get them uh, printed out for me. So it's pretty sweet. You probably have so much vortex in your garage; it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, so much. There's <laughs> bar pads everywhere, bars. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> no, those, they're they're good guys for sure. Yeah, we thank those guys. VortexRacing.com. If you need a set of bars. Some sprockets, uh, go under sponsor deals on com. Not you, Landon, you get it for free. But if other people want <laughs> deals, uh, contact Jake at Vortex, and he'll hook you up with a Pulp Show deal. So you, Man, even even their chains, man, are, are really good now. Um, I started using their new chains, and they're, they're solid. 
fantastic. Good to hear. Well, hey, Landon, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Uh, like I said, you have a good, you know, a good couple of weeks, and uh, you know, it's nice to see a guy get in there. And, and I've seen your name certainly around. I've seen you ride, but it seems like you, the last couple of weeks, you've stood out more so than ever before. So keep that role going uh, in New York and, and Vegas and Seattle in the 450 class, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, guys, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I hope to hope to keep it going and hopefully make some more noise. So yeah, thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. All right, no problem, man. Thank you for coming on. Good luck, Landon. Thank you, Landon Powell. Everybody, uh, keep an eye on him. He looked good in practice. Yeah, he he, he, he has a good style for a taller he guy. He does. Too. No, that's what yeah. I was. I watched him and he was in the unseated practice, and I was like, "Who is this dude?" And he was good. Right. Like he, he, I think he was only. I think he ended up being second fastest, not the fastest in that, in that practice, but um, he was good, man. There's that's no cool. doubt. Um, Get to the rest of these emails. Cool. All right. Hey, Steve, I've been listening to the Pulp Show since the first ice-cold Red Bull was officially cracked, and I've been going to the Phoenix Supercross since Yogi caught and passed MC in 98. I don't remember Yogi catching and passing MC in 98. Yogi was badass. He was. But after this year's race, I'm seriously considering staying home next year, and it comes down to one reason, lurch. You've talked about Irv's inaccuracies for quite some time, but I'm wondering why no one ever talks about the blood-curdling primeval scream that now accompanies every turn of the 32nd board. His announcing has always been bad, but this year he has achieved a whole new level of ridiculous, ridiculousness. Turn down the main skid row. For more on how to tastefully announce a sporting event, see any other major sporting event. Here's the cheap smokes, Eric and Phoenix. Lurch is doing what he's supposed to do, you know? They tell him to yell like that, you think? Yeah, they knew what he was bringing to the game. Okay. Yeah, they knew what he was doing, you know? So, yeah, yeah I think it was fun. Um... <clears throat> This guy, uh, Casey, sent an email down. He says that uh, RV's riding smart. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm kind of You're powering sick. through. I like it, though. I am. You I are. Am. And, you know, you Digging should, deep. You jerky should appreciate this. Doing an RV. Okay. This guy says RV is riding smart, minimizing his chances. Kenny is uh, licking his wounds. Um, uh, and that's going to be fourth place overall when the large woman impersonates Sammy Hagar in your hometown from Canada. That really happens. That really happens. So this guy says, Casey says that the the top story down the stretch of the Supercross series is going to be James versus Ryan Dungey for second place in the points. Yeah. I think Casey's on crack. I think James beats Ryan Dungey all day long. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. You know, and gets second in the points. I mean, look, Ryan's a great rider. He won a race this year. But if you just Raw speed. If you just look at if they start anywhere near each other, James is going to beat him. They're only one point away right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah if Stewart keeps on two wheels the rest of these races, yeah, he's got second locked up. That is the question. Yeah, two wheels. That is the question. But that, but it, I mean, again, if James makes a mistake, then and Ryan gets it. Well, that's fine. Ryan will win the battle. But if you just want to go, mano mano, yeah. those two that's, bracket racing. Yeah, tight. yeah. Yeah, so uh, Casey, thank you. Uh, he says love and poutine. Poutine? Seapons. Yeah. Is it poutine or poutine? Either one. Okay. Yeah, it's poutine. Hey, is Damien? Damien, you there? Yeah, man, forever. Dude, you've been Well, we've got a show to run here, bro. We don't have time for, you know, your suspension questions. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, you know, when you're, when, you're, when you're leading into the race tech read, that would have been a horrible time to pick up the phone and say, hey, what's your question <laughs> about suspension? Hey, man, I got yelled at already for producing the show. Don't be doing that. Yeah. All right. all right. All right. You got a point there, Damien. Uh, what's your all question? Right. What's your question? So, so like the last couple, the last couple of shows, I've been listening to people asking questions about Takifer about setup and whatnot. But 
nobody's hit on on the process, Kiefer. Yes. When you're first starting to talk, I'm a I'm a 40 plus vet, quote unquote, you know, air quotes racer. Uh, well, if I'm going to go out and test my suspension, which has been, you know, I got my sag set and it's it's valved and sprung right and all that stuff. But if I'm going to go out and just mess with clickers, where do you start? Like, you know, forks, shock, you know, compression, rebound. Where, where do you start and what's the process? Hold on, Damien. We'll call Chad because you know. Let's just <laughs> let's call Chad. And yeah, finish. yeah. I mean, and, and of course you gotta you gotta tailor your answer to the to the the ninety eight percent. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you got, like you said, you have your sag set, you have a base, you go off your manual, what the stock clickers are. To me, I always seem to have a, more of a problem with fork settings versus shock. Shock settings, to me, are a lot easier to set up. Um, so, you know, like you said, obviously break your suspension in if you're just brand new bike, give it at least six hours, go from there. If it's, you know, if it's deflecting or you're getting some head shake, you know, start working with the fork. And then once you feel like you can turn pretty good, everything feels planted, you're not getting too much feedback in the front end, then work on your shock coming out of a corner, how it squats, um, are you getting traction out of a corner, but for me, the process is, I always try to start with the fork, unless the, the shock is horrible, which I haven't had that problem in quite some time. So, your base, whatever the manual or whatever the manufacturer says, their the, standard setting. Right. And then, you leave it at that and then, and then adjust from there? Yes, absolutely. Because whether you like it or not, when you go off that manual, you know, that manual is useful. And those settings are made from us testing you know, prototypes, pre-production. So those are all really good numbers to start with. Okay. So, so And, and hey, what, what bike do you have? Dude, I got a 06 250R. Yeah, you know, just start with the manual settings and then, you know, work. And then when you're going to make a change, don't make a drastic change and don't go to a rebound and a compression change. Just do one thing at a time and start with one or two clicks. I would say two. do the Nick way. Do the two clicks. <laughs> two clicks. That's the rule. Two clicks. Do the Nick way. And, and change my rod. Yeah. So just do, just do two clicks at a time. Go from there. And then... Uh, and then work on something else. Don't ever change two things at once. Racetech.com, Damien. Racetech.com. Yeah. I can check that out. Hey, and, and since, you're, you're, since you're paying attention, I've got a question for you, Steve. I've always yes. wondered. Okay. Like, on this and during the, the, the race review, what is it about when one guy's talking, the other, no one else, like, if, if two people are talking, like, neither of them will, will get that someone else is talking. Like, you completely can't hear. Is that like a... You can't afford the the ultra, you know, hundred thousand dollar equipment for, for that thing to work, or, or what's the deal with that? I've always wondered. No, it's uh, no. I have a no. The thing I use is using a lot of radio stations to take calls. It's just, I, I think when you're on the line with two people are on the line, it's a little quiet, so you may not hear you may not hear anybody. Uh, if you're two people, the two people on the phone won't hear each other as loudly as they could. And uh, yeah, I just think it's just people talking. You know, just talking all at once you know what i mean just mm -hmm. like in a room it's nothing to do with the equipment it's just sort of people not really yeah not really listening mm -hmm. so okay yeah no i I, I, right. I know what you're talking about and uh it does happen quite a bit but i really just think that's a that's a case of having too many people on the phone at once and jt just not listening to anybody <laughs> that's a four thanks damien thanks for waiting on hold right. for so long all right yeah, no worries, guys. Thanks. all right there we go hopefully chris keither helped him out um Hey, we gave away a set of plastic, or we said we were going to give away a set of plastic last show. Uh, a Cherby's 
USA picked email number 73 because they were formed in 1973. And uh, it was uh, Randy Sneep wins a set of KTM, uh, a Cherubis plastic for his uh, KTM 250XFF. Does he get to pick the flow too? Or? He picked white. Oh. He did. Okay. Uh, thanks to Cherubis, the official plastic of Chad Reed, Ryan Dungey, uh, and uh, Kenny Roxon, 40 years in business now. Uh, Cherubis has become the world's leader in aftermarket replica plastics and accessories. They got everything from replica plastic kits to a wide variety of products like chain guide, slider kits, hand guards, kefir, skid plates, kefir, bigger fuel tanks, kefir. Yep. This is all stuff right With down dry your alley. Brake, you can install a dry brake on the big a tank. A dry brake? Yeah. Whatever that is, I know what it is. I'm okay. Scared. I was like, what? And full line of off-road protective gear. Check them out at chairbees.com, A-C-E-R-B-I-S.com, and find them on Twitter and Instagram at, at USA. And uh, like I said, some of the best stuff out there fits great. And not just to mention, in my big boy years, that's who I was sponsored by in Supercross was the Cherubis gear. I wore a Cherubis gear. Sick stuff. You probably would have been the only guy. Wearing Me a and Tony Amaradio were the only two. Oh, oh no, Nathan Ramsey. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ooh, Ramsey. I forgot about uh, Amaradio. Yeah. All right, let's take our first commercial break of the night here on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Come back with top Jimmy Albertson, Justin Barsha, Nick Way, Ryan Villapoto. JT will probably make an appearance. And, of course, the great Chris Kiefer is in studio. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you in a little bit. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the -the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserved nationwide. When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders, and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority, and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Privateer proven. 
When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Supporting riders like Michael Lieb, Vince Freeze, Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore, and the Motosport.com Spine Chillers Arena Cross team of Nathan Skaggs, Mike McDade, Willie Browning, and more. Join the Racetech team by applying for rider support at Racetech.com. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerve steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerve steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of 
Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where proudly everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? Yeah! 
It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Good coming at you. Pulp of Show presented by BTOsports.com. Thanks everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Having a good time here tonight in studio. Chris Kiefer's in here. What's up, Kiefer? What uh Yeah, I got I got sound issues going on. I gotta get this guy back in. It's not it's not good right now. Uh Keith. Yo. Um Talk a little bit about W wheels a little bit. I mean, they've been a supporter of us, and I keep telling people how everyone in the pits uses them. But uh, you've got them, and you've used them for years, and you love them. Yeah, I mean, I've bought them. So it's just quality wheels. I mean, there's a lot of wheels out there, but uh, 
if you want a quality wheel and you don't have to worry about you know landing off a jump and breaking some hubs or I mean, I, I've on other wheels, not to name them, but I have broke a hub coming up a face of a jump and it's locked up my rear wheel, and that's not a fun thing to do. Who doesn't? Even if you your stock wheels are fine, who doesn't want cool colored color wheels with where you can mount a set of tires on it? You don't got to worry about right. Getting and it, if you can match the stock durability and maybe surpass it and get cool colors, who wouldn't want it? Right. This next guy, this guy, next guy, he takes it. He loves them. Right on. W wheels, Jimmy Albertson. The only wheel. You should ever run a new dirt bike. Ever. 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 Right. Fantastic. If you don't have W wheels, then don't even ride because it's just way too dangerous. That's an excellent point. Hey, themotocompany.com. We're going to give away a kid's T-shirt to the next caller. Themotocompany.com, 702-586-7857. If you want a free kid's T-shirt from themotocompany.com, or if you have a question about Jimmy Albertson, let's say you lose out on the T-shirt, but you want to talk to Jimmy Albertson. Hey, we got a tweet about the Albertson Project, uh, What's the status of that? This guy seems to be really worried. He can't seem to find it or something. Yeah, we did do an episode last week to the Canada. Oh, okay. All right. So but it, it'll be yeah, back. Yeah. So we're going to have like an extra big one this week. And, yeah, it'll be good every week from here on out. Okay. Keep on doing the same thing. Just because you don't like Canada. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's just nothing to be really said about it. Stop it. Stop it. Um, hey, how was your St. Louis? What'd you think? Not bad. I mean, you are a 10 time Missouri state champion. Yeah. You know, I was hoping to, you know, carry that momentum from Missouri being a 10 time Missouri state champion. I am into the race, but yeah, you know, it was all right. It was an okay weekend. I got 14th and, you know, I wasn't really happy and I don't really think, oh, you know, obviously the whole team was not, I mean, bummed, but like we, once we got back to the pit, we all definitely sat out and there was definitely some some tension after the race because it felt like you know i lost a lot of spots when um when lappers came around and got me so okay or when i was being a lapper when the leaders came around and got me i, I pulled over for too long and yeah which i would have just stayed in a little bit more i could have maybe nabbed a couple more spots but um you know it, it is what it is you know i'm i'm the guy that like i don't want to be that guy you know, <laughs> right that, right that screws up up front, and, and in my mind, it's like I shouldn't be getting lapped anyway, so it's like it's kind of a double whammy. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I've written about this and talked about it. It's It really can jack up your race. And, you oh, know, man. it's just a lot of problems. Huge. Like, yeah, it's how do you stay out of the way? How do you be good? I mean, a lot of times you'll lose a lot of seconds on guys, you know? It's a tough deal. I don't think people realize, like, if, like, if, you, get, if you get the blue flags waved at you way too early, like, and that's another thing that I think that they, they might need to know about is, like, man, I mean, you're getting blue flag waves so soon that they're, like, a whole straightaway rhythm section behind you, like, maybe right, even further. Right, right, right. You start getting blue flags, so then all of a sudden you're looking back and you're slowing down. You know, I mean, I mean, I wasn't looking back at that point, but, like, you're you're it's really bad because then you're like, okay, are they really behind me or not? Yeah. I really think the blue flags should come out as when as, whenever they very first get on you blue flag because then you're not guessing because at that point you see the first blue flag you're like okay they can't be you know you really don't know how far they are because you know sometimes like i said yeah. they could be so far behind but you know it's whatever <laughs> like i said it it's terrible even have to think about strategizing right. on that but i mean it's just it is what it is you know yeah Kiefer, you know what it's like out there. Like, it, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just saying. No, I know exactly. What, and he is right. I think they should uh, school the guys a little bit on when to do it. In, 
Because that's, I mean, there's guys making a living. I don't know if it was Chisholm or someone, but, man, he would swoop up on guys. Kyle Lewis was the worst. Okay. Lewis was, like, he'd race with the guys, and he'd, he'd pick up two or three spots. Right, just swoop up yeah. on the guys, yeah. yeah. It's a, I mean, take, yeah. for instance, like, there's one lap this weekend that I went eight seconds a lap slower, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight seconds, like, you, right. you can't right. lose eight seconds a lap. It's like, you're not. Yeah, you, right. you can't do that. Right, you right. can't drop eight seconds in a lap time and expect to be competitive or keep on going forward. You know, in a, in a like I said, in a perfect world, you know, with a little bit better start and running a better, just a little bit better of a race, I wouldn't have got a lap. But it's like, you mm-hmm. know, you can't always plan for that. Yep. I feel like you've been trying to be a little bit more aggressive lately, though. I don't know if that's a, if that's a, if that's a mental, like, you did that on purpose switch or, or what. Yeah, I have. I mean, I've been working hard trying to trying to get better and improve. I mean, everyone's just everyone's going pretty damn fast out there. You know, it's tough right. sometimes. You wanna you wanna do it. You wanna make that next step. And I think I am. I mean, there's been a couple of times where I felt like I could have won some semis and some stuff, and mm-hmm. I just needed a little bit better of a start. Or or you know, there's a time at Daytona I got passed from last straightaway there by Will. But it's like yeah. I'm I'm close. I'm getting better. Yep. Just need a you know my heat race has actually been really well. Mm-hmm. I haven't been qualifying out of the heats, but I've been qualifying. You know, I've been been actually race, racing really good in my heat races, so that's been good. And then I guess the gate pick helps, right, for the semi. Like it's 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 yeah. Even though you're not making it, it's still a good thing to to get it in there. I know it's it's funny. You know, you're doing these races, and I was in a semi. I think it was it was been a while back. I think it was India. I was in a semi, and and um, I I crashed. In that, and I got up, and I'm just thinking, man, I need a decent gate pick for the LCQ. They put 22 guys on the gate for the LCQ, so it's yep. like yep. you just got to try to fight for every position. And man, I cleaned Nick Schmidt out in the last corner oh. for like thir- <laughs> for like 13th place. And you know, you just you kind of get that bow where you just pull it forward, pull it forward. And I'm just like, wow, that was like the biggest dick move ever for 13th <laughs> place in the semi. <laughs> I was like, it kind of like. I was like embarrassed to even say anything afterwards. I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, he, I just he wasn't, totally cleaned the dude out for 13th place. He wasn't happy with you. No, no. I, I can definitely tell that. <laughs> um, hey, let's get to the phone calls. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, of phone calls, uh, Brandon Mullins called in and won the uh, MotoCompany.com kids T-shirt that says "Moto Kids Rock" on it. And check out the MotoCompany.com for. Uh, all sorts of different shirts with slogans and sayings on them. Uh, we're, we're happy to have those guys on board with us. Free shipping also on the motocompany.com. And this uh, this guy has a question about T-shirts. Alec, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's happening? Uh, not much. I was just going to say, you know, thank you guys for uh, talking to me at St. Louis. Uh, it was a great time. But, uh, Jimmy, I was going to see uh, when the Top Jimmy shirts are going to be available. They're available right now, actually. Um, yeah, just, I think, where, where can she, oh, my wife's in the corner here. All right, hey, where, where, where can you find them? <laughs> it's teamtopjimmy at gmail.com. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've already just email, in your, email in your size and your email and your shipping address do, and you do, get one. Do I get it? I think it's all set up through PayPal. Do I get a royalty for the Top Jimmy? Yeah. Do, do, do I? I mean that that's kind of getting like that. I have people ask me all the time, and sometimes I forget. I'm like, I don't know. Little ain't Mathis. <laughs> that's awesome. No, I'm glad it's stuck, man. That's cool. That's uh, that's great. Thanks. Th- right. Thanks. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Alec. Hey, yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Support Top Jimmy. Buy a T-shirt. All funds go to uh, Top Jimmy's Racing. 
Uh, you knew this was going to happen. You knew this was going to happen, Jimmy, at some point. So, what? Sinjin. Yeah. Sinjin, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. What's up? All right. Sorry, I thought I thought my phone was cutting out. All right. So uh, I got my question is since uh, the outdoors are coming up. Um, well, two part question. First of all, Jimmy, uh, what uh, is your favorite outdoor track? And the second part of that question, I know. Uh, Jimmy's pretty big time now, but uh, what's the chance of you guys uh, doing one of those, uh, like the way, I, f- I forget what that video was called, like the Top Jimmy video, remember, with uh, that old dog, Gilbert and stuff, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Shout yeah, out. Yeah, doing the, uh, the Pit Pass video, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know I it wasn't really a Pit Pass now, video, but... it was like a weekend. No, weekend it, was the sh- it was the Shadow, we shadowed Jimmy Albertson. Shadow, that's we, what it we, is, we Shadow. Co- we copied Trans- Cop- Transworld was doing it, but they were doing it all serious, and... So we, we copied that. Yeah. You punked them, Mathis. Is that what you want to hear? No, but they were fine with it. They loved it. I asked them beforehand. Uh, they we, did. We were trying to do one, and something happened. I don't remember. But it was funny. We were yeah, – you were really funny in it. Yeah. I thought it turned out pretty we were, good. You know what sucks is that, you know, stuff gets way too serious sometimes. Definitely if I'm – definitely if I'm spinner van in it. Because I just bought a new spinner van this weekend, by the way. I saw that. If I'm out of the, if I'm out of the spinner van – there is going to be an amazing Top Jimmy Shadow, <laughs> for sure. Or I mean, we won't, we might not even make it to the first moto. So do you know? Well, do you know your status for outdoors? Crosslands is Supercross only. Is that what we're getting at here? The semi right now we're just doing Supercross only with the semi. But I yep. mean, I'm still going to like stick behind. You know, obviously, like Motorsport.com has been awesome. Crossland, you know, Chris Crossland over there, he's been yeah. killer. So either way, I'm just going to keep the team. Yep. Team rolling for outdoors. We we actually I think we're gonna sit down and talk about it a little more this weekend to get more understanding on on the outdoor program. But I'm going racing outdoors, you know, no matter what. Yeah. So And I'm you know so thankful for what Crossland and Motorsport.com has done. You know, I don't I don't mind. I want to keep the the name going and the brand going. That way, next year rolls around. You know, we we still got everything flowing and everything's moving in the right direction. You know, it's just it's so tough to start all over. So I feel like we've done a great job this year on building building the team name and just kind of keep it rolling through outdoors because you guys know how it is. Like you miss like you miss outdoors and all of a sudden people just completely up and forget about you. So. Well, not to mention, I mean, I I do feel like you're a better outdoor guy. I really do. I mean, you're great at Supercross. You're you know you're a main event guy. You're around a tenth place guy. Um, if everything works out, great. But you're you're good outdoors, man. So you need to be there. Yeah. You- you know, we were talking about Supercross. Like, I'm a very good Supercross rider, but I just think it, for me, like, Supercross didn't come as natural to me as a lot of people. And I, I think a lot when I ride. And, um, you know, you got a lot of you know, you got a lot of guys who you don't really have to think about or don't really stress about certain obstacles. And it just, it makes it easy. Because I really feel like I'm physically, like, I feel like I'm in good shape, but I almost got to be in better shape than somebody who, who the riding comes really naturally to because mm-hmm. it's just almost like I'm, I'm working a little bit harder on it. Yeah, you because know, you look at a guy like, you know, say take a guy like Michael Essie, you know the guy trains hard. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing for sure. Michael Essie is not going to go out there and he's not going to – he's putting in the work. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's getting really like this weekend, I don't know if he fell or something, but he started second and went, went back pretty far. And it's just like – it's not that he's not trying. It's that yeah. it's just – more demanding for him, you know? Yeah. I mean, guarantee outdoors comes around. I think he actually might be going to Canada for outdoors. The guy's 
the guy's gonna there's no way he's getting tired in an outdoor national race, that's for sure. But then again you got a guy like Jason Lawrence who won a supercross championship and killed it and I don't know <laughs> I know the guy wrote a lot, but I don't really think no. his physical condition. It was it, he was he's just a natural, effortless for him, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sinjin, thanks, bud. Right, 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 right. What? Sinjin, we never. You, uh, we didn't answer and, uh, his question. Yeah, you didn't answer my fucking question. Oh well, my favorite track. <laughs> oh man, my favorite track's got to be Millville. I and, love uh, it. Millville or Washougal, and they're back-to-back weekends, so it's always a good little stretch for me. And uh, what, oh, um, are you gonna? come out uh, to California? You're, like, I know you love California. Is he going to come out before Glen Helen, or are you just going to uh, stay in Oklahoma? Um, like I said, we're going to know a lot more after after we sit out and talk this weekend, but I got to do, um, I got to do, uh, I think it's a fly, yeah, we got a fly photo shoot after Vegas Supercross, so I got to, I got to kind of hang out there for a while, and I'm not sure whether or not I'm just going to stay out from the photo shoot on to the Outdoor Nationals, or if I'm going to go back home, so we got a lot of planning to do, that's for sure. I don't know, we got an off week coming up, so hopefully we'll be able to get all that stuff figured out. All right, sounds good, and uh, I'll be buying a dozen of those shirts anytime. Oh, I know. You know, you're, you're a solid supporter. We Sin- can, we, we're going to get you hooked up. Don't worry. Sinjin, you don't have any money. <laughs> what are you doing for a job these days? Well, yeah, I don't know. Really, she ain't spending no money on a T-shirt. Yeah. I have no money. What are you doing for a job, Sinjin? I work at LA, but I've, I broke my leg and I had to get surgery on it, so, you know, just living off mommy. You need to stop riding your dirt bike. You break something every time you go out. I know. It's bad, huh? I'm yeah. just not good. <laughs> well, there is that. I'm just not good. <laughs> Straight up. All right. All right uh, have a good show in th- top 10 Supercross and, like I said, podium outdoors, bro. All right, Sinjin. All right. Thanks, Sinjin. So all these meetings you're going to have next, what, next week, just to break some news to you, buddy, that I'm going to be riding your bike your race bike after Vegas for a Dirt Rider magazine test because I talked to Jim. I knew that Dirt Rider was doing it, but I did not know you were riding it. That's awesome. Yeah, so I talked to Jim at Anaheim, and I said, I really want to watch, you know, want to ride Jimmy's bike and test it. So we uh, arranged it. So after Vegas, I'm going to try to get your national outdoor set up and test it out. Oh, that'll be awesome. Man, I, I really like my bike. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped you're going to ride it because I kind of want to see what somebody else thinks about it. Well, so, I gotta no, tell you, I gotta tell you, cool. I gotta tell you, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> Kiefer was on with Reed a few weeks ago, and he told Reed about all about how the cow he is. And Chad said, "No, it's not." He told him, told, told, told me he's told, totally wrong. Yeah, my brother was my brother was playing it in the shop, and I listened to that part where he was just like, yeah, he so. just totally like oh, uh, blasted down. <laughs> Twenty seconds, bro. That's what I need to make up to make his shit look good. Oh, that's funny. No, I, yeah, <laughs> I like I like giving a uh, Kiefer. The, the business about that all right let's uh uh shane shane you got a question about jimmy's training program uh yeah i was wondering i saw before in the series that uh when you weren't doing any extra training other than on the bike do you think the extra training you've been doing on the side has really helped your performance out at all yeah you know i was still training before i was just doing like a lot of cycling and not really um not really any gym stuff and and just more like recovery stuff, just kind of get ready for the for the weekends. And now it's just kind of like, you know, I was when I got hooked up with my trainer, I just kind of told him like, man, I don't, I don't feel like I'm a gnarly dude, you know. I don't feel like I don't look in the mirror and think like, shit, like this guy's a badass. And that's kind of what I wanted to kind of go for is like, I want to be strong and I want to be like, I'm not only strong on the bike, but just strong in the gym and strong in general, you know that. 
and lifting weights and, and doing a bunch of stuff that we have been. We've been really working hard on legs in the gym as well. And it's helped out a ton. Like, at first, don't get me wrong, like, there was a couple weekends ago where I was just shot and I was so tired. It probably was a backwards effect, effect on me. But, you know, in, the, in, a, in a sense, like, I'm building to try to be stronger for the future. I don't really – what's the, really the big difference between 12th place and 15th place when we're – we're trying to make bigger gains on top of that. So it's tough training during season, but I definitely do notice a difference. These last two weekends, I've felt really good, and it's been – I'm getting better and better, so I'm stoked with it. Cool. Thanks, Shane. Yep. Have a good season, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, Jimmy, you just, Thanks, recently, you just recently switched trainers. Yeah, yeah. I just I started working I, – I used to work with uh, Greg Dorenzo a, a long time back. Me and Trey both used to work with him in 2008 and 2009, and – you know, kind of got split apart a little bit when I moved to Europe, and it was kind of a, a weird, you know, I, obviously they had trainers for me over and everything like that. And, you know, I went and I, I used uh, Coach Sagey for a while, and that was good. I learned mm-hmm. a lot from him. He was definitely, um, you know, definitely full of knowledge, and that was also a good thing. But, you know, he's kind of Shorty's guy, so I, I feel like I needed to, to work a little more closely with somebody, and I felt like, my training, what I needed to be doing was maybe a little bit different from what a lot of other guys needed to be doing. Like, you know, a guy like Shorty who's more at the end of his career and he's got such a solid base built already, you know. Right. I kind of, I'm to the point right now where, where I need to get a little bit stronger because I definitely, I definitely um, don't feel like I'm strong enough on the bike. So now, like, I'm getting to the point where I'm definitely turning around. I, I'm feeling good. And at the end of the day, like I said, it's not really – it's not really about we're all in shape. I mean, I haven't been – I've been working out and training. I haven't been not training for the last, you know, five right. years. So right. it's it's about comfort. But at the end of the day, like, being in shape builds confidence, and that's kind of what I'm really doing. Working hard, it's going to build my confidence more and more. So that's kind of the, what we're pushing for. Have you uh, seen Ronnie around at all filming? Anything or no, no, but I hear I hear there's something big in the works. Oh no! Nice. Oh, the Shawnee and the Shawnee, uh, Shawnee cities. There's a lot of buzz been going on. Right. I heard Ronnie's coming back, and he's going to be like better than ever. So oh. I, everyone needs to kind of stay tuned on that. We've got a got a couple things coming up, and should be some big stuff. Uh, I feel like uh, Trey coming back, too, could do nothing but help you also. It was great to see him back this weekend, and he rode pretty well. Yeah, you know, he did. Um, I was talking a little bit about the race in the weekend because, obviously, I was in it really didn't get to know much about it. But, you know, I don't know if you saw, but, man, I, I rode with him in the first practice for a little bit, and he was absolutely – I think uh, he was the first guy to jump everything. <laughs> no, I told him afterwards. I'm like, dude, you just went balls out from the first lap. I, I just He's gnarly. Yeah, and you know, like, between, like, he's going to be good this year. And he, if you look at, like, that race this weekend, he was really good, just not his first few laps were terrible. Yeah. I mean, not to knock on me or anything. I felt like I rode good for the first five laps of the race, but, I mean, he really didn't pull much on me for the first five laps of the race. He was so far back, and, you know, he was kind of battling around with, with uh, I think it was Pike and Hill, and all of a sudden, he just kind of took off, and he was running that front pace there for a while. So he's in shape. He just, man, I've been riding with him a lot. He's been, he's yeah. definitely got the distance. He can go the distance. He just kind of needs to work on that intensity, which comes with racing, you know. 
No, absolutely. So, hey, um, hey, thanks for coming on the show. But I don't know. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. It was good. Um, so, yeah, but what, I was going to ask you something. What? Uh, what's, what? the, what's the update on, on Han? Uh, surgery today, I think. Uh, surgery today, tonight. Um, uh, broken humorous. Nothing funny about that. Crack uh, skull. Oh, that, crack. Like that joke hasn't been told a million times. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the first time I heard that. Thanks, Kiefer. Really, that's that's crazy. Um, um, crack skull, dislocated shoulder, crack collarbone. Ah, boom. here comes the helmet I don't know, talk. Like honestly, like that has to go down in the record books for me. Watching that was one of the gnarliest crashes I've ever seen in my entire life. No, absolutely, man. Yeah, and wasn't like, wasn't good. Poor Wilbur. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Well, man, I hope he gets better. He's a good dude. Fly Racing, FMF Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Tech One Designs, W Wheels. You're a big part of the show. Free Gun Underwear. I kind of am. Yeah. I kind of represent all your sponsors. You do. Too. You do. And, uh, yeah, and love having you on Top Jimmy Albertson on the uh, Pulp Mech Show. Well, hey, uh, yeah, thanks for checking in with us. And, um Maybe we'll get a song one of these weekends out of no, you. No, we will, man. I've been, I've been, I was bummed because right before I was going, like I just forgot all about it. I was like, you know what? I don't want to do something half-assed. Next no. time I come on, I'll have something ripping. It'll, it'll sound good. But yeah, I want to thank all my sponsors too: Motorsport.com, Crossing Racing, and Merge Racing. It's been freaking awesome, you know. Chris right. Crossing's just been killer for us, so. And thank you also, Steve, for having us on. And there's been no go- dog hair in the goggles the last few weekends. I want to thank you for that, too. <laughs> thank you. So, I'm trying. It's but, a, hey, it's I was a... telling you, there's black dog hair in all our T-shirt box, so don't worry. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Now you, now you know. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. All right. Later, man. All right. Jimmy Albertson, everybody. Yeah, he's getting better. Working yeah. better, you know. That's it's what a long he said. season, man. It's a grind, you Dude, know. Dude, gnarly. Like, Every week. Yeah. And the thing is, it, I watch his videos, and it's cool. Like he says, you know, I ride good in my semis, but he's like, I seem to charge in the mains. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. No, absolutely. All right, with that, we're going to segue on right on to our next guest, uh, Honda Muscle Milk's Justin Barsha. Buddy! <laughs> What's up? <laughs> what are you doing? How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, yesterday was a rough day for me. I ended up uh, coming down with some food poisoning. I had to go to the hospital and stuff and get some IVs, and uh, so that wasn't Jeez. too fun. Yeah, no yeah. doubt, huh? Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a rough year for me. <laughs> Everything. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for Honda Muscle Milks, Justin Barsha. He's on the line. I'm just happy that you're doing some media stuff because even those other guys, DMXS. <laughs> I mean, they love you, DMXS. You haven't done their show. You're gone after the races for the most part. I, I just I'm happy to have you on. Oh, I appreciate that. That's uh, like I said, it's been a pretty tough year. I've been kind of trying to. To lay low, besides for my racing on the track. Yeah, do you do you honestly try to avoid that stuff if you're just not happy, you're not in a good mood? Do you, you know, like a guy like Albertson, like we just had, he'll he'll talk to us, good, bad, whatever. He likes doing it. He enjoys talking to people. But I think you wear your emotions a little bit more on the sleeve. And, and do you do that on purpose, where you're just like, hey, screw it, I'm going to uh, my compound, and that's it. Uh, I definitely wear my emotions on my sleeve a lot, but uh, I mean, I don't really go out of my way to, you know, if like you know, someone comes over and wants to interview, I'll. You know, do it for sure, but I definitely don't try to, you know, make yeah. it easier to stick around. I kind of try to get out of there, and uh, I, uh, you know, I haven't really had anything great to say lately, so kind of just keep it to myself. <laughs> Kiefer, Kiefer, this has been like a two-month, three-month deal. Oh. I, I, getting his number, getting a hold of oh, him. Oh, yeah. 
Getting get, him on the show, like does he got service out where he lives? I don't know. I think he said he didn't. Yeah, I, then he said he had no, no stuff on yeah. service. <laughs> then he said he had no phone for a while. Then he said he <laughs> all I, excuses. He, he said he said if I call the shop, he'll do it. But I, I said, well, can I have the shop number? He's like, no. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Barsha. He's just you know hard guy. Yeah. But hey, two straight podiums. You got to be happy. Yeah, definitely uh, a lot happier about that. Um, my bike's a lot better right now. We've been, uh, you know, making a lot of changes for the for the better, so that's good. Yeah. And yeah, the podiums are great. Definitely uh, itching for that win, but it's, yeah. it's not going to come easy, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, these guys are fast. Uh, you know, the, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's been it's been a rough season for you. Um, what I can't figure out is so Anaheim one comes, you catch and pass James in the heat, um, <clears throat> fastest qualifier on the day. The main event comes, you don't get a start, but you still, lap times are great. You come from the back to get sixth. Like, everything after A1 was like, hey, he's good. You know what I mean? He's good. Don't worry. And then it's kind of just kind of gone so-so since then. Like, what, you know, Phoenix, you were leading for a bit. Brayton passed you, and then that was it. It was really weird. Did you? Did you, did you? I, I, yeah. I agree with you. Right. You know, there's really no explanation or, uh, you know, reasoning. It's just... Uh, I, I agree. I'm mm. I'm on the same page as you, kind of. Yeah. A lot of a lot of you know a lot of ups and downs so far this year, and uh, like like you said, Anaheim one, you know, it was good. I uh, right. here did I pass James and was doing really well, and you know, just uh, a lot of things that went down, kind of, and, yeah. and definitely uh, you know getting the bike right was uh, a big thing. You know, off the bat, we weren't in a, a great position with it, and uh, uh, as of right now, it's a lot better, so that's good. Yeah, it seems like it. Or maybe, like, also one of the theories that I had, and, of course, you know, I'm right all the time. We know this, right? Like, it's easy. Totally. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. really easy from the press box to, to totally call this stuff. But I feel <laughs> like we've had hard and slippery dirt, and that's not where you excel at. Uh, some of the dirt yeah. has not been good. Do you, do you think there's some of that? Yeah, I, I agree with you on that for sure. The the whole uh, hard pack uh Dirt isn't isn't the best for my uh, my style, but I actually have gotten a lot better at that. But I think bike setup and uh, you know me wanting to hit the throttle hard on the slick stuff is you know uh-huh. a, a big thing. So I don't. I just think uh, probably not having the right setup and yeah. that kind of stuff is kind of hasn't done me too well. And then yeah, and then we have some good dirt in Toronto. We have some good dirt in St. Louis, and uh, there you are, two podiums. You know, I mean. Toronto was great. I, you made, you were making some mistakes in the rhythm section a little bit, and James yeah. rode James rode phenomenal. But in Toronto, you were really good all day, right from the first practice. Uh, I called you for the win uh, early on because you just looked like you were having fun. You know, you well, just were... yeah, that too. I feel like uh, I have been having a little more fun the past few weekends, and I don't really know, you know, what how to explain that, like why I'm having a little more fun right now. I think probably because you know I feel more comfortable on my bikes for sure, and the tacky dirt helps a lot with that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, it seems like to me, like, I don't know if that's the truth, but, like, your bike works way better in softer conditions than it does in a hard pack. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's for sure the truth, and uh, that's kind of been a, a struggle we've been trying to overcome, and, you know, all the tracks have been pretty slick and hard pack, so it definitely has been a challenge for me. Right. Hey, so, you know, you're Justin Barsha, so, you, have, <laughs> you, you know, you people take things differently. Like, like we've talked about, uh, you know, at the races – your deal with Mookie, I, I I don't know how anyone with who's sane could possibly think that you caused that. That was your fault or anything, you know what I mean? But people were coming down on you. Like I wrote about it, and, and so this weekend, 
like your pass on Pike, and and some people are just like, what's he doing? He was in a qualifying spot. You can't do that. Weston was pissed afterwards. There was nothing wrong with that, but it's just because you're you. It really yeah. is, right? Do you feel like that? Yeah, so right. It's uh, yeah. That's been it's been tough this year too uh, with the passes and stuff and the aggressive riding. It's like. Uh, I can't really catch a break with it. The whole Mookie thing, it was just, uh, you know, blown out of proportion. And, you know, that's too bad. I kind of just moved on from that. And then this weekend, the block pass on Pike, and uh, he was uh, what pissed was, off about that. There was nothing but wrong with that. Was, yeah, was, yeah, I know. I agree. I just actually watched it again before I even got on the phone. I'm like, man, that was a great racing pass. <laughs> like, and, and everyone's so bummed out. But, yeah, I get a bad rap for sure just because, you know, my past. And, yeah. You know, I think I've really kind of toned it down a lot. I, uh, you know, am better at passing now. But, I, you know, yeah, I'm in a qualifying spot. But, man, for me as a racer, my mind only thinks, uh, you know, win, 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 and pass. And, you know, I'm not like Gungie, and I, I won't just hold back and, you know, yeah. take that last qualifying spot. I'll go for it. I mean, I'm not just saying this because you're on the phone. I've been doing a podcast, <laughs> and we had Jason Thomas on early, and we all got into an argument about it. It's like – you don't know, like you're in third, Weston's in second. Well, what if Dunge comes in on you? He's right on you. I mean, you gotta you're racing yeah. you're racing forward. I mean, when did we become these babies in Supercross? Right. Exactly. I all all I know is, you know, racing forward and I, you know, it don't matter if I'm twentieth place or, or second place, I'm gonna go for that right. pass and make it make it count. But I'm not defending your move on Roxon. I'm not defending that. The whip. Yeah, no, you don't have to defend that. I mean, uh, that but, pretty, I agree. That was pretty gnarly. But, but yeah, but, <laughs> but things like the Daytona thing and things like this weekend, I just, I'm just like, come on, guys. Like, we are racing Supercross yeah. here, you know? And you made a terrific job to scrub those jumps to make that time up on Weston in the air. And, yeah, I mean, you gave him room. There was room around the outside. And, like, yeah, fuck. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I just feel yeah. like, you know, I feel – your reputation is there, and, and truthfully, people need to look at each incident and be like, okay, well, how was this? You know what I mean? So, um, all what, right. I guess what, yeah. what's cool about Barsha is there are some sketchy times that he does some sketchy stuff, but, like, he's a racer. Like you said, he's a racer. And at Anaheim, and I go back to the press conference before, you know, Anaheim won, everyone was up there and it was like, yeah, what have you been doing? You know, everything's hush-hush. You know, have you, anybody right. checked the times? And, and he was like, you know what? I invite everybody to come over to my house and ride with me. You know, I, he's like he, <laughs> yeah. he he looked at all these guys and was like, "Look, everyone could come to my house. Let's all moto down. Let's all practice together." He's like, "That's how you get better." And yeah. that that you got to respect that, you know. Yeah, and I do, and I do like the fact Wygan and I talk about it. You own some of these battles. You're like, "Yeah, that was good." Like like with Shorty in Detroit, you guys are like, "Yeah, yeah cool." That's, that's one thing. I was still, people are mad about the whole Shorty thing, and I'm like. Man, Shorty was stoked on it. I was stoked on it. Like, that's a guy that wants to race hard, race aggressive. Yeah. Like, he doesn't hold a grudge. And a lot of guys these days don't like a good block pass, and, you know, they'll hold you you to it. I know. Like, in, you know, me working for, people hate when I bring up Tim Ferry's stories, but, like, he (laughs) he put some hard passes on guys. That's that's funny you say that, because I was talking to Timmy this weekend in the semi, and he's like, man, I used to hit guys so hard. And I was like, Dude. I was like, man, I wish I was racing when you were racing. <laughs> yeah, no, he's had – him and I have texted each other. He's had your back on a lot of stuff. He's like, these guys are being pussies. Like, uh, I don't remember well, – I think it was last year, more last year. And he's just like, what was wrong with that? I'm like, I know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, poor Ernie. He hit Ernie so hard like four weeks in a row. I was waiting for Ernie's mechanic to try to kill me. Like, Timmy would just, <laughs> Timmy would just park him. You know, it wasn't a T-bone. There's a difference between a T-bone and a block pass. Even if it yeah, was, it, it's good for the sport. What would we talk about? It's just you know, yeah, Barsha's good for headlines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. just like it's. Yeah, you're, you're, 
you race to the checkered flag, and that's yeah. how it is. All right, let's get to some phone calls here. Uh, Ashley, thanks for uh, calling the Pulpa Mech Show. What's your question for uh, Justin Barsha? Hey, I just know that there was the tension, obviously, between Barsha and Pike after the heat race, but I was just wondering what was said by Dungey when he jumped in between. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, fun, pretty funny. I haven't really talked about it too much, but Dungey, uh, Dungey seems to always have a problem with me for some reason, and uh, he, he called me an amateur. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I, I, kinda, I can kind of laugh about that now because, uh, you know, I want I like when he looked over me when I was coming on triple. I was thinking, yeah, amateur guy. Right, 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 yeah. Um, why? What did you do to Ryan? Now, did I miss something? Uh, I, I don't I, – I'm, I'm trying to figure out the same thing. Okay, all right. It, I yeah. think it goes it goes back to Unadilla when Barsha went on the four – when Barsha went on the four – Three years – grudge for three yeah. years ago? and I can promise you the words he said to me after Unadilla were a lot worse than amateur. Right, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, we all – and, you know, and, and like I said, I think Justin – Owns up to his mistakes or or aggressive riding and, and says yeah yeah that's me or ah, I came in a little hot or you know what I mean like I think he owns up to it a lot of guys would be like what what and you know yeah, we need guys like him it's it's cool yeah. you know yeah he'd be great yeah Bob Hanna when Bob Hanna was battling with Keith Bowen he passed out obituary cards the the net. He battled with Keith Poe, and he made up obituary cards and handed them out to other racers. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You should do that. Do that this weekend, Barcher. Make, make some obituary yeah. cards. Make uh, some BBOs, Bam Bam obituary cards. Uh, <laughs> Ashley, uh, thanks for calling. Anything else? Or? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Um, Wynn, what's up, man? Hey, uh, how you doing, Barcher? <laughs> hey. Hey, uh... I was just curious as to your future plans to uh, know you at Honda now, but there's been rumors talking about you going to JGR and all this stuff. Have you been talking to anybody, or can you even talk about this sort of thing? He probably – I don't I don't want to get him in trouble, Win. He probably can't talk about it. A lot of stuff is – you know, like Honda's got first ride refusal. There's a lot of stuff still to go on. So, I, Justin, right. you can answer it how you want. I just – I want to cut it off and not, not get you. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Definitely, you know, I, I uh, really can't. Like Mathis said, I really can't talk about that right now, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but his contract. Well, I got a question. But yeah, you, yeah. you could probably talk about this. How about <laughs> I'm on Vital sometimes, reading all the trash on there. Y'all pro riders, y'all read that stuff or no? No, I actually my first year pro, I, I went on there a little bit, and uh, yeah, that was it. I uh, <laughs> no people talk so much well, trash. Don't go on like, there now. Don't go on there now. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Stay away. All right. Thanks, Win. All right. Yeah, I think I think guys read it. I don't know about you, Justin. I'm not saying that you're 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 not telling us the truth, but I think guys read it more than they let on. But you know what I mean. But some yeah. but some guys, yeah, screw it. You know, uh, yeah, there's enough trash talk on Instagram and Twitter, so I don't need to go on there. Oh yeah, <laughs> how's that? How'd you block a lot of people? Oh yeah, blocking lots of people. I love it. It's so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> I I, uh, I I made a joke about blows earlier this year that didn't go over well, and with some people in. I was block happy. I was just block, 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 block. It was awesome. You That's can't great. block pass because people talk shit on yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go to Justin. Justin, what's up, man? You got a question for Justin Barsha? Hey, what's up, Steve and uh, Justin? Uh, yeah, I just hey. wanted to uh, thank you for taking that time in the pits here uh, last weekend. My uh, my family friend was the uh, the daughter that had the medical situation, and you came out of the truck and signed the goggles and totally made her weekend and. Uh, that was just really cool to Justin that people don't see that side of him very often. Mm-hmm. I know he had a lot of controversy this weekend with those uh, with that uh, easy pass on Weston. 
And, um, yeah, it was cool. He came out of the truck, signed goggles that he had used. Uh, I worked for Spy, and we had kind of set that up, and uh, it was kind of a little make-a-wish thing, and it definitely made her weekend, so that was super cool of Justin to take time out of his day from the semi and uh, and come out and talk with her for just a few minutes. It went a long way. Cool. Cool yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I appreciate that. Like you said, a lot of people don't see that stuff, and one thing, maybe I'm not good with the media or whatever, but I definitely uh, respect my fans, and you know that, that's a big deal. So I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks, Justin. Yeah, no, no problem, guys. Thank you. Have a good show. All right, thank you. Yeah, yeah people don't. You're absolutely right. A lot of you guys do that kind of stuff that that you know people don't see. We yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't be racing if it wasn't for the fans. So that's one thing I respect those those fans a lot. You, you bring up the media thing, which is kind of funny because I was going to mention something is. It seems like you're way better when it like a racer X interviews you and you have like two or three minutes for like a video versus your podium interviews seem to be real fast and real fast spoken and short and just like <laughs> robotic. But yet your other interviews feels like more free and relaxed. I don't, is there a difference for you or? Um. Yeah. You there? Did we lose him. We lost him. Bummer. There see, there really is no cell service, sir. Maybe, maybe he was really pissed. Maybe he's just like, yeah. Maybe he had no, you know, he didn't really want to talk about it. Um, no, like we talked about, he uh, he owns up to this kind of stuff, and I like him. He's refreshing a little bit that way. But there's people in the pits that just don't like him, and whatever he does, you know, like it's like uh, it's, it's a little bit like Michael Lessie. The 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 other villagers, i.e., the riders, have gotten together, and uh, you know, and and just think that uh, they've decided like right. that, anything he does is wrong. Right. So, uh, Barsha, welcome back. But uh, what were you saying? All right, I'm back. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, we were talking about podium speeches, and yeah, I real I've kind of realized I'm a uh, I go way too fast and talk fast and kind of not good. So I've been trying to work on that. Really, the difference is I think I'm just like after the race, you're way more hyped up and the adrenaline's rushing rushing a little, and I get a little crazy. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's go. To, let's go to Nash. Nash, this is not Phil Lawrence on the phone. It's Justin Barsha. Gentlemen, that's all right. I, I'm liking Barsha's style. I think that. Like you guys are hitting on, and I think everybody's picking up what he's throwing down. People enjoy. That's awesome. Barsha, we enjoy you being real. And, you know, you're riding how you want to ride, and, and, you know, I mean, you're not T-boning people. You're not crushing people. And I think you said it best in one of the great outdoors. Hey, I'm riding how I want to ride. The more they keep complaining about it, the more I'm going to keep riding how I want to ride. And, Steve, your perspective is so right. Is it a Sunday picnic lunch out here? I mean, I can understand not cleaning somebody for uh, a position to get into an event, but if you're racing for gay pick and everything, I mean, this is super cross. And so, Barsha, I just want to compliment you. It's so refreshing to hear people stand up and be honest and straightforward. So Yeah, yeah uh, that's awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's good to hear, it's good to hear some uh, positive things. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? Everybody... I can understand. I, I, can, I can understand everyone's perspective, but ultimately, you guys are racers. But anyway, my main yeah. question is: If you were given the keys to the castle, what would you like to see in track design, track changes? And I know, Steve, you got some really good points, and you often discuss this, and it's a point of conversation. But since Barsh is a straight shooter, and since he can, you know, convey his thoughts really well and openly and honestly without getting himself in trouble, Barsha, what would you do? If you had free reign in 2015 in terms of track design, uh, obstacles, things of that nature. Um, first off, if I was felled, I would uh, 
get a, get a little bit of extra money that they have and go buy some new dirt for 95% of the stadium because uh, <laughs> yeah. the, dirt, the, the dirt's kind of uh, not so good at all the races. So uh, that's the first thing I would do. And the uh, second thing I would do probably is, um, you know, kind of take the hand, handcuffs off uh, the dirt works guys and let them kind of build what they want because I know they have their hands tied a little bit. So that's pretty much all I would do. What about okay. nets? What about nets? We build up super berms, and we put nets there like we have a hockey game so that you guys don't fly into the stands. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nets. I love it. I love it. That, well, hey, Barsha, thanks for coming on, and, and it, it took a little bit, and I know that you're, you're a guy that concentrates on your craft. Does everybody want He doesn't that? like – one of he, you guys that he, lines up. Nash, he doesn't like the media, but I, I managed to somehow get him on here. He doesn't. <laughs> well, because, Steve, you're real. That's why people appreciate you. You're real, and your interviews are real. Well, That's I try to be, but Barsha, Barsha doesn't appreciate that. Yes, I does. appreciate six, six it. Time. Six, six times is telling him. Ah, six times is a good dude. You're right. All right. Hey, what's, hey Barsha, what's your best six times story? Make us laugh. Give us something funny. Oh, man. <laughs> There's a few six times stories. <laughs> I remember one of the first time I was training with him, I walked out in my driveway and his uh, bare ass pissing in the driveway, so that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the real men of motocross right there. Yeah, we love definitely. it. Not scared, definitely. Jeff Stanton. All right, thanks, Nash. Uh, uh, Brandon, what's up? You got a question about training with the Stewarts? I don't remember this. What? What, Brandon? Uh, first of all, Justin, big fan. Um, didn't you used to train with the Stewarts back in the day when you first turned pro? Um, no, I never uh, trained with them. James invited me down there um, one time, and I rode there a couple of days. Um, that was probably about two years ago, so that was about it. Okay, yeah, okay. Maybe that's what I was thinking. I just remember I yeah. think there was a video. So I just kind of wondered, you know, it seems like you have the beef with Malcolm or he has a beef with you, it, and yeah. you used to ride with them, so I didn't, you know, I thought that was kind of strange. I no, didn't know if there was. Um... Brandon, Something that happened. Brandon Barsha yep. was the guy that Mookie clipped when he was scrubbing in the air. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. Yeah, no, there's uh, – No, I know he was. <laughs> there's, there's some tension there that goes back a while from outdoors stuff like that with Mookie. But it's funny because, you know, me and James have a uh, – I feel like I have a really good respect for each other and, you know, say hey and stuff, but me and Mookie don't. So. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I wonder because there was a picture – uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You're good. I'm just saying, I don't really hold grudges too much. You know, I uh, I try to leave the past in the past and just move on because in racing, it's uh, no good to have grudges. Right, okay. Yeah, because it seemed like you and, and James had a pretty good rapport. I saw, you know, it looked like you sprayed him down on the podium and, you know, we're happy. So yeah, I, yeah. I just thought that was kind of weird with the Malcolm thing. Never understood what the deal was. So Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, one of those things. And, and I. I like how you got you and Mookie tweeted each other, and he's like, "Yeah, we'll see you outdoors." And you're like, "Yeah." <laughs> I know. I was, I'm like, "Let's do this." Like, I'm not one of those guys who are like, "No, let's." I'm like, "Let's do it." I uh, I put it you in know, my obviously my first thing. I want to go out there and try to win a championship, but right. you know, if I gotta fight some guys off, that's all right. I put it in my call, and I'm like, "I don't know what this means. I don't know if he's happy. Let's get like let's. I don't know what Barsha's meaning by this. He seems very excited <laughs> though to meet meet Mookie outdoors. That's awesome. So I love it. No, uh, it, it, it's great. How's things with six time? Everything all right there? Still, oh yeah. still going strong. Uh, six, yeah, yeah. Six times great. Um, you know, it, it's been a it's been a tough year. Even you know, today when I told him I was you know sick yesterday, he's like, "Man, we were just talking about how you can't catch a break." And yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, I know, I hear you." So it's it's been a tough year, but uh, you know, we've worked harder than ever. So that's the only thing that's a little disappointing because you know we worked so hard and yeah. we 
thought we'd be doing a lot better than this. But, uh, yeah, everything's great. Still working hard and uh, pushing on. Houston, short flight for you, uh, closer to home. Probably good dirt again, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking uh, Houston should be good for me, you know. Keep yeah. this ball rolling, try to, you know, keep up the fight. Been getting a few better starts, so that's good. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I think I'll be good. Yeah, man, it seemed like – I remember walking the track with Shane Drew last year or the year before. And it was a long straight that went the length of the stadium, and he's like, "We're gonna get the whole shot tonight." Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, think, I think it was Brayton, right? And because remember, Short and Brayton, and even you, Justin Canard, just would pull starts on the Hondas all day long. And Shorty told me he's like, "Dude, if you hit your RPMs right, the thing just goes." And for whatever reason, in 2014, it's not there. But the Honda guys used yeah. to pull it all day long. Yeah. Yeah, there's such a uh, a little window for mistakes on uh, on that bike. You know, there's just uh, yeah. you know, that 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 little window. And I think uh, a lot of teams now have a lot of a lot a lot of new uh, start mode technology and whatnot. And uh, yeah. you know, we've messed we've messed around with little things like that. But uh, you know, I right. think my starts have gotten better because I've kind of went back to some old school things. Well, that's good. Hey. Uh... Thanks for coming on. I got your phone number now. So, yeah. yeah we, are we going to chat it up or what? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we, <laughs> Let's get in a group text with a bunch of guys. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, no, I th- thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Uh, like I said, I, I think your fans do want to hear from you, and uh, I think you should do more of these things because you're good at it, even if it's with that DMXS, guys. That's fine. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, man, tough season for you, but two podiums in a row, and hopefully things turn around. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate you having me on the show. Uh stoked on all the fans i have and you know all yeah. the haters too that's what keeps me going and uh <laughs> i think it's gonna be a strong finish to the year and uh just keep trying to have some fun right on man thanks oh no problem thank you all right see ya see ya yeah thanks honda muscle milk's justin barsha good interview man yeah he's a good dude no he's a good interview it, it, it's funny because you say that like he did some gnarly shit. He done. He's right. Done, yeah, he's done some dumb stuff. And say, so I think once you've done it once or twice, no matter what you do after that, yeah. you're a piece of crap. Well, it shouldn't be like that. It though. shouldn't be. But that's, I've also written some dumb shit. But that's the same thing. I think you, you know? guys got a lot in common that I, way. I've, I've said some things where I'm like, ooh. And like, look, we all make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Right. You know, he, he roosted the medic. And uh, he came on this show the next week, apologized profusely. Yep. Apologize to everybody. See how yeah. easy that is when you man up and apologize? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. And he's just sick to watch ride, dude. That guy's unreal to watch ride. Yeah. 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 Yep. WUSA.com, by the way. I don't know if we gave the website out for the for the wheel guys. W. So, all right. We're going to take our second commercial break of the night. Villapoto is at the hockey game, texting mm-hmm. me photos of the Winnipeg and uh, Anaheim hockey game, and then calling me names. And I'm like, but you're supposed to come on the show, and then he won't reply back. But he's texting me photos of the goalie net. He's keeping you guessing. So I really don't know if Ryan Villapoto is coming up or not. Yeah, Nick Way will be on, though. And uh, Jason Thomas, we're going to come back with Jason Thomas. JT and BTO two Sports, Gabba Gibbs, NFAB question of the day. And, uh, and much, much more on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Stick around, why don't you? 
Pope MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pope MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at BTOSports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Theed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. 
But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. 
The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like arena cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track.
Yeah. Welcome to the show. Bob Mechshaw presented by BTOsports.com. Kiefer. Loving that. Does it get any better? God, that's good shit. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. You feeling that a little bit? Well, when does it kick in? It's just it's just nice soothing music to get you going. Oh man, I, I mean I don't know I don't know I, it's okay. Angels and Airways, everybody. Yeah, it's good driving music. Chris Kiefer is uh, picking the music and he picked the Angels and Airways, which I think for the second week in a row you've done that. No, I mean second uh, time this year you pick Angels and Airways. Nope. Bob Seger. Yeah, yeah, but I mean this year you've picked Angels and Airways also. Nope. Counting crows. Somebody's picked Angels and Airways. Probably uh, J- JT. JT Maybe. likes them. Hey, A10 Solutions, one-stop source for the finest performance products for your body. A10 Solutions offers Rhino Power, proven performance supplements used by dozens of motocross athletes, including Tomac, Reed, Millsaps, Roxon. Enter the code PulpMX at 810solutions.com to receive 15% off your entire order. And thanks for the support. The number 810solutions.com. And uh, Tech One Designs, of course, custom graphics, anything you need. They just made a set of uh, KTM uh, 65 graphics for my buddy Justin at our top notch. And uh, they'll make anything you want. Um, uh, TechOneSolutions.com, TechOneDesigns.com. And, of course, uh, they make some of the, the, the racing apparel for Crosslands Racing, uh, hats, shirts, team shirts, that kind of stuff. Uh, they'll put anything you want on it. So we thank those guys. They've been one of our sponsors for a while, TechOneDesigns.com. JT. Yo. Barsha was just on. How'd it go? He does not like you. Okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We, we just broke it all down. Um, we broke everything down with him. So it's all good. All right. He did say that Dungey called him an amateur. I told you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I don't know when if RV's coming on. I don't Ooh. know for sure what's going on. It's very strange. He's at the hockey game. But we're working on it. But for now, let's do the BTOsports.com Gab at Gibbs segment. BTOsports.com Gab at Gibbs. 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 Hey, these are your questions submitted via Twitter to at Pulpamex Show. We take the best ones, and Devin goes through probably thousands of them and selects the best five or six or seven. And BTOsports.com, what more can you say about those guys? Use the code Pulpamex when you're checking out to save big. They're really pushing tires right now. Chances are you need a new tire. Go to btosports.com, look at their prices, and uh, they'll, they'll beat anybody around. And uh, proud sponsors of the btosports.com KTM team, which, JT, by the way, with Matt Gerke out, do you think the team gets a replacement guy? Uh, yes. You do? Okay. I do. I do. I yep. wonder if it's Michael Byrne. What if it's Burner? Good chance. Is he ready? Is he feeling okay? Uh, yeah, we, I had a discussion about that. Um, I don't know that he's going to be the guy that would, I don't even know that Burner has decided he wants to race yet. Right, right. But he, it's, he's definitely in the conversation. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's, uh, getting back to health after his, another surgery on his leg. And I mean, yeah. he says he feels pretty good on the supercross track and everything else. And of course, you know, Burner, he's a world-class rider, but it's a long road back for him. So it's just a matter of the strength in his leg, right? It's not his skills or anything like that. Yeah. It's one of those things I think. It comes down to can he train and ride day after day and not have pain and not have to take days off right. because that's what he's worried about. He's worried about the, just the consistency and the brutality that it takes to do it you know, week after week. Right. You know, right now he rides a few days and then takes a week off or whatever because he's training guys, so he gets that break and he gets to you know, kind of recover. But 
in the middle of the season, you're not going to have that. So, uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of pushing for him to be the guy. But, you know, I, he has to decide that. And then, obviously, the team has to decide that they want to go down that road as well. Right, right. Hey, Kiefer's got a question for you. All right. About whatever. I forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, did you watch the Supercross Behind the Dream thing on Sunday? I haven't yet, no, because I've been on the road for going on. It'll be three weeks here in a little bit, so I haven't yet to see it, no. All right, well, I was sitting there watching it, and they interviewed this family that the kid had the KTM uh, Super Supercross Junior Challenge. Uh-huh. And they were talking to the family, and they were talking, well, we don't – about money, and we don't know which helmet to buy because it's expensive, and should we give them the best helmet, which is the 6D, or should we give them the least, you know – least expensive not as good helmet the fly helmet and i was like oh shit i wonder if jt <laughs> saw that uh i didn't see it yet and i don't know i mean we have an entry-level helmet that's uh 99 so i don't maybe you know if she was referring to that one then then yeah you're talking about you know different levels of technology uh well i think she would yeah, I think she was more looking not so much the price as far as the protection, you know. So yeah, and and that you know our kinetic helmet is uh it's our highest seller, but it, it is it's a polycarbonate shell versus you know versus a carbon carbon shell which you're going to get from you know RF two or a Fox V four or sixty or any of those. So yeah, I mean I, I don't I haven't seen the context of it yet, but yeah, I mean that, it obviously sucks for it to come off like that. But if she was talking about our $99 helmet, then sure. I mean, she has a, you know, that's a valid point. Well, Shades it, of X-Brand Chaparral controversy. Yeah. And it was funny because in the, in the show, later on when they show him racing, he's in the fly helmet. So, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the funny thing about it to me is, is you get that response from people, but our fly helmet, a Fox helmet, a Troy, hel- Troy Lee helmet, a 60 helmet are all built in the same building. Like the table, the same tables. Like they just are in a line coming down the, the assembly next to each other. So... People get really caught up in price point and a lot of things, but they're all they're all built at the same place. All right, let's get into the uh, Gabba Gibbs uh, segment. All right, um, Dominic Smith wants to know to keep the championship close. What do you guys think about right before Vegas Supercross uh, for all the riders dropping their worst race? Uh, no, I don't think they should do it mid season. I don't think they should just go. Hey, by the way, we're dropping. But I mean, I've long talked about changing the points format i mean whatever we got to do our our sports so so cemented into 25 points for a win and 22 for second and no points for a heat race no points for a whole shot uh i I just we we need to change it up we need if we want to have a chase if you want to drop your worst race whatever you want to do i'm down with it let's change it up let's do something but not to answer his question they shouldn't just go oh hey by the way Right, we're dropping I, your worst race. I agree with Steve. Like, I think it's they should change it somehow, but I don't think they should drop a race because that you know that's the part of the attrition of the sport. Yeah, you know? I'm with you. I'm with you there. Maybe I'm I'm down for changes, but maybe not that particular one. Right. Do something. We don't change. Fuck all. And you know, like, like try to innovate. And if it doesn't work, we'll go back. But every other sport out there, football, hockey, baseball, they all innovate and they they change things. And I mean, the NFL is adding some goalpost length. They're changing the extra points for preseason to try that. We. We don't do nothing. The tri- the triples were 67 feet in 1999, and they're 67 feet now. Right. Bikes have uh, 20 more horsepower. Ah, 15 anyways. Nope. Same. No. The thing is, everyone wants to be like NASCAR, and we're, we never evolve like NASCAR does. And even NASCAR We don't evolves. do nothing. Right. So. Hey, uh, speaking of that, JT, we asked uh, somebody, Nash asked Barsha what he would do to if he could wave the magic wand and change anything up about tracks. Mm-hmm. He said, I would buy 
all new dirt for every stadium. That's what he said. New dirt. So Yeah, that's yep. probably not a bad idea. I don't know if it's the dirt, though, or, or is it the preparation? I, I don't know. You know, I, I know I've talked to you about this in private, but I spoke with Dave Prater about this. And, you know, they've changed the preparation methods. They've tried to keep it from being super ruddy, and, and it's almost gone too far. You know, they're, it's almost too good now. They keep it too dry. So when it comes in, it doesn't have any moisture in it. So I don't know. I think in some cases, yes, absolutely. Like the dirt in Dallas is atrocious, but I don't know where they have to go, how far they'd have to go to get better dirt. You know, they may have to go a couple hours away. More, um, more dirt built to the edges of the stadium and put some nets in. I think I think more dirt. I, I'm fully on board with you there. I, I think, especially the stadiums where we could use it, like Toronto, they could build the baddest ass track ever with the floor space that they have at Toronto. They just don't have the dirt to do it. No. So, I, I'm with you there. All right. Next question. All right. Uh, Paul Hull would like to know, Kiefer, what can I do to hop up my 07 450 Honda? I have factory connection shock and forks. Uh, what pipe do you would you recommend for it? Yeah, that's a good bike. Um, <clears throat> First of all, F, uh, FMF pipe would probably work great, <laughs> as well as race tech suspension. Yeah, it, it depends. Every what year? Oh seven. oh seven. Oh yeah, those JT's Shit, I, one year off of JT's favorite bike ever. Yeah, it, I mean that's <laughs> almost the same bike actually. Right. Really similar, yeah. 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 So I mean, he could, you know, close his eyes and pick a pipe. You know, it's not that's not going to make a huge amount of difference. But know? FMF works good. Depends on what you want out of your motor. Right. You know, yep. FMF is, is a lot of bottom, which I like the Pro Circuit. Uh, a lot more top over rev, so kind of it kind of depends what you want. And yeah, just like you said, the Yosh is different. Everything just <laughs> changes. Yep. So and those are the only two I tried. So yeah, I'm sure Kiefer's tried more than I have. Um, all right, next question. All right, um, at Brad GMX95, Kiefer, if you would ride any factory rider's bike in the last 15 years, whose would you ride? Uh, 15 years. We all—I mean, we always go back to it, but I don't think I'd want to go. I actually wouldn't mind riding. Uh, I thought we asked this question because yeah. I, I talked about how Brooks loves the love Travis Pastrana's bike. Well, like I said, I rode Larry Ward's Honda, and that thing was good. Yeah, we did have this question. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would actually go back to the two thousands and mm-hmm. ride some kick-ass YZ two fifty two strokes because mm-hmm. that was a yeah. I liked the year two thousand one. Two thousand four. Think my bike right there on the wall. Like I thought you had a Cowie. Oh yeah, yeah, that one. What year is that one? Oh four. Oh four. Okay, I'd go back farther. 2000. Hmm. That bike was prepped immaculately. Yeah, it looks sick. Those 04 Yamahas were sexy. All right, next question. All right, Tanner Hall, JT, what is the most, or what's the most you've ever won at Date City, and uh, who was the fastest at Date City as far as the locals go? The most I ever won? Yeah. Like money? Sure. I don't, know, I don't understand the question. Races. No, I think the it's most our, No, it's number. money. It's money. Yeah. Okay, money. fine, money. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I had a I had a bonus deal with BTO, um, so yeah, they didn't really pay too much of the track. I think the most I ever heard that the track paid was like a thousand or something to win. It wasn't that much, but I had a bonus structure with BTO to basically make it work. So, uh, and then the fastest I've ever seen at Date City is that was that the second part? Yeah, who like as far as locals went? Um. Pacone was really good there. Uh, Keelan. When Keelan was on, or actually when Tyler Livesey was on, the the one year Tyler Livesey, I, I think he was probably one of the fastest. And then Chad raced there one time too. It was shop, you know, that's not really fair, but yeah. Uh, the, you know, when you get a local track like that, I don't care where you are. 
if the guys ride there two to three times a week, every single week for gears on end, you're going to talk about world-class speed on that particular track. So, uh, I don't, I, you know, you could bring guys like Bill Poto and Stewart in there, and there's not going to be a massive difference because there's track limitations. You can only go so fast on a, you know, 50-second wide-open sand track type deal with no bumps on it. So it's um, it's it's pretty you get it pretty dialed in. It's pretty cool that like Dade City. I mean, Carmichael, Stewart, Wyndham, Ferry, Rollerball, I, just about name any great rider, Bradshaw. They probably all raced a ridden at Dade City, huh, JT? Like, literally. Well, Carmichael and Stewart rode there twice a week, every week, for years. Yeah. That was their track they rode at. So, and you're talking about two, the two, uh, you know, two out of the three of the highest winning Supercross riders ever have, you know, grew up at the same track. is is pretty special. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a neat deal. What's sure. the most money you've ever won just at a race, like, promoter-wise? Not bonuses, just straight-up promoter. Um, start money, I think, was... I think Star Money was 11, and then, you know, purse and all that. And then I think the most I ever made in purse at one race was 15, maybe. 15 no, grand. no, no. Purse, I made uh, I made 24 in Germany one weekend. Oh, wow. wow. I forgot about that. I made 15 at that McGrath race, which I was thinking about. But That's hmm. awesome. All right. Uh, Amex Chris asks, uh, how worried is Mitch Payton that the title hopes rest on Davalos? Who's it to? Uh, everyone. He's probably less worried than he would be about Baggett winning this thing. Back its way out. Yeah. What's the question again? How worried is Mitch Payton uh, resting all of his hopes on Davalos? Yeah, well, he has to. That's what he's got he's right now. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> he's the best shot out of all his guys. So two, two wins. He's had two wins. He's ridden pretty and steady, but then he's also had some horrendous crashes. So it's, I mean, let's face it, this weekend. This last race was the who, best he looked. Who thought he was going down or yeah. Bull was going to get him? Right. I no. did. Mm-hmm. Weege did. Mm-hmm. Kiefer? I thought he had the Stewart syndrome. I thought he crashes every main event, but he didn't. So. JT's on board with Davalos. So I'm not going to I was going back him. in my chair playing video games. I knew we had it. Yeah, yeah. Never <laughs> in doubt for you and the Banditos. Nah, we're good. All right. Um, Adam Armberger. I'm sure this is going to you, Kiefer. What is the best is that and worst? Kenny Watson? The Armberger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Armberger wants to know what is the best and worst item uh, you've ever tested or had to do on a review? Uh, best item I've ever tested. Um, actually, the best thing that I thought wouldn't work that actually did, and it exceeded my expectations, was the goggle the, strap thing, quick strap. No, oh. <laughs> was the Moto Tessinari air boot. Oh, I, yeah. I thought that wasn't going to be anything. That it worked. Yeah. yeah, it worked really well. Yeah, it does. A lot yeah. of teams run them in the pits. Yeah, a lot yeah. of teams run them. Just you know, putting an air boot on you think it wouldn't do that much, and it actually does a lot. Oh yeah. So, uh, and the worst thing I would probably say. Man, that's Keep a tough. Keep in mind, one. we got a lot of sponsors. Yeah, no, nah. God, I can't pick my finger on one right now. I'll the yell Scott, it out. The Scott plastic boot. No, no, I never wore that. The Genius boot. Yeah, I stand by that thing. I didn't mind it, and I still have a pair. No, I never wore that. It had some good pluses about it, but some negatives too. But uh, people, some people were like, "That was the worst thing ever." Yeah, I, I've never, I never, not ever. All right. Sorry, I got to bow. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, David Andre. Uh, this is for you, JT. How is business going for the motocross and supercross school by Jason Tomich, which was posted today on Facebook? Uh, I don't know anything about it. All right. What 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 kind of question is that? What are you talking? Some about? guy posted on uh, I guess on Instagram or Facebook that JT has a motocross school. I think I did a riding school. Um, a guy was trying to put one together when I was 
when I was hurt, like three or four, four or five years ago. And I see it pop up on Facebook now and again, but it's not current. Like it was from forever ago. I think he was just like he just bumped that. We we didn't even end up doing it. So I I think that's what he's referring to. The guy probably put it up again. Hmm. But yeah, there's nothing to it. No, right. no riding schools by Jason Thomas. No, 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 it's a bummer. No one wants to learn that technique. Trust what, what about what about Kiefer? Chris Kiefer riding schools? No, because I don't babysit. And I figure that's what it ends up coming down to because <laughs> half the time you get these kids that don't want to work, you know, and uh, you end up just telling them what to do and end up yelling. I already have a kid. I don't want to yell anymore. <laughs> All right, uh, Adam P., what's your guys' predictions for Stewart uh, for outdoors this year? Hmm. Stewie. Hmm. I think Villapolo's got him outdoors. Yeah. I, I mean, I do. I think Villapolo's great outdoors. He was getting beat pretty bad by Dunge, too, uh, week in and week out last year so is he better than that i, I don't know no. i i think he's going to be better he he was very similar in supercross and outdoors last year i thought and i i'm 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 interested to see i think he's going to be good i think if he's similar to how he is in supercross right now uh man i think it's going to be interesting I, I i think he's still prone to the mistake and the to put himself in the situation he's in in Supercross. Right. So I think, you know, Villapoto's the favorite to win the title. But we're seeing James ride. He hasn't ridden like this in a long, long time. Yeah. yeah good point. His bike is good. You watch his mm. bike, and his bike's really good. And I think that's where it's going to come down to in the outdoors is usually speed and James lately hasn't gone too well. Mm. But uh, he's going fast, and he's staying up. So if his bike handles well, I think he, he can get close, yes. All right. All right. Uh, Mac Robinson uh, wants to know, Kiefer, uh, if you had to go in, or if you can go in depth between the KTM 250 and the YZ 252 stroke, uh, Mac is getting one, and he doesn't know which one to get. Which one should he get? Uh, power plants are similar. Both are really fast. I think the KTM 252 stroke has more bottom end. Mm-hmm. Um, the Yamaha pulls better in the mid to top. Um, but the big difference for me, just riding both, is vibration. The KTM vibrates a hell of a lot more than the Yamaha, hmm. and it's just hard to beat a solid package as far as the YZ250. It um, has great suspension, and that's another huge factor for me is the KTM fork is not up to par, hmm. in my opinion, and the Yamaha suspension standard is awesome. Like, hmm. I wouldn't mess with it. I would just ride it, and it's one of those bikes you just ride and have fun, you know? Yeah. So if I was leaning one towards the other, I'd lean towards the Yamaha. All right. All right, that's been uh, the Gabba Gibbs. BTOsports.com, Gabba Gibbs segment. Uh, use the code PULPAMEX. Save yourself some big money at BTOsports.com. And uh, we do that each and every week. You can send your questions in, and uh, we'll have our quote-unquote experts answer them. Um, all right, so Davalos, let's touch on two for these a little bit. Yep. Two races left, Kiefer. Do you think Davalos is going to do this? Eight points up? I think he is. I think he's uh I think he I think I know Davey's kinda helping him a little bit too to talk to him. I think that's helped him. I uh-huh. think last week that's helped him uh stay up and be more consistent. I mean, you gotta look at Bogle's riding his ass for the last few laps and he held his own. So yep. usually he kinda cracks. So I think he uh with this break we have, I think he'll he'll get his do shit you, together better. J T do you think the weather will be a factor in New York? I don't know. Of course, it's a I mean, big wild card. I, I, you know what I do think, though? I think that the 10-lap main event at uh, – is it 
Is it ten for the shootout or ten for the, no, the main event? No, ten for shootout. The, oh, okay, yeah, never mind. I was a, thinking that a, would help him out. Yeah, it's a regular. I don't, 15 I don't know. Um, I don't think either one of them are great in the mud or anything. So, or like, I don't, I don't yeah. think that stands out. They're like, oh man, if it's muddy, he's got a clear advantage. This guy does over the other. So. Right, right, right. But it could be an equalizer. It could you know throw a wrench in the hole. All I have to do is this type scenario. Yeah, uh, Davalos does go well in Vegas. Hard pack stuff. For sure, I, yep. I think he'll. I think Martin will be very strong in Vegas. He's very good on that. If he makes dirt like Dallas, yeah. you know. Yeah, if he makes it through New York, okay. Yeah. Then yeah, I, you know, you know the the thing with the the tracks now and the weather, unless it's just raining, you know, uncontrollably on Saturday, of the event, they have it so dialed now. They just have it so figured out with the tarps and uh-huh. the the practice schedule and all that kind of stuff to where it rarely makes a difference anymore. So I'm not that concerned with it unless it's just, you know, snowing or raining or something at, at the time of the race. That's really the only issue. Yeah, they do have it figured out a little bit, huh? Yeah. And yeah, it's just got – it's come a long way. I mean, yeah. and you know, when I remember – Back in the day, if it rained on Friday, it, there would just be water puddles everywhere. Even if they covered it, it, right. it really didn't matter too much. But they seem to have got it down now. Uh, I think, too, also, you know, Baggett's a better teammate than what Bogle has, you know. And if you're someone well, to now, get in. Sorry to interrupt you, but, yeah, Matt Bishagli will be out for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he said he broke his tibia during oh. the race. Okay. Put that on, on Twitter today. So Yeah, so there's another guy to get in the way, too, so. And he's, he's capable of getting, you know. T- but we've always seen Mitch's guys, like, they don't usually help each other out. Like, Baggett, if Baggett's in first and he t- checks out, Davalos, he's not going to pull him over for Davalos, you know. No, but I think Baggett's more prone to help uh, Davalos in his Censorello. Yeah. So. Um, hey, Devin. Uh, What's up, man? Tell us about Optrix a little bit, oh, please. Optrix is awesome. I wanted to follow talk about. In, follow Tits Legendary's uh, footsteps here. All right. Optrix. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to follow Tits Legendary's footsteps. Optrix. I'm going to talk about their uh, accessories today. Um, I actually just got a new monopod. It's what they call it. Basically, what it is, it's the uh, a bar where it has the attachment where you can put your phone at the end. So that way, if you're out at the track or if you're snowboarding or out on the beach surfing, you can get a little bit more reach and put your phone out there a little bit closer while your buddy's railing a corner or throwing some snow at you. You can get a little bit closer instead of just standing right next to it and taking it all. I also bought a wrist float, which is awesome for anybody who likes surfing or wakeboarding or boating or anything like that. Put it on your wrist so that way you don't drop your phone and it sinks to the bottom of the lake or the ocean. Um, Also, you guys can use your Pulp MX code to save 15%. Check out Optrix. It's sick. Killing it. Is that the Tits Ghost voice? Uh I don't know. I was trying to make that catch on. I'm trying to make it catch on. Uh, I can't even hear what you're saying. It's not catching at all. JT never hears shit. You ever it's notice that? It's like elevator music. He's got no. He's got no hearing from riding. No, I hear. It. I just. It, it just sounds like you whining in the background, like someone's beating you. No, it's easy. Op- it's Optrix. Optrix. Still nothing. <laughs> Fuck no? it. No, I can hear it now. That, <laughs> okay. You know, now that I, you're the only voice, I can definitely right, hear it. Right, right, right. All right. The NFAB question of the day. Let's do this. The NFAB question of the day. Going to Houston this weekend. That is where NFAB is located. N-Fab.com. Light up the night with NFAB light mounting solutions to mount your aftermarket lighting products. They offer pre-runner, rear-runner light bars for conventional lighting as well as overhead systems for today's lighting. When you're shopping for light mounting solutions, the only name you need to know is NFAB. To learn more about NFAB products, N-Fab.com. And it's appropriate that we're doing this because this question is about JGR NFAB rider Justin Brayton. All right, here's a question of the day. 
Brayton rode well this weekend, yes? Yes. We all agree? Yep. Killing he, it. Even though he did run into Dungy and eventually finished 10th. Um, here's the thing. So Barsha's going to JGR. Trust me on this. It's happening. Okay. Brayton is angling for a new ride. But the JGR guys, he may leave. They may not have the budget to keep him. Brayton deserves a, a raise. There's no doubt. For whatever he's making this year. Deserves a raise. He's having a solid season. <clears throat> JT, do you, and I, I know we're playing hypothetical here, do you just make sure Brayton, Brayton stays on JGR? Like if you're Coy Gibbs, do you just make it happen? I mean, the guy lives in Charlotte. He's ridden for your team. He's a great guy. He is uh, skillful, as we've seen. Um, I, I just It's such a natural fit. I can't imagine JGR just not bucking up. I mean, I don't think Brayton's asking for crazy money. Why does well, this, can this when you happen? say you want double, that usually creates some problems. That's just from, a starting point. It's just a starting point. I know. I know. I, yes, I do think that cooler heads will prevail. I, not that they're angry, but I think that they can make it work. Um, basically, if, if I'm Coy Gibbs, I sit down with his agent and say, hey, you know, I know he wants to be here. We want him here. We like him. You know, let's get this thing done. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to pay him crazy money. I don't, I don't know what the number is, but I could probably ballpark it. And Would you pay him you know, 400 If he's getting 200 now and he's asking for 400 he may have to because I think that from what I know of what's going on out there, I think that KTM is probably around that number. I really do. So they may have to do it if they want to keep him. I think he's four hundred grand all day long. Easy. Well, yeah, I mean, it's all relative. You know, if you look at, I think that's probably more than he's ever gotten paid. But if you look at the guys around him, you know, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. The guys around him. But he's not as strong outdoors. He's not. And but yep. there's there's pluses in my Brayton, great super cross rider, low stress level. Yeah. Low drama. Low drama. You know, and great guy, good role model. So your brand's going to be represented well. Lack of is outdoors. That's the question mark. Hmm. So no, you got to make it happen. Coy! Coy, make it happen! Plus, he, he's getting he's married, and he's expecting a child. Not he, but his wife. <laughs> just oh. milking it. You know? Speaking of which. There's a, there's a lot of guys up, though, man. There's a lot. Do you, do you think that, okay, hypothetical, Brayton wants four hundred grand? okay? Um, Weimer, say... He doesn't have a too much. I, I can't. I can't imagine that people are lined up beating Jake Weimer's door down at this particular moment in time. So, say you could get a guy like Weimer for two hundred, and I don't know if that's possible. I'm just throwing it out there. Do you take Weimer for two hundred, or do you take Brayton for four hundred? I take Brayton. Yeah, I take Brayton. I take Brayton for three hundred. <laughs> Split it. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. I. I think. I think Brayton's serious about leaving if because I think he can get that. I think he, I really think he can get it somewhere else. I do. Now, what the question would be? What what other brand of bike would fit him? You think? Cause he's well, a- I know, I know. Well, I don't know, but I've heard strongly that he's talked to about going to Honda again. He mm-hmm. has, yep, yep. KTM, mm-hmm. uh, pretty serious player in that conversation. The guy straight up earlier this year won heat races against everybody. Well, you can't doubt his speed in Phoenix. Killed it. And all the guys were there pretty much, right? Yeah. So. 
I, th- I think too. You can't. You, he can't just walk. You know, if it's if the offer's three hundred versus four hundred, you can't just leave a hundred grand sitting there. Like, mm-hmm. he, you know, he's going to be thirty years old, or he, he is thirty years old now. Right. Um, Brayden's thirty. Yeah. 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 He just turned thirty. Huh. So you can't just leave hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table. In yeah. my opinion, look, Corey's got dad's money. I agree. I, I'm not saying that Coy can't pay it. I'm just yeah. saying from Justin's side and, and Coy's side and the, all the possible variables, right. is it worth two hundred grand? Is, is Justin Brayton worth $200,000 more than a guy like Jake Weimer is yes. if they could get him for that? Yes. yes. I don't know. I, I, don't, I may have to disagree. Who goes to Factory Kawasaki in 2015 as far as the second place I to replace know. Weimer? I don't know. Dean? Uh, I think Dean's gonna go with Chad. Yeah, Dean. I know. I, I don't. Think I, don't so. I don't think so. I don't really? think so. Really. I, don't uh, think so. I could see Dean going there. Uh, what about Davalos if he wins? No. He's got to. No. He's got to get bumped up. That's gonna be the I think, deal. I think Dean's in a in the serious running to to go to be Barsha's teammate. Mm. I think Davalos is gonna be. What I've been told. Really? You're telling me that they would pick Brayton over Dean? Same money? They've got to be around the same money. No, the other other way around. Yeah, I they're mean, picking Wilson Dean over. over Wilson over Brayton. They got to be able to save money. Uh, I think it's. I think they're offering. I think Wilson's numbers higher. God. Yeah. See, and that's just age, right yeah. there. That's age. You know, Wilson's younger. He's got more I career. Got, I got to call Coy. I got to end this show. I got to call Coy. Cold call. Cold call. Coy. I know, that, I know that that Dino and Brayton are in the running for a lot of the same deals. Right. KTM, Honda. Well, maybe not Honda uh, for Dean. JGR. JGR. Yeah. JGR is having two riders. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, uh, yeah, I don't know. All right, well, that's the NFAB question of the day, n-fab.com. JGR, NFAB, Yamaha riders, Justin Brayton, Josh Grant, and Filthy Phil Nicoletti, who will be racing New York, by the way. So. Uh, Did you hear that uh, Christian Craig just announced that he is having a baby? No. Yes, Gosh. Christian Craig's having a baby, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone go. Is that breaking news? Yep. Congratulate him on Instagram. I'm not sure that it's relevant, but. I'm- I know I it's always, motocross. I always go there, but his wife's pretty hot. Oh, there's a. Let's not get into that. I know we can go gonna... on for hours about that. Hey, but Cowie's really? bike, Cowie's bike's changing too. <laughs> really? Cowie's bike's changing. Suzuki's changing. Really? Yeah. Who's, so, who's who's putting money into changing their bikes? Uh, Suzuki's all different. So really? Yeah. I believe it when I see it. No, it, it is. Really? Yeah, yeah, but Suzuki's been pretty much the same for how many years now? Yeah, that's why yeah. I believe it when I see it. 702-586-7857. you got a question for uh, Chris Keeford, Jason Thomas, or myself. Coming up with Nick Way after 9 o'clock. We may or may not have Ryan Villapoto at the phone, uh, on the phone at some point. I don't understand. Hockey. Yeah. He's a big hockey fan. We all I didn't know that. that. We all know that. Oh, a huge hockey fan. Oh, God. Um, I, heard that, uh, I heard that Martin might go to Cali. God, see, we were, I was about to say that. I, well, I, I said I, that five minutes, two minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, you but did. I, oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear you. yeah, I did. You totally okay. did. For some reason, I see him getting left out in the cold. I think he will. Like, even winning the championship, I think he doesn't get a factory ride. I think he gets a support ride somewhere. We can work with speed. <laughs> wow. They said the same it's thing about Weimer, though. Still Cole Seeley out there, And too. Weimer's been on a factory bike for like 10 years. <laughs> Jason <laughs> exactly. Anderson. Jason Anderson, if he wins, he's out. Ooh. Really? Cole Seeley's out. Yeah. J.A.'s pointed out? If he wins, yeah. I'll be down. Yeah. Do you think Seeley will, Troy Lee will keep him for 450? I think Seeley goes to Honda. Troy doesn't even race 450 class. Right. Well, for outdoor. Yeah, JT's right. I think Sealy goes Honda. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> they don't, who fucking knows? They go to the East Coast. Good, so good, good no talk. One's going there. That's why I don't run the teams. Good talk. 
I'm just saying. I'm just spitballing. Devin wants Cole to ride 450 on the West Coast, then skip the eight rounds. He could race Daytona like Malcolm and just right. There you go. Exactly. He'd have to move to Florida. But. You know, we're, we were talking about the change in Supercross. Go back to the JT days. It'd be cool to see guys JT build. JT Gear or Jason Thomas? No, Jason Thomas. Okay. Like, <laughs> double classing it again. Let guys start doing that. We had a question about that last week. I agree. Oh, okay. We totally should. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Why, why did they. Why uh, did, they were they were mad at people skipping the main events and all that yeah. kind of stuff. If you made both or whatever, yeah, yeah, and you could understand that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Don't it, totally get it. it people are mad at me all the time. They would get pissed. Like, oh, oh really? you're not even going to ride now. I'm like, ah, <laughs> <Beat Sorry. it. laughs> hey, um, you want to win five hundred bucks? Sure. Fuck it. <laughs> all right, let me tell you in a second. After we give away some Houston Supercross tickets, courtesy of Vortex. I'm just not on my game tonight. I don't feel that well. Digging uh, deep. Vortex racing uh, sprockets and handlebars for some of the best riders out there. Stuart uses their sprocket to win this weekend, and Bowers uses bars and sprockets to win his fourth arena cross title in a row. Wow. Four, four arena cross titles in a row. Uh, we're giving away two tickets to Houston Supercross, courtesy of Vortex Racing, to the first caller right now. 702-586-7857. Call in and win these tickets. All right. If you want to win 500 bucks, what we're doing on the show – Contest at pulpamexshow.com. We need you guys to come up with I was I was watching some March Madness, JT. Or I was mm-hmm. really just it was just on TV while I was working. I wasn't really paying attention. And they went to those uh the not the cheerleaders, but what do the people do that like they throw each other around and all gymnastic that? Gymnastic things? Well, they're like gymnastics, but they have a name for them. I don't know. The flag core? Parkour. Tumblers. Tumblers Dancing. flag core. Dancing. Okay. Awesome. We ride dirt bikes. We don't know about that. Um, anyways, and they had the big band playing in the background, and then they were tossing these chicks everywhere. And I was those like, are, "Those are cheerleaders." No, no, they're not cheerleaders. No yeah, pump. they're cheerleaders. Okay. Anyways, they uh, are. I thought to myself, how cool would it be to if Pulp Mech Show had a fight song? What if we had a fight song? You know? Yeah, that'd be cool, right? All right. Yeah, I'm in. Five hundred bucks to the winner who makes the best fight song. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take some talent to do this. You can't just send something janky over, you know, the airwaves. But uh, it's got to be seven deuce deuce style. <laughs> you can wrap it. You're, you guys, you're from Canada. You guys don't fight. Uh, so, uh, contest at pulpamexshow.com, and we will play. We will award five hundred dollars to the winner that makes the best pulpamex show fight song. You can drop any names. You can wrap it. You can hard rock. You can do anything you want. Get into the studio. Get into the Pro Tools Garage Band. Hey, you should make a time limit, though. Why don't you just get the main event lead singer that we had in here uh, last uh, week, Daniel Blair, to make us a fight song? Uh, a time limit? Yeah, you should, like, because you don't want to be drawn out, you know? You want to make it, like, it can't be over this amount of time. It's, no, I'll just feel it, man. Yeah, I'll feel right, it. Like, right. what if there's a song that's, what if I put a limit of a minute and there's, like, a minute ten and I feel it? Like, I can't disqualify the guy. All right. What's do whatever guy? you want if you're, if you're sending it in. Make it short, make it long, whatever you want to do. Hey, did you talk to uh, to Daniel Blair about, the Mason thing? Last week? Yeah. No. No, we did no, not. No, okay. we, we did not right. bring it up. I, I brought up he who shall not be named a few times. Mm. Oh, yeah. But okay. uh, and Daniel said he understood. And he and it seemed like, and of course Daniel was in studio here and I was in front of him. It seemed like Daniel took my side a little bit. And maybe, yeah. and maybe, yeah. I don't know. And maybe, I mean, and maybe we did this during the uh, during the commercial, but we did talk about it. And Daniel was like, "Yeah, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal." And he who shall not be named, you know, <laughs> did kind of go off for no reason, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. 
At least I like to think that Daniel uh, sided with me. Yeah, that's his guy, though, too. Yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. So I was still pretty pumped that, uh, you know, that he did that. So, all right, hey, 702-586-7857. You can call anytime. Leave a voicemail. Uh, I go through them every week. Uh, we get a ton of voicemails. Uh, we got one for JT, a couple for Devin in here. So uh, let's play these things, and these are the best of the best voicemails of the week. Hey, this is James from uh, Washington. Uh, you're saying Mitch Payton doesn't ever pick up guys from, you know, privateers or whatever. What about Paul Carpenter, 2005, Darcy Lange, 2007, Brandon Jessamine, 2008? That was well after Brandon Jessamine's uh, title he got with Suzuki. And even Ryan Morris in 2009, all the way up to Darren Durham now. I mean, it's kind of what Mitch Payton's known to do. And Backo even does a little bit with Zach Osborne. I mean, uh, Zach Osborne wasn't winning races. He wasn't really doing much. He came over here at a couple podiums, but Lemoyne's got a podium. I mean, not really that big of a difference. So, just want to say you're wrong. And uh, yeah. Okay. So. First of all, first of all, I'm not wrong. Well, I was wrong about Durham. I forgot about Durham, and that's a great point. Durham was a privateer rider for two or three years before Mitch took him up. Uh, Ryan Morris was not a privateer. Ryan Morris had many, many rides with many teams. He was in the in the loop of support team guys, so he, he didn't... Yeah, he lost the title by one point. Yeah. To Talmai yeah, or so, two points or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ryan Morris was a bad example. Um, who else did he name in there? Uh, Darcy Lange. Darcy Lange was an injury fill-in. Right. Okay, so that's different. Injury fill-in's a different deal. As was Matt Walker with an injury fill-in. If you're de- dealing with a rider... Jessamine. Jessamine, he hired Jessamine. Jessamine was full factory for a long time. Yeah, when did he hire Jessman? Oh nine? God, I don't remember. Uh he was on Moto World, he was on Factory Suzuki. So again, Jessman was in the factory bike loop. What I was saying was when was Mitch Payton or Geico pick up a guy like Lemoyne or Dakotas? Once you're deemed to be a privateer, right. you are written off in a lot of cases. And that's why the freeze these guys need to go to 450s and start making money. Um, I feel like his examples, although Durham is a example of where I was wrong. Durham, well, he, he named Paul Carpenter, but the Paul Carpenter was a Cowie deal, and he got pawned off by Cowie to Mitch. So that's not really a fair example. Producer. Yes. Uh, oh, sorry. How's that phone? <laughs> That's good. Hello. Uh, um, yeah, no, it, it, bad examples from this guy. I, I was actually on board with the Paul Carpenter thing, but then I remembered how that went down. So yeah, Carpenter got signed to ride that brand new to the DF, and then Cowie needed to move him, so they sent him to Mitch because he still had a factory Kawasaki contract. Per yeah, say. yeah, another kind of a weird deal. Yeah, another year, but he did do one year in the yeah in the. Uh, so whose fault is it? Is it the factory's fault or is it the rider's fault? I mean, what are they? I mean. I mean, who can you blame? Who? I mean, are they? Is their fault for not riding 450, or should they stay in 250 class and have well, that dream they're going to no, get? No, these guys, Lemoyne, Freeze, Dakotas, they have all told me they want to get rides, you know. And but I don't have the heart to tell them. It ain't going to happen. It doesn't. Once you, you know, I mean, you can get picked up by a Yankee team, but right. you're not getting a Geico because there's kids behind you that are coming in. Right. They're going to get the shot. I hate to say it, and the person 250s is pathetic. So we look at look at. Uh... Freeze last year. He got fourth in points and didn't get anything. 
you know, was yeah. in top five all year. And then, like, you know, they brought up Bichelia. So there's always, you know, I, I agree. There's always that guy coming that yeah, they're just like, yeah, we, we got a guy. Yeah. So where's the line drawn? Does he have to win a race? Do you have to win a race to get picked up? You put yourself consistently on the podium, yeah. that, that changes. But that doesn't happen because you're not. Right. I what? understand. Yeah, no, I'm just saying no, no. Yeah, yeah. that's what, you, that's what? what we're saying the line is drawn. You, can, you get on the podium consistently like Osborne did when he was up there, like being the fastest in practice and, and getting on the podium like he did in 2011. No, 12. And, 2012. You're going to get in there. And, that's going to change things. And this guy, again, he brought up Osborne. What did Osborne have that Lemoyne, Dakotas, Freeze don't don't have? A bitchin' bike. Right. Osborne's bike was on par with those factory bikes. That, so when you're a Lemoyne or a Freeze or whatever, those bikes are good. They're working hard. They prevent you from being on the podium as easily as a Geico bike or a Pro Circuit bike or a Star bike or whatever. So and Osborne won a GP. Like he, he yeah, was telling it. Uh, so we just shot down. I don't think I think the guy's name was James. James, you just got. Owned, as the kids say. Eft. Uh, all right, let's get to some phone calls before we play the rest of the voicemails because uh, John wants to compliment JT, so we have lots of time for John tonight. We do. What's up, John? Well, I just wanted to compliment JT. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the sport, and I've been listening to the show for a long time. And, you know, uh, while JT was racing, I mean, he used to be so angry and all confrontational. Right, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, since he kind of hung up the boots, I mean, he's – you know, he's extremely uh, well-spoken, and he's polished, and he's such an ambassador to the sport. I mean, is that a, directly attributable to the fact that, you know, you're, you're not on the gate every weekend? Or Yeah, I, and I appreciate the kind words. Um, I, I really had a tough time kind of keeping, keeping uh, my emotions in check on race day. <clears throat> I was just really stressed out and nervous, and, yeah, you yeah were, you were it terrible. was just tough. Like, I, I couldn't act normally like I was so worried about all the pressure and all that stuff I let it affect my mood and how I you know treated people and everything so I mean you can I, listen you know, to the archives I think, and I mean I mean it's a noticeable difference and I mean it's just, no for sure I completely agree and I think Steve could tell you if I'm away from the races during even back then like during the week and stuff I was a totally different person but on race day I was just I was a different guy like I was stressed out and and pissed off and all kinds of things so I just think my my normal persona comes out all the time now. Good. I wanted to also uh the uh, Supercross Beyond the Dream show, they you know obviously they profiled Deegan and and his son uh Danger Boy, but they they didn't mention that at that race that he was profiled had the Deegan uh he got protested and tore down and DQ'd because he was running a 63cc uh motor in a in the 50 class. I they somehow left that out and uh, I didn't a know big you boar? guys were right. A big boar. <laughs> oh, you can go on Vital and learn all about it. And yeah, it'll be entertained for you know days. what? Who cares? I mean, I don't know. Like, whatever. How long has that been going on? He's caught. Yeah, Years. like whatever. Like people, I got some tweets about it, uh, John, from people who wanted me to bring it up on the show. And I don't. Don't get me wrong. I don't care that you brought it up. But like, who cares? You know, like I, whatever. I mean, it, like, I agree. I mean, who cares? I mean, it, it was just kind of. Uh, I mean, yeah, it doesn't uh, look good for Brian. Not not a good look for Brian. 
But and I, I mean, I think even to the point where I mean, the cops had to be. I mean, he was he was very upset about it, and I, and I could understand why he would be upset. But and I don't know that it was a big deal. I just thought it was a little bit funny, almost with the with the villain and the big boar. I mean, start him young. I mean, it, I wasn't really <laughs> you know bagging on him. I mean, if he's right. I mean, obviously he's not the only one to uh, you know to to ever line up with, always, with the big boar bike. I always laugh because guys like John call in and talk about how great JT is and. Kiefer, you've got a lot of people who love you on this show, and you know DV got a lot of DV's gotten a lot of people who love him, and and uh, you know uh, different people. Where do I get the credit for discovering you raw gems and molding you guys into these superstars? Where do I get the credit, John, for putting JT, realizing <laughs> that JT had potential for this kind of stuff, and putting him on the show, Kiefer? I mean, I, I said, hey, can you come up and do the show? Right. And, you know, uh, you, and, I would think we just have a show like... like when your, do I get the credit for like being a great talent scout? Like a math... Every time your check comes in the mail. Right. For, from all right. Well, I mean, sponsors. I think credit is due. I mean, um, you know, honestly, as, as, a, as a big fan of, of the sport, my kid races... Um, you know, I often find my, you know, self staying up, waiting for the, you know, the... Uh, the uh, Pro Circuit uh, pulpcast after the race. I mean, this week's were stellar. Last week's, he had a microphone issue, but I, I don't think that really, you, you know, people do appreciate right. how much time and effort that, you know, that you do and how much media you put out there. And guys like me, we, I mean, we, you know, I listen to everything, so I, I do appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, John, do you ever see the movie Ghost? <laughs> um, with, uh, what was it, Demi Moore? Was yeah. That one? Or, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Kiefer, Kiefer and JT are just lumps of clay. Oh and I, I have these guys, and I'm molding them into these beautiful plates. Beautiful You try to spoon word. me with a, with a pottery maker, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to freak out. Right. I'm just saying. I, you know, and he who shall not be named, I got him in here. People it, loved him. We're just going to have a Mathis all-star I'm show. I'm just saying. Like, I just... Who's Whoopi? <laughs> and Mathis, I had your back on that. I mean, I, not long after that kind of came out, I'm one of the ones that retweeted and said that, well, wasn't Mathis the one that was saying, you know, how great Blows was riding on the on the pre-race, you know, broadcast, and, and that it was, you know, really kind of over the top. Uh, I mean, if anybody would have listened to the, to the pre-race podcast, I mean, you, you would have seen that, you know, that there was, n- there was no ill will intended. No. Oh. When do I get the credit though for discovering these guys, Here's John? Di- John, when when do I when do people go? Wow, Mathis, you have a good eye for talent. Uh, I think, like I said, I think when when the check <laughs> shows up in the mail. All right, fair enough. This guy's John. This yeah, guy. it's John. And to go off of John's, not to have a big blow fest of Steve right now, but like, oh, please go, go ahead. Since we're killing time, RV style, we can call Watson <laughs> up and see what he says too. It, we'll call people look forward to things that you do because there's nothing out there like what you put out. You know, uh, you got the show, you got the the podcast, you got the, you know, the commentary. Motor 60, the BTO. I right. Mean, you know, it's, 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 it's something to look forward to. So when you wake up in the morning, you know, Monday mornings, you, you look forward to, f- you know, fucking coffee and, you know, the Pulp Show. That's what people think about. So, you know. It, who, who discovered Entenap and put them out there for the world? Right, right. Which I don't know if that's You're good badass, or bad. You're badass, Steve. That's what you want. I don't know if that's good or bad. Tomorrow morning when I'm, you know, traveling to dealers or, yes, if I, yes. you know, normally when I'm in the office uh-huh. and I'm staring at my computer in the morning and you're petting your basset hounds and drinking coffee, that's your credit. That's when you get the credit. <laughs> yeah, that's huge right there. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of kidding, but uh, thanks, John. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. Hey, um, JT, we got a tweet in here uh, from somebody. Um, 
Hold on one second. Villapoto's now telling me, hey, I'm at the game. Call me. Oh, yeah, boy. okay, bro. I'll do that. Uh, that should be fine. Shouldn't hear much noise at all. Okay. No. Maybe we'll get him on the kiss cam. Yeah. Uh, JT, <laughs> what was JS7 doing different in Toronto? Wheel tapping and then the triple. Remember in Toronto after the finish? Uh, Dunge, Barsha were doing it, but not as fast. What? What was he doing? How tough it was that wheel trip, wheel tap over the. Uh, yeah, he was just he was you know he was going faster because he had to basically wheelie all of them, and then you had to just time it perfectly where you would drop the front wheel in the right exact spots you could triple. Uh, I mean, it, it's just full commitment, you know. Uh, I don't think it's it's not anything that those other guys couldn't do, mm-hmm. but James has the ability to pull stuff like that off with basically no practice time doing it he doesn't need to do it a bunch to have it just completely dialed he can do it once or even not ever and just be like yep okay got to do it here we go perfect yeah I'm like good. that's just something he's good at and those other guys didn't pull the trigger i mean if that was at a practice track and those guys were like okay let me get this a couple times they would do that they could do that every time it's not right. a it's just not something where they're like oh i can't ever do that but he has that unique ability to pull that off without any preparation whenever he feels it's necessary or he needs that extra little bit. All right, let's get to some more calls before we go to commercial. Uh, Chris, what's up, man? You got a question about Weston Pike? Yeah. What's, uh, the, where do you think he'll go next year? Well, JT's got an inside source on this, but he's not cracking. That, that's yeah, cool. I can't, I, it's, not, it's not my place to say yet, but you're going to see, some, you're gonna see some, uh, some news on that soon. Okay, cool. Thanks for that, George. All right, thanks, man. Yeah, so you're saying, JT, that I, I'm out to lunch on that. Um, yeah, I don't think that you would have a way to know yet. We're right. talking about Yoshimura Suzuki, maybe? I don't know. No, I can't really say. I, I'm not. I'm going to get myself in trouble if I even talk about it. But there is there is news on the Weston Pike front. Just right. put it that way. Well, he he deserves something, man. Yeah, he, and, and it's coming his it. way. So yeah. I'm, I'm pumped for him. He's killing it. Will you keep him in fly gear? I don't know yet. Oh, I'm hoping. All right. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Jackson, what's up, man? Thanks for calling the show. Hey, thanks. Hey, I was just wondering if um, correlation between the commenters and the the TV crew changing the camera angles, because it seems like every time we're mid in the middle of you know a battle or something, they change the angles, and then you like you know what I'm talking about, like the overhead stuff. Yeah, they were too yeah, high. They were yeah, too just high like this the year. TV angles. Yeah. Well, they have a they have a rule in broadcasting: show the winner, show the winner, show the checker flags. So that's what they want to do. They want to show people, hey, it's over. Here's the big winner. So that's what they have explicit orders to do. It's not always right, though. You're right; it's sometimes jacked up. Uh, but yeah, no, um, Jackson, the director is in direct communication with all the cameramen. There's a director and a producer in the truck, and they're they're saying camera one, camera four, whatever. They're they're they have a spotter as well to help people. Uh, Gary Hamlin to uh, help people out, um, you know, and they're also talking to the to Ralph and Jeff and whoever in their ear. So it's all, like, lots of communication going on, absolutely. But I know there's a rule, show the checker flag, show the winner when it happens. I think the coverage has been better this year than ever before. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, do you think – people were tweeting me about how we went off on the show last week about the, the them not knowing the, the privateer guys and stuff, and then mm-hmm. now they focused on that. I'd like to take credit for that, but I can't. 
There's no way. You're all about it tonight, huh? Taking credit. No, but did you notice Schmidt no, got an Schmidt. interview? Way got an interview. Albertson got an interview. Right. While yeah. you're on that, hey, hey, JT, do you know if Schmidt wears earbuds when he races? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Because when he did his interview, I noticed that he had his earbuds in, and then it cut, but it started cutting away, but he put his helmet on like he's listening to music while he's racing. I thought that was kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, I knew some. I know some guys do. wouldn't surprise me. Hmm. Pastrana did I know, it, right? I know Heath Vaughn yeah. used to do it. Pastrana did it, yeah. Yeah, Pastrana did it. Yeah, yeah. he fought to do it, and that's why he would never know when people were laughing at him. He had no idea. He couldn't hear him. Right. Right, right. There you go, Jackson, even though you hung up on us. Um, let's uh, power through some of these voicemails. Let's go, Devin. That's all. Thanks. Mathis. Awesome show this week. I have an idea for a new show, as if you didn't have enough going on already. Since Nick Way is awesome... Let's do an hourly show each week with him, or, hell, even a half hour. He's got an awesome on-air personality. He loves jokes. He knows a lot of the history. He's smart. And he's an awesome writer. What do you think? I say go for it. He's already a sponsor. Only more exposure for him, right? And I might be a little biased because I'm a mission boy, and I love Nick Way. Later. Ah, uh, volume issue there. Then I turned it up, and now it's cranked up. Ah, uh, jeez. A lot of problems with this volume. All right, uh, JT, you can vouch for this. It's hard to get Nick Way to, to do a 15-minute interview every week. There is no chance Nick Way sits there for an hour. ADD? There's just yeah, no way. Yeah, it's tough to keep his attention. Yeah, there's no if way. You, if you have his attention, you're you're going to get a, a great interview or, or funny, you know, something funny or whatever, but it's hard to keep it. Yeah. It's it's tough. I mean, it would be a great an hour long with Nick Way would be incredible radio, but he, he's not doing it. There's no way. Yeah. Is Nick? Hey, you know it? what we were talking about the music thing. Um, I was what, actually reading a study thing? the other day. What, what music thing? What the are you earbuds. About? With earbuds, oh, like yeah, yeah. you know Voss yep. and Schmidt and these guys. And the and the study found that listening to music while uh, stre- doing strenuous exercise could increase your endurance by fifteen percent. So it's pretty pretty telling. Well, when I go- um, basically with uh, just the motivational side of it. So look, when I honestly, I mean, you guys are gonna laugh, but you know, when I'm on the elliptical or exercising, I, I talk to people who say they don't put anything in when they're exercising, and I, that blows me away. Like bicycling or running or anything. I think Cian Cirillo just told me that when they bicycle, they bicycle in silence. Hmm. I do too. Yeah, but it, it's a little different though because you need to hear cars. Well, put one earbud in or out, like. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I, but I think that's that, that's a safety thing too. Like I, I've tried to do it, I've done it, but it's dangerous, man. You can't hear a car's coming. Uh, it's I don't know. I'm gonna put some earbuds in when I go to Mrs. Kiefer tonight. See if yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll do it too. Yeah, next time I'm with Pookie, I'll put some, yeah. some earphones in. Right. Um, maybe it'll be better yeah. for everybody. But involved. I never work out or run or do anything without some kind of music playing. No, I can't even imagine. Sometimes I put on like some podcasts and try, it, and I can't. You know, it's just just boring. I just can't get do it. So yeah. Uh, all right, next uh, next voicemail. Hey, Mathis, Gibbs, whoever else is there. Ryan from California. I want to talk about Scott from Virginia from last week. Ripping into Gibbs pretty hard. Felt that for the guy. Gibbs is great. Way better than Tits, in my opinion. That being said, Devin, next time you rip off a comedian's bit, maybe you should do it justice and do it good. Or give the guy some credit. Still love you, Gibbs. But Louis C.K. does a way better job at getting that flying bit out. And Adam Entenep, awesome. Have him on more. Great guy. The show, fellas. Keep up. 
Thanks. Did you take Did you take a Louis C.K.? No, I know what he's talking about. I did, but did I didn't. I did, but I didn't. When you were complaining about your Delta issue. United. United. Yeah, that's right. JTU's Delta. Uh, I, I was saying you're going to get fans who are going to get mad at you and send you a message. And one of the lines I used was Louis C.K.'s line that he did in one of his specials. I want to say Chewed Up it was that he did, 2008. Um, but, yeah, no, I know exactly. Once he said... We don't rip off comedians. I knew exactly where he was coming from. I don't rip off comedians. I just I used his bit for my point. Okay. Right. But thank you. I have fans and haters, so it means I'm doing something right. Yeah, like Barsha. Barsha yeah. thanked his fans tonight, JT, and said thanks to the haters. When, yeah. Before he left. Yeah. Everybody has both, or yeah. at that level. I think uh, I think you're not doing uh, you're doing something right if you got a few people who don't like you. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Steve, it's raining yellow. You're going to be proud of me. I see that Stewart's on, uh, I think it's DXMS or something like that radio. I'm not even going to listen to it. I'm not going to try and call. I'm loyal to the Pulp and Mech show. You put me on every week, so uh, the least I can do is not call and uh, not listen. You and can listen to DMXS, everybody. There's no – people like to think there's this big feud. They're on Wednesdays. We're on Mondays. We have different uh, partners. You can listen to DMXS, Rating Yellow. It's okay. No one, you know – when you started all this, did you get to pick the day? Yeah. So you're smart and pick Monday because it's the first day. I was of... like, shit, yeah, the race just happened. Right. I would have picked Sunday if I knew I could have guaranteed it. Absolutely, you know, but right. Yeah. No, I want to get the people that just raced, you know? Yeah, good day. So, yeah. And uh, I'd like to know what he says, but uh, it is what it is. It's all about Pulpit next. So I'd be happy to hear that. And I used uh, Pulpit. I, I got, I'm getting my motor back. And I ordered a Works Connection um, hour meter through BTO. Used both the Mex coupons, so I'm doing everything right by my man Steve Mathis. So, raining yellow. Hopefully, it rains yellow in St. Louis, and uh, talk to you Monday. Please put a muzzle on Gavin. Holy hell, that kid talks and it just utters dumbness. Dumbness. <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll we'll put a muzzle on Gavin when we yeah. figure out who the fuck is Gavin. When we find when, when we find Gavin, we'll we'll yeah, we'll muzzle him. I think he's listening to Bush. Yeah. Mm. Hey Steve, what's happening, buddy? It's Sweeney. Hey, I just got done listening to your very on point rant about the uh, announcers on uh, Supercross, not knowing enough about the uh, also rants and the guys in the back. 100% on point. I just wanted to throw in that uh, an idea for Fox Sports, what they could easily do is just include the rider's Twitter handle or social media info when they're talking about them, just like they do when you're watching cable news. You get, you know, uh, whoever the announcer is on cable news, you get their Twitter handle so you can follow them. They could also, the announcers, just kind of look at what uh, the riders are doing on social media that day before the race and kind of talk about that, kind of show some of their posts, just like Diana does, you know, when she's telling people over and over and over to, uh, you know, pound that SEC on Fox hashtag and that kind of thing. So I think it would be real easy for the producers to do, just delve into the social media world, connect the audience with the riders through the social media, and just let them build on that, let the, uh, let the audience kind of find out about that. So. Anyways, just figured I'd throw that out there for you, man. Uh, awesome show on Monday night. Just now catching up to it. But uh, all good. Thanks, man. All great points. Absolutely. I like what they're doing with the privateers. It's good. And uh, we, 
Wygant knows the producer and the director, Bondo, of the races. He said he's going to make an Entenap interview happen. Jenny's going to interview him. I hope he just... Oh, that's going to be epic. I hope he's like how he is normally. I hope he doesn't like try to get all proper. No, no, I think he'll be how he is. Okay. Oh, he's going to go with it, for sure. Um, he got three Subway gift cards from you fans in St. Louis. <laughs> oh, shit. That's cool. Yeah, three cards. And he have to sign some sandwiches, too? Sign some sandwich wrappers and everything. It's fantastic. Rapper for a rapper. All right, let's wrap these voicemails up. Hi, you guys, and great show as always. Thank you. I have to listen on the archive, but it's better not getting to listen at all. Hey, I have a question for JT, though. I notice that when he answers or gives comments, he is extremely careful not to make anybody angry, not cause any hard feelings, or say anything controversial that could ever be held against him. And it seems like such a strong feeling or way he does this. I would love to know the story where he learned to do that or what he said the day he got in such deep shit, his life almost ended over. Um, it just seems like such a strong urge coming from him that it's very noticeable. Anyway, love you guys. Thank you. Bye. Waffle, 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 waffle. No, he's, he's right. I, it's, I didn't get in trouble. I'm just trying to keep myself out of trouble. Uh, I just... You know, my, my real job with Fly, you know, it's it's important to me, and I can't, you know, I can't piss people off and I can't upset, you know. It, it has far-reaching tentacles, really, with from riders to dealers to uh, other vendors that I work with. It's just so many people that if you say anything, if you take, you know, a serious stance on anything, it seems like you're going to offend someone. So, Have you had people tell you, like, why do you do anything with Mathis? That guy's a, du- a douche. No. Huh. Oh, okay. All right. No, I just I've seen it before. If you if you make a if you have a strong opinion about anything, you're going to piss someone off. Yes. So that that's really what I'm worried about is is I don't want ever want someone to be like, oh yeah, I don't want to do business with him or that company or anything because of something I said. That that's something I have to stay away from. Kiefer, what's the biggest mess you've got yourself into? The Tony Alessi story. Yeah, Tony. Um, I don't know if anybody knew that, but I and I did the thing on Mike and you did, uh, like, feature mag. In, in I did it, yeah, a feature on 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 Mike and Tony, the whole family. And at the end, you know, he said he wants to read the transcript before we we right. put it in the print. And, and for our end, we can't do that legally. But as a friend, I can kind of see him bringing him a hard copy and be like, here, yeah. here it is. Well, he got pissed off at me one time because he didn't see it and he thought there was some stuff in there that could hurt. Mike's career, which there wasn't, and well, that kind of backfired a little bit, but not in the sense where the magazine was pissed off. It's just Tony was more pissed off, and Mike was actually really cool about it, and he was he he thanked me and called me and said it was a great interview and thought it was bitching, but you know Tony just jumps to conclusions sometimes and thinks you know. I, I've had people say, "Hey, can I read it after you're done?" Nope. Right, and that's nope. the basic. No thing. way. I, I've ha- I, I've had that happen before. Where someone at Racer X has given somebody something that I've written, and right. it's come back to me, and I'll be like, I'll be like, I'm done, I'm done. That is what I handed in. If you would like to edit it, right, and you go ahead. And but. I keep my, you keep your voice record, you know, for a little while. I keep all my stuff. I funny story. I I didn't until Weston Pike, right, three years ago. I wrote something, and he denied that he said it, and I had deleted the voicemail. Yeah, and I was like, look, I told the person who was pissed. I'm like, that's what he said. I transcribed it. I, what do I? I don't even know Weston Pike. At that point, I didn't know Weston. Right. And I'm like, I'm not out to get him. Why would I put that in there? I don't even know the kid. He's riding well. I did a story. And you know Weston. He's pretty blunt. He's not scared to say something. Yeah. So they had told people like, hey, Mathis, I didn't say that. And I was like, look, 
he said it, but I'm not in the middle of it. What a, you know, I'm not going to get in the middle of it. So since then, I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep my, I kept them, I keep them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, and I do too. And yeah. and coming from the magazine world too, like like JT, you wanna, you don't want to piss anyone off. You you don't want to stay like totally, you know, Switzerland and neutral. But you know, you got to treat everyone pretty fair. And of course, everyone has their favorites. You know, I have, you know. I got to wear all different kinds of gear and photos, but you know I have my favorites, and you just you can't put it on blast all the time, you know. Yeah. No, it's it's not like I don't have opinions. I mean, right. Steve knows when we talk in private. I I'm not scared to put it out there, but I have to be careful too. Like you know, I have so many things going on that unfortunately this industry has a, I, a tendency to take things personally. Right. So I can't believe you don't careful. you can't make a living on what I pay you. Like really, seriously. <laughs> And it's, it's like uh, people on the outside too. It's like, would what would you know the the company that you work for? Would you talk bad about the company that you work for, or favor some other company that's in direct, mind, you know, competition with you? You wouldn't do it. So it's the same thing. Where's the great radio, bro? Uh, I think I think Devin's got that. Uh, do you? Nope. Know. Oh, you don't? Nope. That's so sad. We could just have him call in. Yeah. And do it. Great radio. All right, bro. let's finish these voicemails up. And she went to come to Washington. So I was just kind of wondering, uh, what are the chances like Troy, Troy Designs will step up another 450 program for Supercross and maybe try to keep Cole Seeley? Because I know they're tight. They obviously have a regular relationship with Cole. Keep maybe that like, Cole Seeley on a 450 all year or Cole Seeley and Malcolm Stewart as teammates for a 450 all year. Could they step up and run East Coast or is that just out of their budget where they can't do it. And maybe Honda wants them to just do 250 because it's like another satellite team for them. But I was thinking, like, maybe they could run Cole Seeley and Michael Stewart all year. They're really good along with those two guys and have a good bond with them. And they could obviously both run top five, at least top ten, if not top five, at podiums. I don't know, it's kind of a thought. And uh, and if you're wondering, yes, I am drunk. I was getting high. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, check, okay, so- I check with Tyler Keefe. By the way, how many times do you get reckon- or mixed up with Tyler Keefe? Kiefer? Uh, Kiefer? Yeah, all the time. Like, he, he thinks people think it's Kiefer. I'm Keefe. So, yeah. Yeah, you guys. I texted him with Tyler Keefe about this, and we talked about it earlier. Right. There's no plans for them to do the whole series. It's right. just not going to happen. Is that guy saying the na- outdoor nationals have Sealy and. Malcolm on 450, is that what he's saying? Yeah, why don't they both get both – why doesn't they get hired by Troy Lee back to the full series 450s indoors and out? First of all, the guy is smoking crack because there's no way Sealy's getting on the podium outdoors. He said top five. No, just no way. No, I agree. No. Nope. I think he was talking about those guys on 450 next year in Supercross, they could get top five. To me, like outdoor uh, – just going back to outdoors, uh, Malcolm would uh, – I think Malcolm has a better chance of getting top five than Cole. I, I mean – JT said he could see Cole on factory Honda. I, I just – he's – I mean, Supercross is more important. It, it's definitely more important, and and Cole is great at that. But, man, he, his outdoor – I mean – It's atrocious. It's not atrocious. Come on. It's he, pretty bad. It's not atrocious. He's a top 10 guy. And 250. And then it's 10 to 15th, though, you know? He's, yeah. he's never on the podium. And you go into a 450 with all the, the big guns, you know, look how many guys can, can run – the top five are fast. There's no way. I, I gotta see. I, I still think he's got a shot at that deal. They always come back to him. He's always done well when he's got the opportunity to ride that bike. They could get him cheap. I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I just it, if that did happen, I'd be like, oh, okay, yep, 
No problem. I think this coming outdoors is big for Cole Sealy. Really big. For sure it is. Yeah, yeah. Of course really. it is. Yeah. He's got to really step up. And winning this title. Yeah. Also. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, so I just heard the voicemail that the hater left about Devin, and I just thought I would call to say Devin is left about Devin, and I just thought I would call to say Devin is killing it. <laughs> hey, Steve, I have a couple questions. Good job, Gavin. Killing it. Yeah, good job, Gavin. Good job, Gavin. We're going to find Gavin, that motherfucker. Questions for you. Number one, my guys hurt like Frock Tickle. I was wondering if his mechanic, like Berluti, do they go to the race still to help out with some other things, or does Berluti just hang back uh, at the race shop and take care of some other stuff there? Number two, uh, Seven Deuce Deuce. Is he going to race into the outdoors? I haven't heard anything about that. I'd like to know if he's going to be racing some of the Nationals or maybe all of them. And uh, other than that, Stewie's looking good. He's on a roll. I think he's a change rider this year. i got to agree with your early predictions in the season. There's something different about him. He's mellowed out. And uh, back to the seven deuce deuce. So a big fan, man, up here in Pennsylvania. Went to Toronto. Watched him put it in the main up there. That was really awesome. He was so close this weekend, man. I was really bummed. But uh, hopefully he puts it in the main next weekend. Thanks for the Pulp MX, Steve. See ya. People love Seven Deuce Deuce. He's supposed to do the outdoors, JT. Do you know? I think he is. I think he's trying to is work he, it out. He didn't do it last year. Yeah, he's trying to work it. He said he's trying to make it work. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure he wants to. There's just no money in it. so Yeah, yeah. Makes it tough. But Petty, when, you're living, when you're living off your purse money, life gets hard. But Teddy Parks does the outdoors. Yeah, yeah. but I, I I don't know. He yeah, didn't, yeah. He didn't do it last year. That's all I'm going off of. Right, so. right, right. Okay. Hopefully he does. All right, let's, uh, let's finish with these things. Yeah, we got we got. Well, you put porn on? Wow! No, he's imitating the fly racing commercial. I know, but at the beginning it was getting sketchy. At the beginning, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, no, no, I liked it. I like our listeners. That's awesome. Um, I like Herb too. All right, hey, let's let's transition. I think we got a few more voicemails, but let's transition to our next guest. We can't keep him waiting. Much longer. Uh, he's coming off a strong St. Louis. I had to write a glowing column about him today. That's up tomorrow on RacerX Online. Uh, Mafia Moto Crew. Pulp Crew saves you 20% off, by the way. Here is the CEO of Mafia Moto Crew. Nick Way. What's up, guys? Chilling. Villain. Uh, how's, how's, how's everything with you? Oh, not bad, not bad. You share any hotel rooms this weekend, or did you pay for one? No, nah, bro. I stayed in the truck. Well, I, I got a hotel. Actually, I because I, uh, you guys were talking about how you went on Priceline. Yeah. Because like, I'm kind of like not that dude who's going to get into something he's not so sure about. <laughs> uh, so I, 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 I was, went out of my comfort zone and hit the Priceline. I got like four stars or something. How many stars is it out of? Five? Four? Five. Five five's the highest. Yeah. So it was like four star, and it was uh, downtown. Um, it, so obviously it just tells you where you're it's gonna go yeah no like he doesn't say where that, you're gonna go so thank you for, I, thank you for telling I just, us price I, line. I went i went on your guys's advice booked it sent me to the um missouri athletic club it was like i stayed in my grandparents basement dude shack <laughs> shack carpet it was like and it was like four star and it's like because it's best in like one of the higher stars no it is four stars usually yeah. pretty legit that's what i always and, go and for it, I mean, it wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't terrible. It was just super dated. It was like, 
It was like a club. It was a country. But you got what you got to do. You got to look at the approval rating, and then you can you can kind of figure out where you're going to go based off that. So you got to you got to kind of work the system a little bit. Well, did you name your price or did you express deal it? No, dude. I'm not going to get into all that. I'm not going to name my price. That seems like a lot of work. No, it's easy, bro. Yeah. That seems like a lot of work. I, was, I wasn't trying to like get all crazy. I was just trying to experience the the price line game, which you know, first experience, not so good. But no, I'll give you a little learning. tutorial. Weekend. Yeah, I'm learning. Uh, RV is supposed to be on. He said he'll come on after this hockey game that he's at. Even though he was scheduled for the show, he decided to go to a hockey game instead. So we may or may not have RV on if this game ends before we get done. So, uh, yeah. Why well, me being on here is it's all. Only valid if RV's on here? No, 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 no. I I had told you that you were going to be on with RV, so I was wondering if you knew or if I had to explain this to you. I said that you were going to be on with RV, so I was. Yeah, just... no, I heard. I heard. Uh, when do you when do you set up my station for autographs at the Mafia Motor Crew truck? This is true. You did get uh, actually you, you um, one person got uh, an autograph from from Steve. Yep, and then. Actually, I signed this kid's shirt, and then the guy said, um, can you sign my kid? Can you sign my kid's shirt, Steve? We could be like you someday. I swear to you, and you, like, blew him off like you thought he was kidding. <laughs> I'm just I, – I knew that this blew your mind. I knew this blew your wig back. Might have been the most amazing thing. Did you cool guy someone? I didn't cool guy someone on purpose. I had no idea what he's talking about. But Yeah, he, didn't, he really was, like, blown away that this guy was caring. You uh, – you you told I did, I did I did witness an autograph signing. You told everybody to stop what they were doing and look at Mathis right now. That's what you told everybody around. Because because uh, a lot of people were sweating me about sleeping on the floor. Although I didn't sleep on the floor, I just was chilling. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I mean I don't know. I mean clearly you made a big deal of it on the show or something. So I was getting sweated about sleeping on the floor. Literally literally I told that. Um, his name Preston Mole, the younger kid who's riding the 450 class right now. He rides the West Coast. Yeah, Yamaha. I saw him coming in, and he had like a little duffel bag and goggle, or his, his gear was just hanging out the top of it. I said, "That gear bag up your street cred." So he's just doing it. He said, and then I heard someone else say, "Dude, that guy's slept on the floor." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's is serious right now. Why are you sleeping on the floor? You're a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Nick White slept on the floor in Toronto last week with us. Keep really? Up. Yeah, yeah. I got a cool story. Like, I was testing. I've been testing, you know, and I, we heard, you know. Cool story, the, bro. Yeah, thanks. Okay, we'll no. be the judge of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I went into, you know, we're doing shootouts. I went to change. You went to go and some change some stuff at the Cowie truck. And I go, hey, man, I need, I need some Nick Way on my forks. And the dude didn't even hesitate, walked right up to my forks, gave me two clicks. I was out. Stop it. Out. Oh, no way. Yep. It was a Ryan – was it uh, Ryan Holiday? Yeah. No. 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 Is that, that who it was? No, it wasn't. But the dude knew exactly, exactly <laughs> what I want. to so say. give me the Nick Way on the fork. He's like, all right. Two clicks. I boom. Uh, start taking your subframe off to get that shock out. <laughs> <laughs> give me the Nick Way. Hold on. Let me pull your motor. If you if 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 say, give me a Nick Way, and the dude grabs a 14T handle and a 6mm Allen, that means it's a shock change. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. That's awesome. Yeah, it was bitching. Two clicks, always. The eternal search for two clicks, Nick. Well, Suck it, bro. You got an interview on TV this week. That was impressive. Then yeah, you... I got a haircut today because my, my – uh, 
I got my hair cut in Orlando a few weeks ago because my wife, she is a professional hair cutter, but she does not practice. <laughs> and she's really, it's very hard to get a haircut around here. Um, so I got my haircut in Orlando at the mall and then on TV, you know, no one was down there. I was hanging by myself. Didn't have a, didn't have a mafia hat. I'm trying to sell hats, you know, but didn't have one for the TV interview. So I'm selling this haircut, super cuts, wherever it was, the mall. So I finally got, well, the good thing of it is I got my haircut today from the pro, in-house pro. So I'm feeling good about it. Oh, okay. All right. And a really good story. Yeah. <laughs> now, now you know. Um, and then you won the LCQ. So you got another TV. Yep. You got an in-stadium interview. JC, how was the whip? Uh, I haven't seen. Was it on TV or on? I haven't seen the race on TV. On. Oh, on the finish line. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty decent. Okay, I actually thought no, you were no. gonna crash. It was on the triple, bro. It was on the triple. Yeah, yeah, the triple. Uh, it was Nicole sweet. said another another critic of my uh, whip skills, Nicole. Yeah. What, oh, the the one before the 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 turn you took Dungey out in. Ooh. No, the wall. <laughs> the wall. <laughs> The triple before the wall, but I just actually did. Uh, I just reviewed some tape of the the Dungey accidental takeout, but he did crash very hard. Yeah. He did. He did. Uh, we yeah. have a voicemail for you with a guy criticizing your whips. He said, "Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, all right. Let's see it. Was it uh, Todd Gendra? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, 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 it's it's in there. I, I feel like you, it is, is it not playing oh, right okay. now, or where? No, it's not playing right now. Um, Let's see if we can play it. All right, let's did you really it. not get one? No, I really did. Hold on. we got to go through maybe a few here or a second. We Mathis, go. Nate from Ohio. What was going on with Nick Way's whips this that weekend? Awesome. Or I guess you could call them whips. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he went back to the 90s and forgot how to or what. But also, bench racing question. Is it a little bit? Nate from Ohio, what is up with your whips? I don't know. That, guy, that guy's uh, the the tone of his voice and his intelligence level on which I was uh, picking up right there, not credible. <laughs> He's clearly a student of the sport. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Nick just wanted to know. Nate from I mean Nate just wanted to know. Hey, I'm just trying to put butts in seats, dude. Trying to sell some Kawasaki's. Trying to give the fans what they want to see. Yeah, I came back from the last chance walking back and reading Nordim's coming back through, and I said, "You're welcome." I just sold some Cowies. <laughs> <laughs> um, good St. Louis for you though, eleventh place, and you and you. I said after the race that you were sixteenth or seventeenth. Well, the, the official stats had you twentieth place after lap one. So because I made that's because I made some trick moves. I was twenty second at some point. Right, right. So even better, catching and passing a lot of guys and uh, finishing eleventh. Yeah, I mean it's just uh, it's pretty it's pretty embarrassing that we're amping up in eleventh, honestly. But I think I felt like I rode pretty decent. So hopefully I can do better this week. Kiefer, do you feel like it's embarrassing to hype up an 11th in a 450 Supercross class? No, it's killer. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. I've noticed, too, Nick rides way better in the mains than he does in his semis. Yeah, yeah. I, my uh, my biggest critic, a.k.a. my wife, also says that she actually – I got uh, she doesn't attend a lot of events, but I, I did get a real ass chewing at, uh, Pon- at Pontiac, Detroit. Detroit? After the semi. After the semi, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, though, Kiefer, you know, you don't want to go to the last chance. So you're like, if I ain't going to win this semi, like, dude, I'm just trying to get in the top five, whatever. Uh, don't tell Barsha that. <laughs> yeah. JT, JT had no problem going to the LCQs. It was his time to shine for the most part. Oh, yeah. Sometimes yeah. you got to do it. He, he did crush it a lot. He, he, he sent a lot of good guys packing. 
JT, did, did you ever tank a semi to get to the LCQ? No. <laughs> Definitely not. That takes some balls. <laughs> you, not intentionally. You were going to take the qualifying spot. I tanked plenty of semis, but it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> Nick, where do you stand? JT and I and Keith for a big argument earlier in the show here. Where do you stand on Justin Barsha? Uh, he's in qualifying spot. Two turns to go. He puts a classic Supercross block pass. It's on, not a Supercross pass. It's a Supercross no pass on Weston Pike. Pike's very angry. JT feels like Justin should have been like, hey, we're all qualifying. We're all good. Two turns to go. Kiefer and I feel like, hey, bro, Supercross racing, man. Nothing wrong with that. No, where, where, got, I'm just saying you don't. You have to leave the guy room. That's all. Awesome. Where do you stand on that? Well, I mean, it's it's like it's up to each rider how they want to how they want to race because it's obviously they're they're going to be there's going to be a day in which they're going to get raced the way they race others, obviously. So, um, I saw that on TV. I was actually like to see what I, I was actually pretty close to those dudes. I was in fifth. I was hoping one of them were going to crash and going to make it out of the heat. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like, I mean, obviously, Barsha did not need to, like, kind of make that pause and an extra, like, yeah, I just passed you, buddy. But uh, that's kind of just how he rolls. I mean, the second math got passed. He almost got passed back. Dungey almost passed both of them. But, I mean, honestly, that's that's kind of just a little bit too much attitude for the situation. Yeah, but the question I mean, is... If, like, if it was the last turn for the win or something in the main and you were, like... Wanting to make sure this dude didn't square you up in the last corner, so you're like mess him up, you know. But maybe not for whatever second and third in the heat, which top four made it, you know. I don't know. I feel in my book, but what, whatever. Weston Poe. Some people did, just don't think about that. Weston Poe did the same shit though. To if that was Barsha right there, and Weston was behind Barsha. My, no, I agree with you. So now you're yeah. speculating on what Weston would have done. That's what we do. We speculate here. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like Weston would have done that as pissed off as he was. <laughs> I don't know if I don't. I don't know. It had to have been like. I mean, because I don't know if that that particular maneuver was enough to like. Right. Get as mad as what Pike was acting like he was. Maybe Pike might have said something right away, and then and then Barsha got lippy at him, like kind of treated him like, yeah, whatever. Who are you, bro? I'm, I'm assuming that's what kind of got him so mad. Oh yeah, I think there was a headbutting incident. I think that was after the shoulder, though, right? Yeah, you know, I'm saying, you know, like the fighting, like in the tunnel, was probably because there was a retaliation and it went back and forth a bit. Right. Oh no, I was right there. There was no fighting in the tunnel. It was uh, no, but they like Barsha, Weston was ready Barsha to get got, down. Barsha got off. Of his, I don't even know that there was there wasn't even that close to anything going on. It was Barsha got off of his bike. And, well, like Weston rode in front of Barsha. Went to the tunnel, got off of his bike, was looking back at like us <laughs> pulling off the track. Barsha took like two steps toward the tunnel, saw Wesson was waiting for him, took like six quick steps back toward the podium. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that went. I was ready. <laughs> like I'm gonna go to the tunnel. Oh wait, no, I'm not. I've, now I've got to yeah, go. It was to like the... a, it, it was like a, a line drill in basketball camp. <laughs> like, all right, gotta go back this way. Two steps this way. Bam. I'm going to make a quick cut and head right back to the gate. Where's Gallagher at? I'm going to hang out by him. <laughs> There's no way I want anything to do with going into that tunnel right now. Uh, pretty, pretty much. Uh, the Pike Camp definitely set a roadblock out. MafiaMotoCrew.com. We got Nick Way on the line. Uh, Pulp Crew saves you 20% off. And uh, 
selling shirts like crazy. I saw a bunch this weekend again in St. Louis. She must be just rolling in the dough from, from Mafia Motor Crew sales. Yeah, it's going pretty good. That's I, good. I'm, yeah. I'm working on making some new T-shirts and hats and different patches and stuff. And it's been cool. I mean, it's, it's cool to see people wearing it and people into it. A lot of people like tweeting me about whatever. So it's, yeah. it's been fun. Sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. It, it, it helps us get to the races, too, so I appreciate it. Can we get one sort of like maybe with a Pulp Mech show, Mafia Motor Crew sort of uh, theme, like, uh, you know, like Mafia Motor a collaboration. Crew. Collaboration. Yeah, a collab. Uh, Mafia Motor Crew and, and listens to Pulp Mech Show. Why don't you? Or, or I don't know. We're, well, I'm like kind of. I'm kind of selling image here, and I don't know. You're kind of just not. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not what? Image. You're just kind of not selling image right now. I signed autographs, bro, at St. Louis. No. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not saying you're not famous. I think famous people. people sh- you're not you're not selling Toronto Maple Leaf sweatshirts, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I disagree, JT. Uh, I know how much you think fashion is your thing, but I I just don't see it. <laughs> you guys are bastards. Um, hey Nick, uh, give me an idea. Although I do I do appreciate you wearing the shirt of the race and make your shirt specific. They're, they're the Steve Speck. Yeah, no, for sure. I enjoy. I, I think. I think I'm selling shirts. I'm giving you lots of billboard space. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, yep. Hey, uh, the quad over the table that Brayton was doing. Um, James said he did it once. RV said he did it, but then he couldn't do the triple triple. You're out there on the track. How gnarly was that, or wasn't it? Or I was very surprised that Brayton's the only guy that busted it out. What do what'd you think? Well, on that? I think there's a bit of like apprehension about doing some big jumps because. As soon as you they see something go on, they're gonna knock a takeoff down. Really? Yeah. I mean, in my mind, like mm-hmm. I text Prater and ask him if he's gonna knock that takeoff or that lip down for the night shows, so I could wrap my head around getting over it. <laughs> All right. Was there some changing going on this weekend on the jumps? Because I heard someone tweet say someone changed the jumps for the heat races too. Um, that that rhythm lane where after the finish line, where like most of the guys start going on the tabletop off. Yeah, for the for the night show, they drove the dozer side like, uh, I guess not the opposite, perpendicular to the way the riders went. Yeah, and it made and it made like a little lip on the off because that's why people were trying to get over it because you couldn't get off of it in practice. Hmm. Do you do you think so that's a good idea? Once they they kind of like put that lip. They didn't necessarily build a lip per se, but right, they right. made the they made it off like way. Way easier. It's funny how so, little you guys need out there to to help you, like how little. Yeah, literally, yeah. literally you can go like a two inch, three inch lip on one of those takeoffs, and you're dialed. Jake, oh yeah, Larry Brooks used to do this on the reg. Yeah. Yep. On the reg. On the reg. Oh, okay. Like regularly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the JT hates hates when these guys make uh, track changes in between practices, and I agree with him. Uh, Freaking dangerous. What do you think of that practice, Nick? What do you, what, uh, when they, all the only thing they make is those little, they made those little things on the 90s this weekend, right? Yeah, but they, I, I'm talking about when they add, like, lips onto the end of tabletops and stuff like that, and they don't tell anyone. And they also, honestly, like, it, honestly, it wasn't a lip, but I saw, like, I, when I walked, when I rode over the finish line after the heat race, I was like, okay. Yeah, was, that, that one, that one I didn't the think was, on was the a side. big deal. Yeah. I was more yeah. talking about, it, I think it's dangerous, for one, when they don't tell people, like they did at San Diego. And then when they, well, they changed the they track in between practices, 
They changed the tracking between practices and. Okay, you go ahead. I'm gonna let you talk. Where, <laughs> where at on San Diego? I'll just hit me, hit me with a for instance. On the first rhythm section, they added a whip on the end of one of, like the tabletop that you guys are quadding out of. Where yeah, Albertson hit they, the wall. But the thing was, is like no one ever went over that thing. Oh, don't tell Adam and Enigmap and Nick Schmidt that because they they cased it and flipped over the bars. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't like when they do, like, they add those bumps in between time practices because it, and the same with uh, Toronto, when they steepened up the jump that comes onto the first turn because it basically ruins one of the practices. Like, the times are all different. Yeah, yeah, no, I see that. I mean, it was still faster, I think, but. Yeah, but just yeah. stuff like that, like, they, you know, if you had a really good practice, it's basically, like, no good anymore when they do stuff like that. Yeah. So that it, they don't yeah. say anything to you guys as far as if they change it in practice and the times still count for the same time, even though the, the track's changed? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they may much. say something at times, but the, the times are all, you know, ruined and they don't do anything about it. Oh, that seems like yeah. Sure. I mean, but it's the same. Like, uh, like obviously the untimed practice doesn't count, but the first time practice is like the, the most out of shape the track's going to be all day. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yep. So it's kind of but like, it's still got to be like you would never see any other form of racing. They would never do that. Like NASCAR, they're not going to just go throw a chicane in in between time qualifying. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I mean, I guess at the same time, there's only so much time that you can make adjustments to the track. Make them. Don't. I don't think you have to do it after the first untimed, or don't do it at all. Exactly. Do not do it in I between think, the time. Practices. I think, but at, but that they have no. It goes right into the. T- un- no, the they've, been, uh, they've been. They've been. They've been working on the track. They've been working on the track oh, because really? they've only been running two two fifty pra- or four fifty practices. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, because I'm up that. there in the press box, being like, uh, "Yeah, let's go, guys. Come on, get out there." Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because I know that that was like. A lot of their uh, complaint before about like not having time. Not to having do this. time. Yeah, yeah. I'm even okay with it for the the night show, like changing it for that, as long as they tell everyone. Yeah, like well, like tell I think they did. Two where they took that the diagonal jump out, so you could go like three, three down that one rhythm lane closest to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As long as you tell people, that's fine. Yeah, yeah they I told everybody about that, like while we were waiting, I guess. But that was yeah, one yeah. where you could see it from where you're watching the lights. Before we rode or whatever, too. But right, wasn't there a race too where Langston just ate shit? They changed. Yeah, Orlando, <laughs> two thousand and six. They made a change. Five or six. He just, he just weeded himself. Pro circuit. Yeah, race. triple yeah. out of the first turn. Jeez. They they weighed the face down on the takeoff of the triple and didn't tell anyone. And he just freaking took off and was way short and just grenaded himself. <laughs> he was not happy with Dirtworks. No, I bet. Well, Nick Way, Houston this weekend. What's your thoughts about it? Are you and how much are you looking forward to the week off, like I am? Uh, I mean, I'm not that into the week off. I mean, it seems like we've been getting after it, so we might as well just keep going. But, oh, okay. uh, but yeah, I mean, going into Houston, I remember maybe the first time I ever raced in Houston was when you were my mechanic, Mathis. Oh no! Please, remember, no, uh, stop it! It was, it. Don't... It was Houston Astrodome, and I remember I was going to go there because. Because of the Bad News Bears. <laughs> bad News Bears played like their title game in the you, you, Houston Astrodome. You almost fired me that night. That was a bad night for I'm my flip-flops. I'm not even talking about me. I'm not even talking about me. We On the track walk, though, JT wore flip-flops, and his flip-flops broke. His, 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 his <laughs> dirt was tacky, dirt, the dirt was tacky, and his flip-flop blew off. 
like it blew off between the toe, so he had to like uh, do a quick 180 and head back to the pits with one shoe. <laughs> he, walked, he walked the star straight with uh, one shoe. That's one awesome. How do you remember what JT's flip flops did at Houston 02? Well, I mean, have you ever seen anybody else wear flip-flops on a track walk, let alone have the flip-flop DNF? That's how I remembered. <laughs> Good boy. Like shoeless Joe Jackson. Before. Oh, yeah. Shoeless JT. Um, oh, it, was, it, was, it was a careless, it was a uh, carefree weekend for JT. Clearly, he had a good a good race. I knew who was working on your bike, so I knew I was good for at least one spot. Do you feel like I would have been maybe profiled in, a, in an FMF unsung hero, Nick, for you? Um, I saw Unchanged that. Unchanged clutch. But, <laughs> Shut up, JT. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick, are you going to go do all outdoors? Uh, I'm not planning on it right now, but I'm starting to feel stronger, and I'm entertaining the idea. But I need to, I need to make sense of it. Quit sleeping on the floor; you'll feel a lot better. <laughs> so, as of right now, what are you going to do? What, what rounds are you doing? Uh, as of right now, I'm not doing any of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Alessi is uh, doing Glen Helen and then going to Canada, though. That was news that broke this weekend. I heard he was splitting, so that, splitting his time back and forth. Uh, I saw that. So, so, so he's going to race Glen Helen, and if he wins, and then he's still going to go to Canada, and then if Canada's super lame with the race that he goes to, then he's going to come back? I don't know. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that, is that what he's thinking? I think thinking? wherever they win, uh, Canada or um, – oh, Ducks just scored over time to win. <clears throat> Ryan Villapoto coming up soon, folks. Um <laughs> Wherever he does better, I think that's where he goes. I, I, I don't know. I cannot believe that they're thinking about going to Canada. I love Canada. I'm Canadian, but that's... That has something to do with the Davy thing and, uh, and the Tony thing, I right? Don't, I don't know. That's what I would I assume. I don't think so. I don't know. It's ridiculous. You can go to Canada, though, Nick. You better watch what you say. You're about to get choked anyways. Why? What do you mean? I don't know. It seems like it's a sensitive subject, you and Alessi's, and where they're racing and... Who's, who's pulling lasers and whatnot. It seems like you get the brunt of the backlash. <laughs> I did build Kyle Cunningham's goggles for him this weekend. Nice. You're yeah. back in. Working my way back in. We've got a question for you, Nick, from a, from a listener. You want to take it? All right. Hey, is this Nate with the whips? This is Nate with the whips. So, na- <laughs> Bro, <laughs> Nate, come on, man. <laughs> Hey, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to dog on you. I was just—I didn't know if you were just doing it for fun or if that was all you had. No, let's be real. They're bad. <laughs> yeah, they're not very good. So that was pretty sick. It's okay. Well, you're, you're still a boss. Right but um, I just had a question. What was it like when you rode for J Law's team, being as though he wasn't there for like much of the year? I mean, did you still we still able to do? It was a, it was a, it was a real beer. Yeah, it was an exercise in in uh, concentration. That's for sure. There was a lot of stuff going on. And the peripherals is on the side of and in the truck and whatnot. And definitely, uh, definitely, there was a whole lot of like for running there was a whole, Yeah, there was like zero percent of like yeah, let's do good, and about one hundred percent of where's J Law? He ain't in jail, is he? <laughs> um, Nate, yeah, his whips were fine. Come on, Nate. No, they, they were fine. I just. The one I'm on the sorry. triple was had, pretty good. Dude. I had to call in about the other, it. The other ones were just, you know, I'm just trying not to straight jump. I, I do like how you said that uh, your LCQ win was dedicated to Denny Stevenson, another number 27. No, I, did, I, actually, did, I actually did the old school 1980s uh, left hand across the right side of your body point to the crowd on that double over I, the table, I, I guess quad, quad we're calling it these days, down that rhythm lane. You know, I got nasty on the quad and hit a 1980s point over, so that was for Stevenson. I, I tweeted 27. that. 
I tweeted that. I'm like, I think Nick just pointed to the crowd. But I, I, I've never seen that for 20 years. But I think that's yeah, what he just that's did. What that's what it was for. Yeah. Rick Johnson used to bust sweet moves like that out of the gravity cavity at Dilla. Uh, Nate, any more shit to talk on Nick? Or is that is that you good? <laughs> no, nah, I'm good, man. Nick's the boss. Keep killing it this season. Been really well. And uh, you guys have a great show. Thanks for calling, bud. Appreciate uh, it. I'm thanks, Nate. No problem. Oh, funny how these guys act when they call in. That was ballsy. Ballsy, I like it. I know. Nate's ballsy. Uh, Nick, wait. Remember that company, Ballsy? Yeah. Remember the company, Balls Energy Drink? No. Uh, that was around for a little bit. Nick, there's a thread on Vinyl MX today that says you should hang it up. How do you Ooh. wish to really? comment about that? Really? That's, that's fucked. Can you People are just bummed at me because I'm getting on TV and they're not. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they, they weren't talking like, crap when I got like 15. They were like, "Yeah, that dude's pretty much killing it." Now it's like, "Yeah, you should probably just." I don't give understand it up, the jackasses. Like the guy's making 450 main events. He's making a good living. He's got a lot of fan base. People love him. He, why would you ever like the guy goes? He can't win. Well, okay. Yeah. So it's, so 70, yeah. 76 guys in the 80 guy field cannot win. Yeah, but dude, it was that Bobby M guy. There's, I mean, uh, that, gotta, is that the just, Alessi fan did? Yeah. Oh, shit. Just, mm. So did he know. not know that I started in 22nd and his boy whole shot and I passed him? Passed he him doesn't care. He what? doesn't know. He doesn't care. Here's the deal with I'm that. Just like, I'm just hitting him with no. I'm just hitting him with some straight facts. Well, actually, somebody got, said that. He's bucks. like, you realize he passed your, your boy, right? And he actually laughed. Nick, Nick's, Nick's style has evolved over the years. Like, it's not – like, Nick's been around a long time, but you watch Nick ride compared to when he rode – it's evolved. Like, it hasn't stayed stagnant, you know? He has moved around the bike. His style's different, so I don't know. People are fucked. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I could see, like, uh, some haters if I was running around acting like I was rad, but it's pretty obvious that I'm always trying to improve and whatnot. Like, right. I mean, I know Two clicks. Getting, yeah. 11th, getting 11th is not where I want to be, but at the same time, yeah, like, I'm not going to be bummed. Like, I like riding dirt bikes, right. and I'm, I'm improving. Like, I had a good time hanging out with, with my – Team guys this weekend and like some friends of the races like you want me to act like it just sucks and yeah I'm on suicide watch because I got a letter. Like, I wonder so. I wonder wonder who else is making six figures racing a dirt bike like really like and paying for like everything on their own yeah yeah Same I mean guy, whatever JT how would you no, like to like, JT how would you like yeah. to make six figures and, and race Supercross right now I'm good that's why I quit <laughs> okay never mind bad example <laughs> I'm just saying I think a lot of people would like that you know what I mean and I, I there's nothing wrong with uh, you know, I talked to Kevin Wyndham about this, and I said, Wyndham, you're still, like, a top-ten guy, and he was just disgusted with that. And I wish that attitude would change a little bit more. He's he, still making a lot of money, and all he has to do is bust some transfers. Okay, maybe so. Maybe so. But he goes for, he goes for it on these transfers. Oh, absolutely. I'm not taking anything away from that, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah I, like, I get I get nervous watching him because I'm like, Dude, Yeah, he's not really. Don't, what, I, I really don't want really to see him get wheeled out of here. Yeah. No, I'm with you, for sure. Like, obviously, what he's doing is a lot easier than racing. At the same time, he like for I don't know. I'm just assuming he's kind of like how old? How old? It's hard to justify what he's doing risk wise. Like for what I could think that he's probably getting compensated, but I don't know. He's still a six figure guy. I know that for a fact. I know what he was asking for. Nick, you like? Yeah, yeah. Nick, you like thirty three, thirty four? What are you? I'm thirty three. Yeah. See, that's pretty impressive, man. Pretty impressive, I think. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I, I I try hard. I mean, obviously, I like I was talking to Rick Johnson because he helped me a bunch when I rode Suzuki team, like shoot ten years ago, I guess now. And uh, he was like, "How long are you gonna do this for?" And I'm like, "You know what? I don't I don't know how much longer. I got to do better if I'm gonna keep racing. 
But I feel like it's hard for me to be like, you know what, I suck because, like, I would smoke me four years ago. <laughs> yeah. I would smoke me ten years ago. I'm going to ghost race. Right. You know what I mean? That's, like, the, that's, the, that's the part people don't get is, like, you're, yeah. you know, I felt the same way. Like, 2012 was a mess. I sucked. But even, like, 2010, I would absolutely have not, dude, not 2000, worked well, myself you're, you're in 2004, it. and I was doing way better, you know? Just yeah, totally different. It's, everything's gotten so much faster. Yeah, that that's kind of like the reality. It's hard to like get around. But then, I mean, obviously, like I've been riding with Ryan a bunch lately, and even then, like the last like three weeks, I've improved a lot just by riding with him. So it's kind of like one of those things too. You get to a point where it's like, well, how, what's my upside? Like, how much money can I spend on like improving or this extra one percent on my bike that's going to cost me ten grand? Like, do I really need that or? Yeah. So I need to spend this money on a track. Like, is that going to help? Where it's like, it seems like, you know, the Chad, Chad and Ryan, those, those two guys specifically are like, from the get go, have like always been committed to investing in themselves. You know, like, yeah. Ryan spent more money on trainers and tracks and land and stuff than I've made the last five years of racing. I just, I just bought a microphone preamp for this show. I'm also investing in myself. Good story. Okay. Yeah. Good, job. good job. Great radio, bro. Killing move. it. That might not have been a good move. Chirp, chirp, chirp. I know, right? That's a good friend. That ain't going to be Crickets. All right. Hey, Nick, we're going to run. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Um, All right. Keep it real, guys. Uh, Mafia good Motor job, Crew. Nick. Keep it up, man. Nick Way. Pulp Crew saves you 20%. Get your orders in now. Be like Nick Way and uh, sports some Mafia Motor Crew. Thanks, buddy. Can we get Can we get JT in some flip-flops this weekend? I don't know. Weather might be up for it. I have to break them out. Mathis has got some. Break I know it. Get get some of those string. I don't know. You're you're not on that budget anymore. Those are those are probably not on your level. They're not get the jankiest the ones available. Hopefully, I have a blowout. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Birkenstocks, bro. All right, thanks, Nick. All right, later, guys. See ya. JT, thank you, bud. Appreciate it. I'll let you go. You're a couple hours ahead of us. Thanks for your contributions tonight on the show. All right. All right, see ya. You guys going to talk to RV or what? Yeah, we are. We're going to come back after commercial and have a Ryan Villapoto one. Would you like to? Are you going to tell him it was raining yellow? I'm going to ask him if James. I'm going to ask him if James is in his head. Oh man, I kind of want to be on for that. We'll call you back if you want. Yeah, call me back. I, I got to hear this. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, tech, call you back, Jason Thomas. Coming back with our Monster Energy Kawasaki's Ryan Villapoto on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserve nationwide. When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew.
The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Fly racing. undisputed leader in high quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they're easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at EKSBrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today.
Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Theed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us. So thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Hey, 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 hey. W-Wheels. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo brakes. All the W-Wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoke and nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Roxon, Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. 
They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Back everybody, the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com. Kiefer, yo, the folks at Works Connection, fantastic product, good stuff. They've revolutionized the starting device. Yeah, they it's really super have. easy to use now. It's not so difficult. So I know it's a kind of a pain in the butt before, like trying to get it locked, but it's good now. Yeah, they're good. WorksConnection.com. 
Uh, you can use save yourself some money at Works Connection. Also, too, you can save yourself some money on uh, everything at Pulp MX uh, sh- sponsored deals. PulpMXShow.com sponsored deals. Uh, anything you need, uh, we can offer you a discount just for listening to this uh, stupid show. That's it. That's all you need to do. I mean, that was what he told me about you. Quick story, real quick. Yeah. Adam Keith, the face-to-face singer, uh-huh. was my bus driver in high school. What? He like substitute bus drove. While he was in a band, or what, what yeah. before? Face to face. While he was a face to face. They're from the high desert, so. Oh, they are. Yeah. Oh, that is a good story. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad story. Better story than uh, Nick Way's haircut story. Yeah, or the two click story was pretty good. He got no, that's good. But okay. the Nick Way haircut story. Yeah, that was no good. JT, welcome back. Yep. Uh, BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection to Cherubies, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, A10 Solutions, uh, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto. Black Ops Moto, better starting, better throttle response. Uh, they've been doing this the ignition coil business for a long time. They'll help your four-stroke out. BlackOpsMoto.com. Mafia Moto Crew, the Moto Company, Optrix, and Guts Racing. Guts Racing, the official seat foam of Monster Pro Circuit. They got their uh, super lightweight stuff, and uh, they'll hook you guys up with uh, exactly what the Monster Pro Circuit team uses uh, as far as seat foam goes. Lightweight, and of course, Optrix, all on board with us. Our next guest. You need more sponsors. I do, right? You need more sponsors, for I, sure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I prefer the term partners. Ooh. Partners. Right. Uh, also, to our next guest. Uh, Brought to you by Atlas Brace, atlasbrace.com. He wears this brace on his way to get uh, the points lead this, uh, this season. And uh, atlasbrace.com, if you uh, go on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, they're giving away one brace a month, rotating through the Prodigy, the Tyke, and the original. All-new carbon fiber Atlas neck brace. Filippoto wears it. Weimer wears it. Um, some of the best riders in the sport wear it. And uh, atlasbrace.com is proud to present, fresh from a hockey game, Ryan Villapoto. What's going on, guys? Okay, so you knew you had the Pulp Show tonight, but yet you go to a hockey game. Hey, did you see me? I made it on TV. Not for racing, either. <laughs> I did. Me and, I... Me, and, me and Nichols, bro, we're just fucking just up there just killing it. Yeah, the kiss cam. <laughs> yeah, did you, yeah. yeah, did you guys oh, have a kiss cam? Um, Nichols, Nichols uh, has the wife of an ex-Ducks player who works for him, I think. Uh, you have the, no, I think they're date, they're dating, right? They're she she, she dates a player, right? Right. One of your six at the office. Number five, bro. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he said. Uh, yeah. Andy Sutton, I think. Um, how'd you, Andy Sutton. Okay. Sorry, bro. God. Hey. That's how, his buddy. How'd you like, how'd you like the hockey game? Well, the first quarter was absolutely boring. Um, second was decent. It was okay. And then, obviously, they uh, they came back on the third. So, it was pretty good, the third. I mean, it was, it was definitely interesting. They're called periods, not quarters. Okay, whatever. <laughs> That's my first hockey game. Maybe, maybe my last. <laughs> Ducks stormed back to win 5-4 in overtime. Did you know they were playing Winnipeg? And did you have any idea that's where I'm from? No, I did not. Now you know. Winnipeg Jets, bro. Yeah, I mean, they were all right. Not as good as the Ducks, though. But, hey, when you sit up close like that, like your seats were, and you were on TV, like you said, it gets pretty exciting down there. No, it was good, other than we were just right behind the goalie, which obviously was good for TV time, but not really that good because that guy, the goalie was, like, eight foot tall. So, for me, it was kind of hard to see through the guy. (laughs) You know, but other than that, it was all right. Yeah, it was was good. It was a good up-and-close action we got to see. JT, you like hockey games in person anyways. 
Yeah, it's all right as long as I have you know unlimited access to beer. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, is a, it was a little boring. I mean, it was, but then it, it was it was boring. But then on one hand, it was all right. On the other, all right. So, uh, St. Louis, uh, how'd it go? Uh, it was decent for sure. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't as good as I would like it to have been through the whoops and that and after the whoops that section. But uh-huh. um, other than that, it was it was good. We we. We came away with with some more points, so that's always always a benefit. But would have would have liked to win, but mm-hmm. um, obviously there's a lot there's a very, there's a lot to lose on on our end. Um, so yeah, um, you know, obviously don't want that to happen. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We don't have Ryan Villapoto for that long, but uh, call in if you have a question for him. Uh, do you think James Stewart is in your head at all? No, he's not in my head. <laughs> okay, I'm just wondering. What did I just say, Mathis? What did I just say? I said I have a lot to lose. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, but hey, no, you were gracious after the race. You gave it up to him. He rode well, you know, and that's what I think you got to oh, do. Ride. Yeah, he yeah. did ride well. He, he he did ride really well. Right, right. Um, the uh, the quad triple triple thing. You uh, you busted it out over the tabletop in in practice, but then, like you said after the race. The the risk wasn't really worth the reward for you, huh? Yeah, I mean, I never actually did the quad. I, I jumped the quad itself, but flipped it a little bit and never went triple-triple. Yeah. But I figured for how hard that I had to hit it, um, that it wasn't going to be, like, jumpable for 20 laps along with the track fading away. Yep. Um, you know, things like that. So, um, obviously, all of us, most of us, or all of us opted to go to, onto the tabletop and off and then mm-hmm. know, finish the rhythm section that way. Right, right, right. Um, hey, what, Toronto. So, you know, we all know what happened in Toronto. And I don't, you don't have to tell us. You don't have to get into it. Do you know what's wrong? Do you know what happened? I mean, could this happen to you again? Uh, I mean, potentially. Uh, I haven't figured out anything yet, to be honest. Okay. Um, still waiting for blood work and all that stuff. You know, we're... Yeah. we're we're seeing a specialist in that area, obviously stomach area. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, not not a uh, no answers really yet. Damn, none no. at all. Yeah, and so, it was, and how painful was it? Like, was were you? I mean, was it like someone? Well, was... I, I mean, Mathis, I didn't ride practice. I didn't show up till six forty-five. I mean, if that tells you how painful it was. Yeah, it does. All right, fit fine. I mean, uh, why ask the question? Here we go. I guess you're, you're, I guess you're right. You're uh, I kind of right. had something like that too. I don't know if it's the same thing, but like I ate and immediately got sick. Gnarly stomach pains. Never threw up, but just jabbing, knifing pains in my stomach for like a, just a bit over a day, and then like my stomach was sore for three days. So I don't know if it's the flu you thing. Never went or to something. the doctor. No, I didn't go to the doctor. Oh, okay. But I didn't have to race either, so yeah. it had to be pretty gnarly for you not to practice. No doubt, I can imagine. JT, you ever had that happen yeah. to you? No, I, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've obviously been sick and all that kind of stuff, but Mathis, it's weird. You know, they yeah, couldn't. Yeah, like write up. Uh, yeah, he did. He did tell me. Yeah, and then the rest, right, the rest right, of it sucked. Right. Well, Mathis is sucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah I, I was a big fan but, of that. Yeah. Uh, six um, equals six equals yeah, four sure. or something or some stupid like that. I don't even. Don't try know. to don't try to get in now, Mathis. You're out. <laughs> I I I I think that's pretty gnarly, JT. If you you've raced Supercross a lot, not practicing and then dropping the gate for the heat race. I only got six once in my life, and I was like backflipping out of the stadium after the race. <laughs> let alone skip practice and everything. 
it's it's pretty impressive. I got to say to not know the obstacles or whatever. Although Nick Way is claiming that he helped you with the obstacles. Well, I mean, definitely. I went I went and said, "Hey, what about this one? Hey, what about that one? Uh-huh. Hey, how is this?" And he said, "Well, yeah, yeah, no, um, you know, and so on." Did you get to watch any uh, practice video or anything? I watched a little video um, before getting ready, but but yeah. uh, obviously, you know how that is. You're like, okay, well. I don't know. You can't see a whole lot there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we uh, we've been talking about the lack of traction at the races and the quality of the dirt, and it's it's not that great at many of the races. We talked to Justin Barsha earlier, and we said if you could wave the magic wand, what would you do? And he said I would buy brand new dirt for every race for ninety five percent of the races. Um, how much is the quality of dirt? And JC talked to Prater about it a little bit, and he, and he got into it earlier on the show. How much is the quality of dirt kind of sucking this year? Um, well, there's obviously you have your rounds that, that, that are just terrible in general. And, you know, obviously you, they could buy new dirt for sure, and that, that might help. Um, but then you have your rounds, like, for instance, the first, first Anaheim's. Anaheim 1 is normally really, it's normally really good. And then this year we showed up, and it, was, it felt like Anaheim, you know, 2. Yeah. And then, you know, it went on from there, you know. So, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Um, so, I, I mean, I think and that's the same dirt they had last year and the year before and the year before. So, I think it was a lack of just moisture in, in Anaheim's dirt. Okay. So, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. For sure, dirt would help, but moisture would help, too, you know. Right, right. We, we had no moisture. Um, in the dirt, and, and you know, so that it was dry, slippery. I just um, I, I and mean, it just got worse. Obviously, everybody knows as soon as the monster trucks come in, you you pretty much you know kiss it goodbye at that point. But don't you feel like they've gone overboard with this dry and dusty dirt, and it hurts racing a little bit? I do. I mean, I've written about it. I've talked about it. Well, what do you mean they've gone overboard? I mean, I don't think they want dry, dusty dirt. I mean, that's just what ends up happening. Well, they seem. Why can't they stop that? Why do they keep doing it? I don't know. Did you ask them? <laughs> yeah, JT said that they seal the track. Well, yeah, they, they've, they've tried to get away from, like, the East Coast rounds being super ruddy and soft, but it's like they've gone too far now. Like, they've gotten too good at it. They, they dry it too much. They put it under overpasses and, and keep it too dry now, so all the moisture is gone. So it's like they've gone too far past the perfect line. Well, actually, I would I I would actually say what the biggest problem is 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 they're running these the the, the time constraints they have with the track the, the how quick they have to build them. Now they were telling me I think that they build most of the track, um, you know, relatively quick. But then they're stuck with building that stupid finish line thing that's got nine billion wires and all this <laughs> other stuff. It, that takes up the other half of the time when they could be putting like you know, you know, uh, more effort into the track, watering it, working it, whatever, whatever. Well, they're they're stuck building this power thing and this, you know, all this stuff. Then they got the KTM races. Um, you know, they're trying to pack so much into us, such a short, short amount of time that that you know, it's that's you can see that you can see that the track is what's you know right. having problems and it's, it's becoming a problem that how much they're sticking in to you know starting at seven o'clock. It's well, if Mathis had his way, they'd add in that over-under, too, to make it worse. Yeah, over-unders. I would put nets up, so I'd build some big berms and put some nets there. 
to catch anybody that goes over it, you know, into the, so they don't go into the crowds. I'd build the taller obstacles, you know. The, the jumps, the triple jumps are 67 feet. They've always been 67 feet. They should be bigger and longer and farther. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. No matter what the run out of the turn? Ah, yeah, you take that into account a little bit. But this stuff's too easy for you guys. But, look. The... Are you serious right now? <laughs> have you seen how many people are hurt? <laughs> the last part I did have not you, mean. Have you seen the lights guys try to hit that triple in Toronto? The last part they I, were like, I wasn't serious. They were the hanging part. a swing arm on that thing a lot. Yeah, that was good to see. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Um, hey, uh, and I just feel like the the quality of the dirt, you um, the quality of the dirt, you can only push so far. Like if you're in fourth or fifth, and I don't mean you yourself, a rider is in fourth or fifth place, you can only push so hard. Your tr- lack of traction is going to stop you, and everybody's pushing to that limit, and we get some boring racing, you know. So. I mean, for obviously, I'm not disagreeing, but I mean, there's a lot to take in, you know, that you're going to have to go tackle. I mean, right. I know you're a pretty big guy. You can tackle quite a bit, but I don't know if you can tackle all that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I sh- they should put me in charge of Supercross is what I feel like should happen. Uh, okay, what about outdoors? What about it? When do you start? May 24th. Uh, Hangtown. Hangtown. Oh, yep, Hangtown. Thanks. Glen Helen. Thanks, guys. Don't skip oh, Glen yeah, Helen. That's right. Sorry, JC. It's, it's Glen Helen. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't skip Glen Helen. If you skip Glen Helen, your title, <laughs> your title chances will be hurt a little bit. Um do you start testing soon, or do you just worry about Supercross? Um, yes and no. Worry about Supercross right now. Okay. That's the goal. Uh, you have three wins. James has five. If you win this title and James has more wins, do you even care? Does it even bother you? Uh, well, I would assume that that means that I had won the war, so no. Okay. All right. No, I'm just wondering. I know you guys all have egos and all that, so, you know, that's, that's all. Um, thoughts about Houston this weekend? You like it? What? No, Houston's Houston's one of the has the better has some of the better dirt, so it'll uh, yeah, it'll be good. I think. Um, you know, we'll see when we get there. We think some places are going to be good, or stuff that's normally good to show up is and then terrible. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hey, rough Canada for Team Alden Baker, by the way, huh? Wow, Adams crashes, Roxon gets tired a little bit, drops back. You have your stomach problems. I don't know. I hope you didn't blame my country for that. Yeah, that, it was it, it, terrible. Terrible. Yeah, What's, terrible. What Canada's terrible. Do you like that race or no? Well, actually, if it would have been a normal day and a normal everything, the track was really good. Yeah, um, yeah, bro. Sorry. It was. It was actually good. The dirt was good. I think they had sifted it. It seemed like there was less rocks than normal. Uh huh. Yeah, I think you're, so. You're taking credit for Canada because the track happened to be good. <laughs> You, yeah. you know the the one Toronto track that was awesome was the one Tim Ferry designed in like oh nine. The other one that was terrible was oh eight, with the like sand and the like melting ice. Oh yeah, that was bad. That the Holy one, hell! That's the one your team swept the podium. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was one of the worst racetracks I've ever ridden, though. Yeah, were you there, RV? Probably not. I think you were doing uh, West. No, I think so. I was. Yeah, I was doing West. Oh, was, there was literally a block of ice in the track that melted all day. It was like quicksand. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. You're just pumping everywhere. Yeah. Um, how's your Atlas brace? Atlasbrace.com, everybody. Can can I buy the exact same brace that you wear? You can buy the exact same brace I wear. That's product for you right there. No fancy stuff. Uh, definitely know? it's good product for sure. There's uh, There's some goggle companies out there. You can't buy 
the goggle that these riders are wearing. You just can't buy it. And X brand, you, you can't can. buy. The, you can buy the Oakley one. I'm not sure. I need to look at your Oakley a little closer. Maybe there's some special uh, foam in there. Who knows? Oh, actually, it's right out of the box. Is it an air brake? Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. But there's some other goggle companies. Leading edge. You know? Leading edge. Oh no! On the no. leading edge of, of uh, you know the, the product. I would never put my, the name "break" in something that I want to be innovative. That means you're stopping innovating. You know. What if you make breaks? I <laughs> anything but breaks. Uh, but uh, no, Atlas Brace X Brand. Those products are exactly what the top racers are wearing. Production. They are exactly yes. Exactly. Exactly. It's been ten weeks since you were on the show. But we, we really greatly appreciate it. Uh, good luck in Houston. You know, I'll, 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 JT will continue writing glowing articles for you to stay on your good side. Well, I mean, some, I mean, you don't. So I guess it looks like I'm a fan of JT now. <laughs> Wait till you guys see the Nick Way article that comes out tomorrow. Oh, dude. Did you write that or JT write it? No, I wrote it. And it's all about how great Nick Way is. I uh, pumped James up for mine tomorrow. So You pumped James up? I did, yeah. Oh, Ooh. yeah. I'm gonna... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, my. Nah, it, it's it's kind of both though. I, I actually said I actually talked about how um, the whole dynamic of how you have to not take chances when you have a huge lead, and is it really worth just you know getting pissed off and going for you know going for broke to try to beat the guy or whatever? So it's not really I pumped him up, but just kind of talked about it. Whatever. I have so much experience with title chases, you know, that I wanted to share. Yeah, you know, I mean, (laughs) what is it, German titles, right? German or Oh, yeah. German, Czech. German, yeah. If if there's any any shithole country that has less than, you know, a couple hundred thousand people, I was usually dominant. Shithole. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what about Alessi going to Canada? I think it's awesome. Speak of the devil. <laughs> Why is Should he? he um, who who is going? Uh, who is betting? Is he going to win, or is he? Is like is is this going to be his time? Is I mean, is this it, or is it not? Is it still going to fall short? <laughs> this, this is Germany. Uh, um, who's going with? This is his time, and who's not? Who's going with? It's not going to happen. I think we all think he can win. Yeah, we he, talked about he this, right? He's. And he, he, I mean, because look. Oh no, no, he's hundred percent capable. Of winning, hundred percent. Yeah, but Tony's got to take, take his foot out of the way, and then <laughs> make sure he doesn't step in the way, and this and that, and yeah. everything else that comes into play. There's a lot, hey, but there's there's a lot of moving parts there. There is, there is, and also too, the tracks don't get that rough, and like you can hang easier. I think Mike's in pretty good shape, but you know that doesn't necessarily come into play. There's a lot of sand tracks. Medis- Mike will be the best guy there, right? Really, whether Jake- he wins or not, I don't know. Oh, I wouldn't go that far, JT. That sounds like you stand. I will. It. I will stand behind it. Brett yeah. Metcalf? Yeah. Uh, stand behind it. Mike will be the best guy there. Gopher? No. I don't care. I, whatever. How Armadillo, much? So you're going with him that he wins a championship. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he will be the best guy there. Whether he wins a title, who knows? Like, that's a whole different ball game. If you want to talk about the best, you're saying you're you're saying he's the best guy there, but he doesn't win races and doesn't win a championship. So how is he the best guy? <laughs> I'm saying I don't know if he can put it all together and win the title. But if you want to talk yeah, about the, so that's not the best guy though. But that's not the best guy. Oh, you're that's just jaded because of St. Louis. You're just jaded. No, 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 not at all. The best guy is who who can 
can put it all together. It has the entire yeah, package. He's got a point. All you got to do is read Breakdown tomorrow, and it'll be all become clear for you. You're out of your mind. I don't have to check it out, I guess. If he does you know, I, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying I think Mike's the fastest guy. How about that? Will Mike will be, be the, the fastest, fastest guy, guy there. But there's will be the fastest guy, probably. More but there, than likely, he'll be the fastest guy. Will he be the best guy? Mike is I the James know. Stewart of Canada. That guy's going down. Yeah, but if he doesn't win, what's the consequence? Uh, look, I don't know. Come back Tony home. Say that, didn't Tony look at him and tell him that he was going to impregnate another chick and, oh. and, and make the best motocross racer ever? I, I did hear that. He was going to try again. He was going to try again. <laughs> and then and then Wygant <sighs> said that Mike and Danielle were going to have a kid, and they were going to try, and it was going to be an ultimate showdown. On who would be who would breed the better motocrosser? No, you're lying. I I, I don't know. I, I, at this point, I don't even know how many. I mean, I'm with you. Like, here's the thing, though. Let's say he does win. Who cares? He does. Well, you definitely will because you're from Canada and you're gonna you're gonna probably write this six page long <laughs> article about how great it was and. Look, Canadian championship and what you know, and so on. He's a world class rider. He should be racing an American national. So should Metcalf too. But, it it I mean, sucks too because he's riding good. I think too. That's what sucks. You think he's riding good right now? I think it's the best supercrossed riding he's oh, it's done. The best supercross season right. he's ever had. Right. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, two heat races. For sure. St. Louis. His did... main event results are atrocious. I'm not sure if you guys have looked at the results, but they're bad. <laughs> food. Food. Well, food poisoning last week. He did win two heat races, though. Over, no, he's, he's a great qualifier. Over Ryan Villapoto two times. So, I don't know if that's ever happened before. Well, I mean, what can I say? I'm yeah. not very good for six laps. <laughs> we, we should just get Mike and Ryan on at the same time and just have a cool show like that. That would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> on the same on the same phone line? Yeah, same line. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know how well that would go over. <laughs> Ryan Villapoto has never, ever, ever beaten us in the amateurs. <laughs> I did, actually. That was a lie, though. That, that was, they did lie right there. Oh, you beat I him? only oh. beat him, like, once or twice. Okay. But you did beat but him? I did okay. beat them. Yeah, yeah. I did beat them, yes. But it's like, Tony, who cares at this point? Who cares? Like, you know, J-Law beat yeah. RV at, uh, at Loretta's, too, right? Oh, yeah? Yep, he did. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, that worked out. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know? Yeah. What's Devin yapping about back there? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't turn his mic. Oh, thanks, man. Sorry. No, they made a uh, a video for Ryan Villapoto, like some guy on YouTube, I'm not sure, and it opened up with J-Law talking shit on Villapoto at Loretta's. And really? Then, yeah, and then right into Ryan Villapoto just smashing him. <laughs> What about, was, the, what about the bike wheelie into the face? Yep, yep. That was yeah. the next part. The very next part. Oh, I forgot about all that. That's awesome. Oh, it was good, yeah. Remember when they did the vote on one of the magazines, if, if they got in a fight, who would really win? And then, like, the percentage towards Ryan Villapoto was way – it was, like, 70 to 30. Oh, jeez. Can't mess with the ginger, bro. Ginger oh. power. I didn't, I didn't see that. Um, all right, RV. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Uh, right. Thanks for coming on. I know you were a yep. struggle, and you didn't want to do it, and – I had to guilt you into it, um, but we got Barsha on too, so it was a real good night for the Pulp Mech show. Sweet, bro. Went from Mighty Ducks <laughs> to Mighty Dicks. Pulp Mech show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, RV. Appreciate it, bud. All right, later, guys. See you. Later. later. 
Monster Energy Kawasaki's Ryan Villapoto. He's so funny. Like he doesn't even mean to be funny, but he's funny. Just so dry. I I think James is in his head. No, he I'm just give, kidding. He I'm joking. Give, I was gonna say. Right, JT. Oh, the 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 analogies of the Alessi thing right there were getting good though. <laughs> right. Alessi and James. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, there were so many layers to that. Yeah, could, we could have really started laying into him too. Well, he was he was definitely hinting around when yes. he was talking about Alessi. Yes, yes, for sure. Good. I was uh, trying to leave the door open for you too. You know, the Alessi Ryan show, and nothing was said. Quiet. <laughs> I like Mike. I wouldn't do that to Mike. No, I like Mike too. Mike's awesome. I think in that game it wouldn't really work out. Really? No. Why, I don't why can't so. they coexist? What's the big deal? Like, no, I think they're Mike... fine. They were talking. They talk, they talk to each right. other. But I think Tony holds that back more than Mike does. I just think it would be super weird for Mike. Huh. Yeah, Mike's too nice. Yeah, he's too. Mike too, wouldn't. I don't yeah. think Mike would he's, like that. Mike's pretty naive. He's oh, pretty I nice. See. I, yeah. I wouldn't want to do that to him. You know, I, I do I like Mike. It. He's a good dude. So I don't know. All I think right. Mike, Mike's trying to fix his image, too. Like, he's... he's Right. I don't, I don't think Mike gives people a ton of reasons, especially off the bike, to not like him anymore. Right, no. He's been doing that for, for yeah, a while. Yeah, long time. Yeah. Yeah, long time. Yeah, absolutely. All right, JT. We'll say goodbye to you for real All this right. time. See you. Yep. Later, See JT. You. All right, that's a wrap. Barsha, Villapoto, Way, Landon Powell, Jimmy Albertson. Good show. That was fun. I powered through this. You did. You did it RV style. I did. Right. I took, and also, too, I molded you. Yeah, That's all it You molded me. You I had no, you, no IVs. You're I took good. You, I took you from a lump of clay. <laughs> a lump of shit I made clay. You into this, <laughs> I made you into this beautiful plate. I just keep looking at that ghost movie and the way they're shaping it. It's so sexual. It doesn't, I'm not into it. I That's can't. what I did to you, bro. I sexualized you. Wow. Into, into this plate. That's what I did. <laughs> it's a good thing we're bailing off the show right now. Yeah. No, Kiefer, thanks, man. Thanks for coming up. And for people who don't know, I try to pay Kiefer... Every week, at least gas money. He refuses to take it. Unlike Pingree, who is my most expensive co-host, his rates are very high. But you refuse to take anything. So no, I'm, I'm I'm a fan of the sport. I'm a fan of the show. I was a fan of the show long before. I was like I said, I ran pulp stickers before I even talked to you, just because I was into the show. Yeah. And uh, we're in the same business, and I think it's cool. It's good for me to be on. I enjoy it, so and I hope the listeners like it. And... But now you've seen how the sausage is made. It's not always that exciting. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Dirtrider.com and uh, every month in Dirt Rider magazine, Chris Kiefer. And uh, also, too, listen, if anybody's listened to this and they want to use you to test their products, Absolutely. which is something you do for Renthal, Works Connection, yep. but Yoshimira, what, how do they get hold of you? How do they do that? Uh, they can go on my Instagram at kkiefer120, or they can email me at chrissocal. At with, a M- yeah. with a K. Yeah, with a K. Socal at msn.com. I know it's a bitchin' email address, but that's <laughs> what I have. But, I mean, someone, yeah, maybe someone wants you who's listening. Yeah, and you, actually you know? I've gotten and people, you know, recently, but, uh, yeah, I'd love to test and uh, take contracts and go from there. Thanks to our terrific partners on the show. Thanks to our guests tonight. Uh, don't forget, you can get this on Stitcher, on iTunes, uh, on the Pulp Mex app. We appreciate everybody listening. Uh, we're going to be back next week with hopefully David Pingree. Again, who knows? And Devin, thank you, man. Thanks Always for coming in. Always a pleasure. In. Thank and, you. And uh, we will see everybody next week. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. Thanks, Swisscore, for all you and do. I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl Magazine. I, 
I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.